This is the 2021 NFL Draft with Kyle Yeomans, Brian Broaddus, Dave Hellman, Dane Brugler, and Jeff Kavanaugh. Day two of the NFL Draft is upon us. Welcome in to DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fans coverage wall-to-wall here of rounds two and three of the 2021 NFL Draft taking place in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Kyle Yeomans, pleased to be joined by the best analyst, the best crew there is whenever it comes to the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show and draft coverage in general. Brian Broaddus, Jeff Cavanaugh. Dane Brugler from The Athletic, and then DallasCowboys.com's own draft expert, as we like to call you. I, I feel like Brian and Jeff would probably have something to say about that, and same thing with Dane, but Brian draft expert David Hellman. Something to say about everything I do. So No, Dave's an expert. Just Dave goes to like 100 to 120 players, then I go to 150, and yeah. then Brian goes to 200, and then Dane goes to 800. That is, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Someone's all. got to. Yeah, yeah, so. Dave, Dave is an expert. Perfect. That might be the best yeah. thing you've said already Dave, all day. Dave is yeah. an expert to a certain point, yeah. and then Dave likes to ask Dane what he thinks. Things. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be, boy, I cannot wait to hear what Dane has to say tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be a, day. a lot of pitching <laughs> that direction day, yeah. to that side of the table. And, and, of course, right now it looks like the Cowboys have a little bit of time until they are on the clock. They pick at the moment, and there's a lot of emphasis on at the moment, at the number 44 overall slotted spot as the Cowboys still waiting for their second pick. Of course, their first one came at 12 in last night's part of the draft of the first round, Micah Parsons. Linebacker out of Penn State was taken with the 12th overall pick after trading down from the Philadelphia Eagles. But, Brian, I mean, there is some smoke coming from that front office and that that war room at the moment of maybe trying to get back up in the early parts of this second round. Yeah, this is going to be – and if this is the difficult thing that you deal with when everybody's had the opportunity to sleep on their board. And – you know, you, you got all those names up, then you're thinking like, okay, how can I get to this guy? How can I maneuver? And, you know, Dallas has got the extra picks that they can maybe make this happen. And I, I'm hearing for uh, from several of my guys up on the top near that board that the Cowboys are attempting to move up there to get in that range. Uh, you know, the top of the, the first pick there would be at 33, 34 with the Jets, Atlanta at 35, starting to hear some whispers about that. Maybe the Cowboys were trying to get up in there. So, uh, they're trying. They've got a player in mind. And, but the thing about it though, guys, sometimes these teams are not going to let you back in because they're sleeping on those boards. And, you know, and, and if they see those players, it's like, man, let's, let's just pick this guy and we'll move on and we'll work the rest of the draft from there. That's the hard part for me. And we said that, you know, we, we did the pro post round press conference last night. We got back on the air and Brian, you remember 2014. It feels a lot like that to me where, you know, you drafted Zach Martin there. You maybe had one guy by the name of Demarcus Lawrence that you really loved and they jumped up to pick 34, second pick in the round to get him. The problem is they had a trade partner and yeah. do they have it right now? And that's the big question for me. I mean, we're, we're going to find out because I think. If the Cowboys can trade, I really think that they're going to try to because they have the ammo. I think they're happy with Micah Parsons, but I think we would all agree they would have loved to have gotten a cornerback last night. That's my inclination, at least. And uh, I think they're going to try. It's just a matter of if they can find a partner. They're looking at those three third-round picks, and they're not thinking, okay, we're going to draft three good players there. They're thinking, okay, we're going to use one of those, two of those, to go up and get an even better player. And if they come away in the first three rounds with three players – Nothing wrong with that if they really believe in those players. And so 
corner, maybe another defensive player, could it be a safety? Someone they they have their eye on someone looking to trade up and get their guy. And who do you think that would be? That's my biggest question because it, it could be a corner, Jeff. It could be a safety. But at the same time, you're going to have to give up a good amount of draft capital to get into that conversation, especially whenever it is, like Brian said, after sleeping on a board like they have. Yeah, and it's tough because you try to narrow it down based on who you think the best players are left, and then you throw in the Cowboys' needs, right? Because my initial inclination would be, holy cow, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa is the best player on this board. But is that somebody that the Cowboys would be interested in? Or do we need to shift our attention over to somebody like Trevon Merrig or Richie Grant or one of these corners? And again, because I want to get in their brain, in my brain, if you were going up for a corner, I'm like, woo, Kelvin Joseph and Asante Samuel Jr. And one of those is coachability questions and one of those is small and so do i need to move on down a little bit and say okay what about like trevon merrig or tyson campbell the georgia corner would they be in on christian barmore would they be in on an edge like aziz ajalari um because some of my top players are guys like elijah moore tevin jenkins landon dickerson I don't know that those are trees they want to bark up. So I don't know. Dane, you want to help me try to narrow it down? Because I could go so many directions. And corner is so fascinating because after those first uh, four guys, the four guys that were drafted last night uh, with Sertan, Horn, Farley, and uh, Greg Newsom, it's really anybody's guess which order each team has corners, five through 12. I mean, if Paulson Adebo was – the target would that be completely shocking? Not really. You know, he's a quality player. He's a day two player. Uh, and so when you look at guys like uh, Tyson Campbell, Ifyatu Melifonwu, Aaron Robinson, Paulson Adibo, Asante Samuel, I mean, there's so many names here at corner that if they love one of these guys above the rest, that that could be the target. We know they want to get upgrade the cornerback position, and if they feel like there's a gap between one of the guy one of the corners that's left, and then the rest of that group. I really feel like that could be the, the the corner. We just it's it's hard to figure out who that is. We just don't have as many breadcrumbs this year, you know. Trying to figure out exactly who they're targeting, have to we have to mention safety. No safety has been drafted up to this point. Trevon Merrick is out there. Uh, Richie Grant, Javon Holland, um, and, I, and there's some chatter about Javon Holland being taken uh, very early. I know the Dolphins have their eye on him, so can't rule out safety either. A defensive back makes the most sense, though, I think, right? Yeah, I'm just starting again while you guys are talking and giving really great information. A- Atlanta is a team that's interested in moving. So if Dallas can get to 35, I did the quick math on that. Likely going to have to part with one of those uh, with one of those third round picks. Your seventy five is worth two hundred fifteen points. That's a way overpay. Your your ninety you need ninety to get to them with your pick. So your 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 seventy five is worth two fifteen. That's a way of an overpay. Eighty four is worth one seventy, and ninety nine is worth one hundred four. So if you can convince the Falcons, say at thirty five, to take. That ninety nine from you, the third round pick that you that you uh, you know that you have, maybe that could get you to the spot where you need to pick the guy. I, I like all the names that you guys were talking about. Would you do it for eighty four? Because it's not really yours anyway. No, you took it as a consolation prize for not getting what you wanted at ten. If it helps you get one of those players that you guys yeah. mentioned, I think you absolutely. I think this is why Dallas. I, I think that the Merrick thing. I think there's. I think there's some some serious. 
love there to that player. And I, I think that you know the, the, the defensive back coach goes over there, he runs the workout and all that stuff. They're going to know that guy. They're looking for a true free safety here, guys. Mm-hmm. They really, really are. But you know, again, it could be those cornerbacks too. I mean, they're just stacked in there so nicely for you. A couple of them on the shorter side. If you put your board together, probably for you, great. For them, not so much. I do think it's interesting, and you know, I guess the the flip side of that, which is the side that me and Dane would probably prefer, is there's been so much smoke about them maybe trying to trade that I believe it. But last year, I don't remember who brought this up today, but they sat Pat and let Trayvon Diggs just fall to him at 51. And it looks like every good offensive tackle in this draft is still on the board heading into today. Jeremiah Owusu-Kormoa, Christian Barmore. These are guys you like, but not guys you need. Maybe they can just hang tight and let it fall their way. It didn't happen last night. Doesn't mean it can't happen tonight. Yeah, what we need to know about Kormoa is there's there's a condition there, and it's 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 more of a procedure than it is a something wrong with him. He has a cardiac workup that needs to be done on right. him. It's more lack of information. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest problem. And, and if you talk to these scouts and tra- excuse me, these doctors and trainers around the league, they're saying, "Hey, no combine killed us right now. We there's only eighty percent of this information that we have on these players. So this might be something that teams are holding on when you start talking about cardiac heart. So we'll see. And this so- is. Right around the moment when we were going to see that start coming into play, last night, whenever you have a first-round grade on a player, you're not necessarily going to change that unless something major comes out of the medicals. It's right around the second, third round where these are still premium picks, but you still have to know, at least like Brian said, 100% of the medical information to feel good about those premium picks. Well, and if the Cowboys were eyeing secondary, I would, and this is not an informed speculation, it's just my thought on the players, I would think that would be a safety. And that actually kind of makes it a challenge for me because I think they really do want a corner. And so if you start talking about packaging players and moving and and giving guys up, because to me it goes to what Dane is saying, like the order of the corners right now, I wouldn't want my team to be in a hurry to say, I've got to have Tyson Campbell. When, let's say for the Cowboys scheme, you want to fit Paulson Adebo, Melifonwu, Tyson Campbell, like I got a few of them. So like I wouldn't be in a hurry to be so confident that I have the right order when there's so many people who have them in different orders that I need to jump to the front of the line to go get one of them. But I could see you thinking that about the safeties. I could see you having a big-time preference on the safeties a lot easier than the corners. Is that crazy? Well, but that's assuming that they like all these corners. You right. know, it's, it's, it's hard to say because you know, who, who knows? They, they might not be interested in uh, some of these guys, whether it be Aaron Robinson or Adebo. Or, you know, it's just hard to say, but I think that's a fair point in general because the safeties – uh, are there are fewer safeties in this draft that you feel are worthy of a, of a top fifty pick? Whereas corners, that's a position that's going to stretch. Which I I, I hate. I hate that I'm saying this because I I want them to draft Just a don't safety. Don't say it, dude. I want them to draft a safety so bad. And there's so many ones that I like that what? are. They can hang here. They could get Holland. They could maybe you know maybe they trade up for Merrick or maybe maybe he falls. Who knows? It's not out of the question. Uh, Richie Grant is one. Everybody's one of their favorite yeah. players. Yeah. But I go back to 2014 because I learned a valuable lesson that year from Brian Broaddus. They traded up for Demarcus Lawrence, and I hate getting rid of picks. And I was like, you know, uh, Trent Murphy was still there. Uh, who, who else was still there in that draft? Stephon Tuitt was still there. Like, all these guys were still – what are they doing? And Brian was like, Demarcus Lawrence is the only one left that they thought could play right end in this scheme. Sometimes your preference is yeah. right. And and, and, yeah. and, and and I mean, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence worked out. But the point is – 
you see a list of 10 guys. You're like, this cornerback class could stretch. They probably, or might, I don't want to say probably, they might see three guys. They're like, there are three guys that can play on the boundary in this scheme that we feel good about, and we can't afford to lose them. Okay, well, riddle me this, because for me, the top guys available don't play the positions we're talking about. Like, my top guys would be uh, JOK, Ajaleri, Landon Dickerson, Tevin Jenkins, Elijah Moore. Could the Cowboys stun you if they're trying to go up to get the highest rated player on the board, even if it's not one of the positions we're talking about? That's a fantastic question. And it's, it's easy to fall in because I think, you know, we, last night with KT, we said like we beat it into the ground, corner, 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 horn, sertan, horn, sertan. And so now we're sitting here. No, I don't want to say panic, but you just feel that need. And I wonder if they feel it too or if it's just us. And I don't know the answer. Cause like if I were talking about going back up at the very top of round two, I would be doing it for a first round grade. So, like, I think what would be fun is go around the room. You have first-round players left? Who are they? I do. I have two. I have uh, Coromora and Ojolari would be my two guys left. Those are my two as well. Dane? Yep, same here. Dave? Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll throw in Barmore. I know you all hate him, but I don't. Okay. So that's just that's what I wonder. Would they be Would they be trying to get up there for a guy at a position that they feel like they need and like? Or would they be kind of in lockstep with, hey, guys, the two or three best players are these, and they're there? Let's go get them. Yeah. Well, it's interesting when you look at the guys that are left, there's usually a reason for it. You know, Owusu Koromoa, Brian laid that out. Audulari's got his own medical issues. Christian Barmore, he's got his own off-field issues. Landon Dickerson, he's got medical concerns. Tevin Jenkins, off-field and medical concerns. Uh, Onzerika out of Washington, he's got a few uh, medical things. So on and on and on, uh, each one of these players that are the quote-unquote best available there's something going on with each of them that are going to cause them to fall a little bit. Where that fall is going to end is anybody's guess. Do you think that that might play into the factor of the Cowboys maybe jumping up because they're afraid that some of those guys with these big old question marks hovering over them are going to fall and the players that they thought originally were going to be there at 44 might go a little bit early on here in this, this second round? I'll tell you what happened last night. That was a big, that was a big punch in the face of reality. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I heard that was the top player on their well, boards. No, okay. He's, yeah. It's not good point. That's right. I mean, but that's it. But you also you also hear that. Oh, well, hey, well, we would have taken one of the corners over him if that was the case. And and so that was a that was a big big gut punch last night to sit there and watch that happen right in front of you. And Stephen Jones, to his credit. Laying chum in the water two, three days before with Philadelphia, knowing how he wants to come up and get a wide receiver because at 730 in the morning, he's trying to go up and get Waddle, you know, but he has to settle with Smith, which is not a bad consolation prize, by no, the way. No. But that, that was a big kick in the you know what? I've said it three different ways now, but that's, <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah. I, I want to shout out Urban Meyer, commend him for his honesty. He said today that, uh, they were heartbroken. When someone was taken off the board right before they picked at 25. Yeah. So he didn't try to hide it and say, Oh yeah, Travis Etienne was the next guy on our board, or, you know, the top player on our board. I mean, he was flat out said we were heartbroken. I don't, he didn't say who, maybe Kadarius Tony went 20. Uh, but it, he, he, he did not hide it, which I appreciate that honesty. Yeah. That's, that's refreshing. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Lord knows, you know. Yeah, you a just lot don't of want teams, to, every you know, guy they get is the guy they want. Hey, you don't want to be the team sitting there with draft capital. And, and again, I'm the guy also, too, that predict that they're going to make all these picks. Because Stephen Jones is telling me, I got no money, bros. I'm sorry, I got no money. I, I got to get all these young players to play. You know, But I want you don't want to be the team sitting there with all these picks and going, 
oh, man, we're just letting them come off the board, and we could have done something here. You know, or you see somebody make a trade, you're like going, what are we doing? You know, you don't want to be that team. Well, you also mentioned it a couple moments ago, and my own only take one of those picks to get back up into the top 30, yeah. to get into those those mid-30s picks. If you only take one of your 11 picks to do so, I don't think it's necessarily anything we could uh, we could go against if it's the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go ahead and take our first break before the first pick is in of the night. The pick is in, by the way, from Jacksonville, who is on the clock to start off the second round of the NFL Draft. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and Dallas. Cowboys.com. And the party continues. It does continue. It, party isn't that great? Just turn it around. Depends. <laughs> depends if you're hungry or thirsty right. or you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> or if you yeah. forget that you're still technically on the air and yeah. you say something dumb like yeah. I have a tendency to do. Yeah, yeah. you do that Never. from time to You've time. You've made a career out of that. I really have. Yeah. So I, just, I like to consider our DallasCowboys.com viewers. Oh, these are the friends. Right. Yeah. Oh, these yeah. are the friends. They're like, hey, you know what? Sometimes I am tired and cranky. Yeah. Sometimes I do need a snack. The so. radio, the radio listeners are like work. They're coworkers, and now we're with now friends. We're with friends. We're happy to have you here. That's a good way to say it. I mean, if you're on the Dallas Cowboys side of things, you very well could have been with us from the beginning when we started the draft show back in December. So yeah. you've been around. You've you've seen the personalities back and forth. But Dane, as the pick is in for Jacksonville, pick number thirty-three of the NFL draft. You think it could be here as Goodell walks to the stage. Tyson Campbell, uh, that that was, I heard the Jacksonville Dale, but... Jaguars liked him a lot. Uh, that makes the most sense here. They could use a corner, but there's a lot of players on the board here. Uh, they got plenty of calls, too, and they turned down every one of those calls. So someone here that they really, really like. Could be Tyson Campbell. By the way, we are not allowed to use the audio again from the NFL broadcast of the NFL Are we draft. an NFL team? Yes, we are. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, but we, can, we still can't use it, apparently. There, there it goes. is. Good Cornerback Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. First pick off the board. I mentioned him earlier, and, Dane, you were very quick to say he was going to be the first pick. It's what I heard. That's what I was told last night and I was told this morning. Uh, it's funny. Uh, soon after uh, Tyson Campbell, the odds makers to go 33 went from, like, plus 700 to minus 250 or something. So, you knew something was up. I just want to, like, Jeff's over here dancing because the guy he doesn't like is off the board. Yeah, we're already I, there. Tyson Campbell's a freaking good cornerback, man. I don't understand the hate. I like him more than Stokes, to be honest with you. I just think he looks natural. He yeah, does I it in the more, SEC week after week. Like, what do you want? I think he's more fluid than Stokes is, but Stokes got better results every week. And, like, I think Campbell can be a good corner. I don't think he is a good NFL quarterback. Well, he didn't go in the top ten. He's a second-round pick. I know, but he's my one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh corner left. So I didn't want the Cowboys to trade up for my seventh corner left because I'm more about me. That uh, <laughs> We've been over this a million times, right. but that's the disconnect because I don't care about me or you. Oh, I, see, I'm in on me because if you don't care about you, nobody's going to. That is, Ooh, that's wow. a, it starts with you. We're getting deep here on the draft <laughs> show. make a poster out of that and put I it just, on the wait, wall. But like, shut this to thing that, down. To that point, <laughs> like I'm sure you have Asante Samuel over over him, right? Sure. Well, he's not. He won't be a Cowboys pick. So I just don't care. 
so that's a good question, though. It, Asante Samuel, it, it's been very quick. It's been very well documented that we're writing him off as a quote unquote Cowboys pick. I am. I, can, I don't want to. You're not alone. Y'all in. You're not that. alone in that regard, though, because of the way that he fits into what could be the Dan Quinn system. However, if he's a slot corner, could you use him there? If you thought he was better than Jordan Lewis, could you use him in that scenario? Because he is a little shorter, but he's quick enough. I can play is him that outside. something? I mean. I can play him outside. I, I just, I what bothers me is that the Cowboys tell us it's player over scheme, and then we write off a bunch of players because of the scheme. Because of yeah. the scheme. So I just, I just want consistency there. Is, is that a scheme thing, or and listen, I get like I've watched Asante Samuel's tape. He's really good, and he did it on the outside in a major college conference, which you know Florida State certainly fits the parameters of the schools they look at, but. It's still. It, I think it's more of just a philosophy thing than a scheme thing. Of like, if you're a certain size, then you don't have a certain reach. You can't do certain things. I don't know if that's scheme. The first pick of the 2021 second round of the NFL draft. Tyson Campbell goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the cornerback out of Georgia. As we welcome you back into our coverage here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And uh, Dane, we just mentioned a couple moments ago, but what kind of player are the Jaguars getting with that first pick of the draft? Size, speed. I mean, you talk about how you draw up the cornerback position. He is what it looks like, uh, at least just you know going out there and being an athlete. The big reason why he's still available here is he really struggles to find the football and make plays on the football. It's it's and that's something that you talk to some coaches and they'll say we can coach him to be better in that area. Other coaches will tell you either you have it or you don't. And I would say the one thing about Tyson Campbell that I liked about him is he was consistently in phase where you know he, SEC quarterbacks did not hesitate to throw at him. But he was always in phase. It wasn't like he was off balance and just looked out of control out there. He was in phase. He just couldn't finish. And so I, I understand why he is the pick here. And uh, Jaguars, they want to get better at corner. They drafted C.J. Henderson in the first round last year. They go back to the SEC for another corner uh, this year with Tyson Campbell. Uh, understand, you know, Urban Meyer, he wants speed, and they get a lot of it here with uh, with Campbell. And Kavanaugh, this was one of your guys that at least were a Cowboys target, but not necessarily one that you were very high on. Yeah, and it's pretty much exactly what Dane is saying. Like, I'm a big fan of the guys who, as a cornerback, the ball is in the air, now what? And if the answer to now what is I'm going to find it and I'm going to make a play, you're kind of my guy. And if that's not the answer, then I'm scared. So that that's the sort of player that I didn't want to see the Cowboys give up an additional pick to go pursue. I would rather say, okay, let's see what's going to happen with these corners for another minute. Let's let it play out for a second. And if you end up scrambling with the last guy that you think is a fit, like what happened with Tank Lawrence, go get him. Um, That's just not the guy that I wanted to do it for. And so I hope he plays well in Jacksonville because I cheer for everybody, guys. Guys, uh, Dallas is going to own Atlanta's pick here. So they got in. 35? At 35. So, yeah, uh, I don't know the particulars of what happened with the trade, but we'll, we'll get him here. Uh, we've got, you've got the Jets still ahead, but Dallas has convinced the, uh, Atlanta Falcons to, that we need your pick. So we'll see what happens as we get there. I'm not, I'm, I'm dumb a lot and I'm wrong a lot, but I love 
I love feeling smart and right. It is a fantastic feeling. Okay, now I just got another text says they just backed out. Oh, oh. okay. Well, Damn that's it. why so, we use a pencil. All right, uh, let's they, just erase this. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm dealing with a bunch of teams. You've got right a couple now. sources going on. Yeah, right I got now. a couple sources. Right, I'm sorry, but Ryan's I, a busy guy. Right, as I start to reach to pat myself on the back, it's just, know, ripped, it's just away ripped away from, away from you. <laughs> you were actually in motion. Oh, wait, to Tolman's actually gonna feel good you. about himself. Never mind. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't. You know, not to. I, I don't want to sound too self-important, but I wouldn't be surprised. By the way, the Jets have just made their selection at 34. Wide receiver Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss is the second player off the board here in the second round of the draft. Really good wide receiver and Jeff I know you were mentioning him a okay. couple moments ago as well they just said uh, Dallas backed out so okay. yeah they backed out uh, Elijah Moore yeah he was my fourth favorite wide receiver in this draft and I kind of thought he would go in the first round I love Elijah Moore I think there's elements when you watch him run routes that are almost Antonio Brownish and he's got four three speed and he has incredible production in the SEC uh, I think Elijah Moore is a really, really good player at a premium position. So I think that that is a great pick. I feel really weird about how much I like what the Jets are doing. Oh, man. Like, they got well, they, three they got really good GM. picks. Yeah, good point. I mean, Joe Douglas knows what he's doing. And, you know, you look at what they did last year in the first round with Mekhi Becton. Then this year they get Elijah Vera Tucker. That's the left side of their line for the next 10 years. It looks pretty good. And then you add a weapon like Elijah Moore, who Jamison Crowder may be a June 1st cut. Uh, you got Corey Davis and Denzel Mims on the outside, Elijah Moore on the inside. Hey, Zach Wilson, uh, not not a bad start there for you in New York. <laughs> Roll left, you know, <laughs> shuffle left in the pocket and, and get the ball out. Brian, kind of going off of what what was reported initially, and then of course, like you said, Dallas yeah. backing out. It, word coming down, or at least rumor that they wanted Tyson Campbell there. Yeah, there's a potential that they wanted Campbell, oh. and with him off the board, is it possible that it's back on, Brian? Is it? Schefter just tweeted Adam that Schefter Atlanta's thinks, trading out. Well, oh, they're trading. Oh, maybe so. They might so not they be trading somebody, with Dallas. They got, yeah, they with got the somebody Cowboys. else. I wonder if they got a better offer. Like it's possible. Atlanta, Ooh, that's my, a good point too. My guy in Atlanta's going. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back and forth. So Atlanta is out. That's that's yes, being reported. Atlanta is out. Yes. So that would be the next pick. So uh, they have they have already said that to the Jets, at least on the the NFL broadcast, that Elijah Moore is the pick. But nobody's moved on, and that's probably for good reason. They're trying to figure out who they just traded out to. Well, and Elijah Moore was the highest, my highest graded player still available that didn't have one of those off field or medical issues. You know, we we went through clean it. player, huh? Was that clean? Very clean player. Aside from uh, what happened at uh, in the Egg Bowl two years ago, oh, okay. <laughs> iconic yeah. touchdown celebration. That, in football that was history. Oh, did he do the fire hydrant thing? Yeah, yeah. The guy that, yeah Oh, I should have moved him up to wide receiver three. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So yeah, that, that's the extent of it. Then you can feel pretty good about Elijah Moore. By the way, the pick is in at thirty-five, and it was the Denver Broncos. Wow, just a team with a D. Wrong uh, D. Well, yeah, Denver's just How, out to ruin Dallas. Dallas draft. draft all the way through. <laughs> How far right? did they come up? They uh, went Denver from at 40, 40, I assume. Right. If they gave that up. I, yeah, that's Okay, so point. if you're Atlanta, you're thinking, I'm not falling as far back to 44. I can fall back to 40 and still get a third-round pick. And then I can trade back to 44 if Dallas's guy makes it to me and I can get more. <laughs> Get back up to forty three, maybe. How, how often, Brian? You you spent some time in war rooms. How often does stuff like that? That happen? was a lot of fun. How often? Does that, <laughs> how often does that happen? Where a trade oh, it happens? Yeah, it just gets completely it dismantled. Happens. Yeah, all of a sudden you're on the phone and you're like thinking, we got a deal, and you want us to turn the card in, and they're like, no, we just lost our guy. We'll we'll catch you another time, and you're like. 
damn. And you hang up the phone and you start like, who else we got on the phone? Oh, so, so do we wonder, was it maybe Campbell? They I thought they were, Campbell. they were going yeah. up to try yeah. to get Campbell yeah, and then I he got so. picked. Yeah, that would make so. sense. Yeah, that okay. Makes so. Yeah. Either that or like you said, Denver came up and put him, put an offer on the table that was better. We'll see what the, what the compensation is here in a couple of moments, but there's a good chance that, hey, maybe it is, maybe Denver wanted to go up that was and get one of these guys. Yeah. Who could this be for Denver though, Dane? If you're looking at trading up from 40 to 35, it has to be a pretty select few individuals that they'd be interested in, right? Yeah, uh, let's look at the needs chart here for Denver. Um, you're looking at, here's, here's right? the compensation, by the way. Denver gives up 30, or gets rounder? 35th. Oh. They uh, they give up a six round pick as well, uh, and then Atlanta has forty, and they receive a fourth, which is one fourteen from Denver. So all this year in this trade at the moment, I think Denver's top three needs right now: quarterback, right tackle, and linebacker. Devin so, Jenkins. Could this be Mills? A Wusukoromoa. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, if you're talking quarterback, yeah, it could be where we see the quarterback. I mean, you would think they would have taken Fields at nine, right? If they really wanted a quarterback that badly. It sounded like, like to me, listen, listen to the George Patton talk about that. He was adamant about keeping that Sertan pick. That yeah. was one that he didn't even tell his scouts or anything that what he was doing. So yeah, I mean, when you've got a cornerback available, you just you can't pick a quarterback. That would just be an awful <laughs> idea. <laughs> you just can't worry about that need. So the pick is in. The Broncos are about to select it, and with the thirty-fifth pick in the NFL draft, the Broncos select. I'm going to time this out right today at some point, Dave. I, I was really bad at it last once. week. Hey. You'll get it on 50 last, week. last night. It was last, last night. night. Sorry. Oh it's, it's, see, it's been that kind uh, of You're day. not inspiring confidence in I'm me right not, now. Not even a little bit. <laughs> well, the problem is you never know when they got a read. Yeah, you know? Oh, Javante. Runner. Ooh, running back player. Javante Williams Jump. out of North Carolina. Jumping ahead of Miami. Smart. Nothing like giving up picks for a running back, Dane. Nothing like it. Well, I mean, I think there's a pretty big drop-off. I mean, we... You know, you think uh, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and then Javante Williams, and then there's a little bit of a drop off before you get to that next guy, whether it's Gainwell or Michael Carter or Trey Sermon. So, uh, but you're you're looking at Denver. Uh, they they got rid of uh, who was our Colorado running back? Uh, your boy Philip Lindsay. Yeah, Philip yeah. Lindsay got rid of him. So you know they they had a need there. Melvin Gordon really hasn't worked out the way they thought. So. I can understand why they want to get better at running back. I'm going to stand on the table for the old crusties and say that's a small price to pay for a first round, arguably caliber running back, like a f- fourth round pick. Really? Come on. You're right. Sure. I've just swung so far on my pendulum. I know. Where like, it's just like, yeah, it's possible to still think running back is a valuable <laughs> position. Like, it is. I, I, yeah, I think, absolutely. Like, and I, I get it. Like I, Running backs don't matter is more of a catchphrase than anything, and I understand the logic of it. I'd rather have a good one than a bad one. If so you if told me – if I can get Javante Williams for a fourth-round pick and, and steal him from Miami, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. If, I, if I need one, obviously. Is there any chance that he's better than the guys that were picked ahead of him? ATN or I think Najee Harris? You're not the first person that suggested that. I mean, I, I've just, I, I, but I, I have him behind the other two. Don't get me wrong on that. I just wonder if that's one of those situations where this kid, you watch him play, man. I mean, he, he, he's pretty special carrying the ball. I think when you watch the, the way he goes downhill, he attacks, he, he's a hard guy to tackle. I mean, guys bounce off him and stuff like that. So, you know, good for, uh, good for Denver to make that happen. They, I mean, they go up and they, they steal the Cowboys draft, or at least early on, and take Patrick Tertan at nine, and then they get Javante Williams here in the early parts. It's a pretty good one-two punch there. 
a little bit of impact on both sides of the football for the Denver Broncos. Once again, it was 219 that the Broncos got from Atlanta, uh, and then it was the fourth round pick that Atlanta received for Denver. That was at 114, and now the Falcons will pick uh, a little bit further back at 40. So on the clock now, the Miami Dolphins. Dane, you said that you thought it might have been Javante Williams, the running back, going this direction. Where do they yeah. pivot to now? They really need a right tackle. Uh, you know, Tevin Jenkins, how do they feel about him? Uh, could that be a fit here? Uh, that, that That's a possibility. Uh, they We talked about maybe going linebacker in the first round, so... Wusu Koromoa. I feel like we're going to be naming a lot of these same names uh, as we go through here in the first half of the second round. Some of these talented players uh, that that could be there for them. Not not Cosme. Uh, maybe Richie Grant. They could use more safety help. Asante Samuel, another corner. Can I ask you about Cosme? What do you got? You see a knee bender there at all? Uh, I, I see a good. I could see a, a good athlete, and that's catcher. He's got a shorter arm guy. Okay, and that and that is something that you see for sure. Yeah. All right. He's not a road. I appreciate you confirming my belief. Then thank you for doing that. (laughs) Who did we mock to in our our mock draft? This was a Javante Williams that we mocked to Miami here. So it could end up being a tackle. Running backs pretty much off the table. It's the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Bengals. Then the Panthers, the next four picks. Oh, that stings. Wow. Javon Holland, safety out of Oregon, is the selection for Miami. Jeff got real happy right there. Wow. (laughs) I know. Wait, okay, which I know there's. You're not not the only person you don't think he can cover. No, I think he can. I just like other safeties better. And I kept hearing that the Cowboys were interested in Javon Holland. And it was going to, it was going to hurt me if they picked Javon Holland with like Richie Grant. Jeff didn't and, want to believe me. We got in a fight on before our show today. Well, no, because I felt like Brian was talking about Holland. And I was like, wait, you have Grant higher than I do, Holland. But, but, but I was trying to, I was, you're right. I was trying to tell you who I thought they were going to take. Right. And, yeah. and I want the NFL to help them not take the guys I don't want them to take. So I appreciate the Miami Dolphins doing that. Just taking them off the table before you even have to make a decision. I think it's what Jeff's cheering for. I'm not saying I'm here for me, Dave. Javon (laughs) Javon Holland's not my favorite player in this class, but I think I got so excited. Like, there's so much smoke that they might actually draft a safety that I'm just like, if you'll just do it, I'll take what I can get. Did you think like if you're just willing to spin the pick, fine. I, I don't care. Did you think Dallas liked Holland over Merrig or Grant? I think Merrig is their I favorite. Merrig, I think Merrig. I agree. Guy too, I think yeah. they like. I think they like Holland more than they like Richie Grant. You think so? Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, to Dane's point, we have fewer bet bread crumbs than we ever have. Let's but get Merrig picked then. Let's go ahead and knock, I think, I mean, knock that out and bring Richie Grant in. I like Merrick, too. I, was I, to say, I thought you liked Merrick. I do like Merrick. Merrick and Richie Grant are back-to-back. Jeff okay. is openly He's cheering on. for people to be gone. I always, <laughs> is that the point of the draft? It's if actually, you like a guy, take the guys I don't want. Like it, it actually happens in war rooms where you're like, oh, please let them take that guy. Let them take. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, that was pit, that was pit throw. Oh, no, a safety's gone. <laughs> and you fist bump your buddy under the table like, not my safety, though. Yeah. I hope he has a great career, though. I cheer for everybody. <laughs> that's how we kind of. That's how we think of ourselves here. Is as a mini war room. So there's a little bit of fist bumping going. I don't on there. think you're very good. But now that you're not my problem, have good <laughs> luck. Have a great career. Good luck. Dane, put them in order. Just your order: Richie Grant, Merrig, and Holland. 
right there. The okay, so it. we're fist bumping. You That's said good. Grant, you said Grant Merrick Holland. That's my personal order. Yes. Yeah, I went. Wait. I went Grant Holland Holland Merrick. Is okay. how I went mine. I'm going to do my if thing. You wow, very third. I did. Why? Uh, but they're all in the same. They're all in the same. They're all right there. They're all in the same round. Has anybody like we've we've heard so many links to Merrick. We've heard links to Holland. Do do we have an inkling of an idea of what these guys think about Richie Grant? Nope, that's why Not they're going to take it. I, I mean, I hope you're right. I, they only had one Zoom call with I, Micah Parsons, and the head coach wasn't on it, so uh-huh. who knows? That's oh, not man. an indicator I tried to reach out, and I got a no comment on him. On oh, Grant? Yeah. Maybe that means they love him. Pick confirmed. <laughs> Elijah Molden at safety. We got, we got some guys. We're creeping up on 44, boys. We're doing great. Yeah. So there are some really good players still available. The hated Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock at the moment. We're going to step aside with our second break. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. I haven't heard clear yet. I'm going to assume we're clear. I'm going to assume we're clear. We're back Fist here bumps, on boys. the internet we're killing side right of things. Now. We're killing right it right now. now. How about this? We're back on the internet side of things, and Javon Holland just off the board to the Miami Dolphins at 36, at 37, the Eagles, then the Bengals, then the Panthers picking back to back to back. Eagles, Ooh. of course, got their wide receivers yet, uh, got, got their wide receiver rather yesterday. Dane, do you think there's a chance that? Uh, they go offensive side of the football here, or they go try and find one of those corners? Yeah, we know they want to get better at corner, so maybe this is where we start to see another one of those runs. Uh, but I, I, they don't have to go there. You know, They don't have to go uh, corner when I, I feel, I, they feel like the whole board is open to them. Creed Humphrey at center is a possibility here. Uh, they could address the offensive line. They're always looking for pass rushers. I, I really think the Eagles are wide open with this pick. If it was an, if it was an offensive lineman here, who do you think it would be? Do you think it would be like Jenkins uh, is my best Jenkins, one? Yeah. Jenkins would be my best one. Landon Dickerson. Why is he why is he still here? Dylan Redunds. Who? Uh Tevin Jenkins. What's going on? Uh Jenkins. I know his shoulder was flagged and you know, just uh some scouts voice some concerns about just uh you know him being good? Fo- no, <laughs> more just football character stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. Leave it at that. All right. Too mean to people on the field. He's tossing well, around. Did you like to thing. elaborate a little like, bit Just more? watching his tape, you wouldn't expect that. Yeah, yeah. right. Because he, he plays with his hair on fire, and, you know, he's a he's a bully. Who's your top interior lineman right now? Wyatt Davis, Landon Dickerson? Landon Dickerson. Is it Dickerson? Yeah. He, he's a first-round talent. It just comes down to the medicals. And are you comfortable with his injury history? And, but just based on talent, based on character, easily Landon Dickerson. I, 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 he was, like, my number 21 overall player. Can he play guard? Yeah, that's where I think he's best. Okay, wow. then I think that he should be in consideration for the Cowboys. When you're competing with the Connors and with yeah. Biotish. I'm okay with they that. didn't want to take one of the best guards last night. Why yeah, would do but, that? Well, you know, that Micah Parsons was at the top of their board. He that's was true. Number that's one overall true. player or whatever. So the only thing they actually tipped was when McCarthy said that they wanted to draft an offensive lineman this weekend. So maybe you'll get your wish. Yeah, maybe so. Landon Dickerson's the only player in this draft who has st- at least one start at all five offensive line positions in college. And he's oh, wow. got to be one of the only guys in this draft who's had every college season end with a season-ending injury. <laughs> oh, but I love him. Yeah. I, his tape is awesome. Yeah. His tape I, is awesome. I would love to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagle selection is in. Oh, no! wow. There it is. How about center Landon Dickerson out That's of Alabama? That's a really good pick, I think. Is he going to play center or guard for Philadelphia? We he, just talked about it. I mean, maybe he's your Kelsey, guard. And then when Kelsey, Kelsey, yeah, well, right? when Kelsey yeah. retires, yeah. he can move into I mean, that's the beauty of Landon Dickerson is you don't have to – 
you know, absolutely put him here or there. He can play across the the interior. Maybe I mean he's six six three what three twenty. I mean he can play probably outside if you wanted him to. They list him as a center. It looks like there on the uh, on the board. I think there. that's what he was officially listed as. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But like I said, he started all across the offensive line. I, and I I think he's actually best at guard. Not many six six centers uh, in the NFL. It's kind of rare. It used to be a ba- a tall center was a bad center. It right. used to be that way because of when you start talking about like. These linemen getting underneath you and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but these some of these tall guys are playing pretty well now. This, this one's fun, man, because he's a bully too. Like oh, Landon yeah. Dickerson might have had more cleanups than anybody else that I studied. Where it's like it's pass protection, and if you're rushing against a guard, but there's nobody over the center, you should probably have your head on a swivel because you're about to get dump trucked. Like Landon Dickerson likes nothing better than to put you on your hindquarters. So with Landon Dickerson here, you, the the pick of Christian Barmore to the Cowboys at 44 is cons- confirmed, right? That's what's happening because it's just going to be like them just at so practice they can again. go against each other. I was going to I mean it's Tuscaloosa North yeah. up there in Philly right now, might as well. That's true. Back-to-back Alabama players going to Philadelphia in this draft. That's two really good picks for the Eagles and I hate saying that. I really do. You didn't have to say it. I, but, but, but it's you know, there, true. There, there's a reason Dickerson fell a little bit. It's because the injury history is vast, uh, and that's something that will be, uh, you know, something that we have to watch. Uh, hopefully, he can stay on the field because uh, he's just a good player, and he's he's a type of player that you love to have on your team, but you hate him when he's an opponent because he will just not let up, and the football intelligence is off the charts. So I got we we skipped over it, but New England has traded into this spot. Uh, since he's fallen back to, I, yeah, 46th. And so New England's on, and I mean, they already made their pick. So, so 38 overall is what New England gets. Cincinnati okay. gets 46 and the fourth round picks 122 and 139. That's, that is not a lot for an eight spot jump, by the way. Your team's trying to do it here. Back here at the 2021 NFL Draft, live from the star here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. We had a couple picks come out across the board after Javon Holland flew off the board to Miami. Landon Dickerson, the center-slash-offensive lineman out of Alabama, goes to Philadelphia as the Eagles take the second straight Alabama Crimson Tide player. And now the Bengals were originally on the clock, but instead the New England Patriots trade up with a couple of fourth-round picks, and they select. Alabama defensive tackle Christian Barmore, another Cowboys target off the board here over the last couple of minutes. Brian, is that that one hurt a little bit just because you might have hoped he fell to forty four? I kind of heard you have to hold his hand as mm-hmm. a player, and there were some some things like that. You know, they have a big support staff there at Alabama. And so he was a guy, though, they got him around. He wasn't a starter. You can watch some tape of him, and he's not actually starting in the game. It's the last three or four games you watch, you're like, oh, that's this kid. Oh, I get it now. So, yeah, but you you talk about Nick Saban has a great relationship uh, with Bill Belichick, though. They'll know all about the kid. And, you know, and obviously uh, New England feel like that they could reach him. If he plays like he did those last several games, then the the Patriots are going to look really smart here. This he, is – oh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. Uh, he's just a guy that hates to be blocked. I mean, you watch him over the second half of the season and just as Ohio State, Notre Dame, the two teams that Alabama played in the playoff – uh, a guy that was just unblockable at times, and you know he was he was my top defensive tackle in this in the summer, 
And it was all based on traits because he, you know, was not a full time starter yet. In the first half of the year, you got, I was kind of worried, like, okay, this does not look like the guy that I studied over the summer. And then the back half of 2020, he just turned it on and, and was unblockable. So a really good player. And that's a great point with the Sabin and Belichick connection. Mm-hmm. The questions, Belichick made this move with the answers that he wanted to some of those questions. And you know that the intel is good with that relationship. This goes back to my point about Richie Grant. It's it's kind of subjective, but I I haven't gotten the sense recently. Maybe if he fell into their laps at forty four, they would draft him. But I don't get the sense that this was like a guy that the Cowboys super coveted. Do you? No. Yeah. No, I don't I, think. I, and, I think there are other D tackles they like a lot more that they could get later tonight or maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I would think, and it depends because I don't know exactly how they feel about a rotation of Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore, but maybe they like that. And if they do, then what you're really looking for is, I know Barmore's 310 pounds, but to me, he's not a one technique. He's more of an attacker. At Alabama, they weren't putting him on the field on rundowns. They were putting him in to rush the passer. So I think if I'm the Cowboys, I'll just watch the defensive tackle thing play out. And maybe if you like Levi uh, owns Rike enough, you could pop him at 44. But I might just wait until later to try to get one of the big boy I, th- I think they're looking for a trash can full of dirt to uh, steal Brian's favorite catchphrase. It's a great catchphrase, though. And there's a couple of them in this draft, though. I'll tell trash you what, cans full of dirt? Yeah, that kid McNeil, he's breathing the same air as the center. He's that close to I mean, it's, a, it's incredible how close it's he gets. super spreader event in there. Ooh, it is. <laughs> we got the Bears drafting Tevin Jenkins, who that's that's who I had the Bears drafting in my final mock draft in the first round. So pretty good value here uh, to get him in a second. And you know, I, we just laid out the concerns with Tevin Jenkins. But on the field, I mean, usually when you hear blocked a guy off the screen – Usually that's just kind of hyperbole and, you know, just to give you a visual. No, you watch watch him against Joseph Osai, and he literally bl- blocks him off the screen. Uh, he's going to be a plug-and-play right tackle for the Bears. I'm such a sucker for a pairing. Like, you draft Justin Fields on Thursday and draft this guy on Friday. I love that. Who, who took the drafting away from uh, Matt Nagy? Or uh, from uh, Ryan Pace. <laughs> right? Like, what? Well, I mean, it's like the Bears and the uh, Jets, I love what they're doing, and I'm not used to saying that. Changing narratives. I really wanted Tevin Jenkins to be a Raven, but just because? Chicago will be. Well, because, you know, you get a quarterback run threat, you're just doing so much power, and you just put Tevin Jenkins in there, and you're like, hey, go move people. Because that's the sort of dude that he is, where it's just like, yes, I'm going to beat you up, and we're going to go over here for a while. And then I'm going to meet you back at the line of scrimmage on the next play, and we're going to do it again. He's just he's so much fun to watch. And, uh, they traded up for Justin Fields uh, in the first round, and they were able to keep the second round pick, and that was so big because you're able to get a right tackle like this who you he's going to be the starter in the season opener. So uh, that that was a really shrewd move by Ryan Pace, uh, which are words I don't think I've ever said before. Wow, <laughs> shots fired! Yeah, well, are you talking about that? Are you talking about going to get Fields? Is that what you're saying? Going to get? Uh, I'm saying they went to go get Fields, and they didn't give up a second round pick. This pick that they're able to turn into Tevin Jenkins. Which is an impressive move. Now they gave up next year's one, obviously. Okay. but still. Let me ask you this: trying to save your job? Is well, that, yeah, of is that, is that sure. a, when you're giving up next year's one, and you're a general manager that's got one foot in the parking lot with the yeah. U-Haul out there? You know, I saw one of the one of the big networks was talking about like this is the guy they love. This is they just felt a certain way about Justin Fields. I'm like maybe, but also don't they know they're all fired if they don't hit yeah, on? The, it's somebody so, else's fault or somebody else's problem. I, I stole that line from you last yeah. night. Yeah. By the way, the Bears traded up for this pick by to to get in front, or they traded with Carolina to get this pick. I'm still looking for what the compensation was. Nobody actually talked about it. 
two and then something because that's where Chicago was. That's where they were. So they've traded up twice now. They traded up to get Justin Fields, and then like Dane said, they didn't take their second-round pick away, that 52, which is, of course, premium enough to get up and make a trade yeah. to get Tevin Jenkins. So all of a sudden, the Bears, after making the playoffs, now have a, a po- or seemingly found their quarterback, seemingly found their offensive tackle, and at least at the moment, it doesn't look like they've really given up a whole lot to do so. No, I, I know it sounds like I'm beating up Brian Pace, but the reason the Bears are where they are is because they've missed on a lot of those early picks. First round, second round. And, you know, well, time will tell. But it's Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins could absolutely not work out. But I think where we are right now, there's at least some optimism uh, with both of those selections for Chicago. The Falcons pick is in. It's Falcons, Lions, Giants, 49ers. And then the Dallas Cowboys at 44. Goodell is at the stand right now. I'm sure he's about to announce the Falcons selection. After this, I kind of want to get a, a heartbeat, kind of feel where we're standing whenever it comes to the Cowboys selection because, I mean, we're getting down to the wire. It'll probably happen close to the top of the hour whenever the Cowboys selection comes down. And Goodell taking his time at the stands here with the Falcons selection. Now he's clapping. Oh, we're, we're probably we're, introing somebody. We're probably doing a bit. Oh, you think so? Oh, we love doing the bits. We love doing the bits. Let's make the pick. Round, well, it might be around. <laughs> I can't wait till the This could be for the first responders, Dave. No, you don't I know. know what they're I, clapping for. I run the risk of saying something insensitive. but I, like, I can't wait till it's like the end of the Safety Richie Grant out of the University of Central Florida goes off the board at 40, and Atlanta breaks your heart again. That's okay. Now we're on Trevon Merrig watch because now they're thinning the herd on you. Yep. Now we're on Merrig watch. Can he slip four more spots? Or do you just wait a couple more rounds well, and hey, take hey, Mighty let's, Mouse? Let's look at it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Levi is watching. Yeah. Levi Onzarike is still out there. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a player point. this team could be interested in. A lot of uh, tackles, too. Do, and could you be tempted by best player available, depending on the medicals, on JOK or Audulari? Audulari, right. Uh, only one corner off the board so far in this round uh, being Tyson Campbell. So, you know, they've plenty of options here with which direction they want to go. That one hurts, though. That, that I mean, that was your top safety, right, Dane? Right, Broadus? Yeah. Richie Grant, yeah, he was. But I, I don't think there was a huge gap between him and Merrig yeah. uh, and even Holland. But, yeah, Richie Grant could just do everything on the football field. He's uh, an old man, though. He'll be retired in four years. I, I say, people harp on the 24 years old, but listen. Yeah, so was uh, Terrence Newman. He played like he was 56. Yeah. Well, that just means he's ready to come in, step in yeah. from day one, and, yeah. and make an impact. So, like, he, he is a good player. Uh, and he might not be elite in any one area, but he's pretty good across the board. And the, those type of types of guys usually stay in the NFL for a long time. And go, which I, got, we, I know, Jeff, it's all about you. I get it. <laughs> well, no, it's not all about me. It's all about me and you and Dane and Brian no, and Kyle. This, it's not about Dallas. This, this, <laughs> this hurts. It hurts me because I think he's, he's, yeah, he's top five for me. Like maybe JOK, I like him better, but he's one of my faves. But I, I don't think Dallas felt that way. At least not as strongly. I think they like Trevon Merrick better. Yeah. So, so what are you I mean, doing doing the me thing? You should be happy about this. This well, doesn't no, hurt you. This I, is fine. The Cowboys didn't mind. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt me as much as as I think it hurts you. No, I'm okay over here. I'm all right. We got a lot of uh, good football players, Dave, and we're going to work this out. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. We're going to go ahead and step aside because that Cowboys pick is going to be right up near the top of the hour. We're going to take our third break, and we're going to come back. The Cowboys are just three picks away from their second selection in the NFL Draft. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com.
There we go. There's the clear back on the internet side of things. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman here with you throughout the entire 259 picks of the NFL draft. Lots going on here, gentlemen. Brian, where do you think the Cowboys are looking right at this point? Yeah, I think that the, this board has fallen. If, if in fact, that they like the TCU safety, Merrick, I, I, I think that's the direction they're going to go. You have to determine, okay, on their board, and you guys rank them, how would you have him, Molden, uh, Ozarike, and then maybe, you know, uh, Osai? How would you have those? I mean, that, that seems like the names that we might be looking at right now. How I'm, would you have those guys rank? I'm weird and Osai's the top one of those names, but I don't think he, I don't like the fit here. I think Merrick would be the most likely fit. I like Merrick and Ozarike the most of those two options, of those names. Give me the names again. Uh, Merrick, Ozarike, Molden, and then Osai. Molden would be my top one out of all of those, actually. You, would you play him at safety or corner? For this team, safety. Safety, right? Yeah. yeah, I think for this team, safe. See, this could be. You remember Dan Quinn and his deal when he, you know, and and you know the Cowboys got the kid now, Kazee. You know, this Molden could be the guy that all of a sudden is that slot corner type guy that you put at safety, like he did with Kazee out of San Diego State. Mm-hmm. So, Molden, I, he's so easy to like as a player. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those. He's not the biggest. He's not the fastest, but he is. A, just a really good football player who uh, understands what the offense is doing. And then his reaction quickness and his smarts, uh, that allows him to play in the slot. That allows him to – now he has a small margin for error because he doesn't have that makeup speed or the length that you want. And he's pretty specific with how you're going to play him. But, yeah, Elijah Molden just an easy player to like here in the second round. By the way, while we also have a couple moments, I'm going to get these live reads out of the way. Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Save $25 with early bird pricing now through May 10th. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. And also want to thank our friends over at Miller Lite. Great taste, only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time, you can have the original light beer delivered. Delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash buy beer online and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly Miller Lite Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Of course, Miller Lite giving us the toast last night to the first Cowboys pick of the NFL draft. That was Micah Parsons back at 12. We haven't even gotten to talk to you guys about it a little bit. I know on the Dallas Cowboys side. No, not we Miller Lite. Oh, I mean, Miller Lite's great. That, yeah. That's always fantastic. But what about the Parsons pick? Just quick synopsis of what you thought overall. The trade down. Mm. There's Onzerike off the board. Onzerike. That's a big one, too. Levi Onzerike, defensive tackle out of Washington, goes to Detroit at 41. Uh, the Parsons thing, um, I didn't love the pick. I think for me, he was like the 15th or 16th best player in the draft. But part of that is because I ding you for being an off-the-ball linebacker. And I think he has to develop. But as far as being a game wrecker moving forward, like he's got that. So the idea that you added a third-round pick after being wiped out on your corners and ended up with a guy that I think can help you immediately with your run defense, I don't mind that. Adding the third-round pick to me made it palatable. Where I'm okay. Yeah, you know, when you start to look at the, the things that were so impressive about him is when he rushes the passer and how physical he can be and how he's – and it's not the sideline to sideline stuff because that, I think that's really, really good. 
but he can get sideways and downhill fast. And I, I think that, you know, it, it, and, and we've had an opportunity to talk to him the last couple of times. He's like, man, I'm just, I'm just a natural football player. I'm yeah. just, that's what I am. I'm a, na- and you see some of that sometimes because you'll see him. He feels like he's guessing at the play, but he's such a good athlete and so fast and powerful that he can get there when he makes like, oh, I made a bad read here, but I'm going to go downhill. I think initially he's going to be a guy that's going to, they're going to use him to rush the passer and they're going to start to give him some things that, you know, that with from, uh, from, uh, Jalen Smith. And if he could take some of the things over from Jalen Smith, then you'll see him out there on that field. I hope he's out there all the time, and I hope he gets to the quarterback often. That's what will make me feel good about that. Yeah, very much so. The pick is in for Miami. We'll address that and the Anzarike pick whenever we get back on the radio side of things. Closing in on hour number two of our day two NFL draft coverage here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. The Miami Dolphins just now selecting offensive tackle Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. That back on the back end, excuse me, of the Lions pick at 41 as Levi Onsarike, defensive tackle out of Washington, was taken. So it was Richie Grant, Levi Onsarike, Liam Eichenberg, back-to-back-to-back picks right here before the Cowboys pick at 41 are the San Francisco 49ers. Dane Brugler. The Raiders just traded up to number 43, so they're on the clock now. The trades have been fascinating here. We've seen how many trades here in the second round. Lots of them. It's crazy. And so interesting that we've seen the Raiders come up here to 43 to get in front of the Cowboys. Who could that be for? Could that be for the final? What need do they share? The final safety? Is, of those top three? It could be. Is it a get in front of the Cowboys thing yeah. or a guy has fallen far enough thing? Sure. Because JOK is still there as well. I think you would, and look, depending on where you're looking for your needs, I think that for Vegas, one of those is going to be safety. And so if right. you're if you're doing the same thing we've been doing, which is tracking them go, and you go, oh, Holland went? That's okay. Oh, Grant went? That's not good. And then you're down to Merrig? which I think a lot of boards would be that's clearly the best safety left, you could 100% jump Dallas to go get him. I think that's what's happening here with Las Vegas. By the way, the, the Raiders pick is in at 43. The Cowboys at 44. Want to reset things as we do head into hour number two. Dame Brugler from The Athletic. We've got Brian Broaddus, Jeff Cavanaugh from 105.3 The Fan, and then DallasCowboys.com's. David Hellman, I'm Kyle Yeomans with you, leading the group of analysts here. And, yeah, if it is Trayvon Merrick here, do the Cowboys think about even acquiring more picks, or do you just stick in there and pick whoever's your best player on the board? Well, they'll pretend that that's exactly what they wanted. And, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think there will be – look, there's there's a lot of really good players left. And, again, we're going to keep going back to a couple of the same names, I think, and JOK and Ajulari as guys that who knows where that stops because who knows how teams feel about them exactly medically. But if you if you lose Merrick here, I think you've got a good group of corners. Um, you've got three or four pass rushers that I think most teams are going to like. You've got – man, if you would let me go wide receiver, I'd throw Rondale Moore at you. <laughs> but I, I, you've, got a, you've got a nice group of players where I think the Cowboys would probably – stick there and pick their favorite corner 
if I had to guess. Yes. Who would those corners be? For them, I'll guess that it would be between, well, maybe if you have Elijah Molden as a safety and you consider him. And then I'm just going to go with the longer guys. So I would say Paulson Adebo and if he had two Melifonwu. What about Kelvin Joseph? I would love Kelvin oh, Joseph. He's my favorite corner remaining by far. That's well, where not my by head's far, at, for my, sure. He's my favorite corner. I think Tyson Campbell was a guy they've liked a lot. They really wanted him. Kelvin Joseph and Ifiatu Melifon were both names that I think. And these are, again, these are guys that I think they were trading up to try to get. Right. And uh, that goes back. Maybe they would have drafted or maybe they won a safety if it fell that way. Obviously, we've seen this run. If that doesn't work out for them, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I would love it if it was Kelvin Joseph. I mean, you've got the wild card of you might just have to tell him Monday through Friday, like, hey, man, don't worry about coming in. Uh, just, you know, meet us in the city we're playing and let's play football because his two college coaching staffs didn't really want him around. But the dude can play football. Why didn't they want him around? I wasn't there. But, Dane, you want to take a, a shot at explaining it? But, I mean, he transferred out of one place, and my understanding is when he opted out at the end of the year at Kentucky, the coaches were pretty happy about it. Uh, I was going to say, if you got to tr- – like get out of LSU if if you got to transfer out then you must have done something wrong. No offense, guys. I, there's, <laughs> that I'm is so not true. Arguing with you. Uh, and then yeah, I mean it was to a point where the effort level dropped and the coaches basically said, hey, "Why don't you just stop out? Uh, you know, it's just uh, I can't have you standing around out there. Let's just uh, move on part ways." And you know, it is what it is. It was a weird season. Um, he, Kelvin Joseph is not without his faults, uh, but as a player, I think. He's really talented. Uh, his eye discipline's a little bit of a mess, but as a physical talent, an athletic talent, uh, he is outstanding. So it's, at least at the moment, we're thinking it's down to Merrig and Joseph here. Or maybe I, I'm saying Joseph, but that's who we would want, right? Well, yeah, if we're oh, looking at the J-O-K. corners. <laughs> I mean, if we're J-O-K, just picking the best player, Ajalari. Ajalari's still there. And I would there. also throw in Boogie Basham, Joseph Osai, maybe even Ronnie Perkins. There's there's a lot of good players available. Let's just see which one the Raiders take off the board for you. And if it's Merrig, I do wonder, do you guys think, no matter what the Cowboys tell us, that they got blindsided twice? Yes. See, I, don't, Reese, I don't think they'd admit it. I think they would say they tried to go up. Does this count as getting blindsided? If I think if you get jumped one pick before you thought you were going to pick a guy, yeah. well, and I would three safeties that. being off the board in the second round, and it's Merrick. Trevon Merrick. The, the moment Vegas looked uh, or traded the, up, traded up. That was the name that, like, okay, they're coming up in front of the Cowboys <laughs> for a reason, and Merrick is that reason. Tell us about Trayvon Merrig and what the Cowboys missed out. By the way, the Cowboys are on the clock here, presented by Miller Lite. So at 44, you lost a couple of your guys right up leading into it. And now you got a decision to make. But tell us about Trayvon Merrig really quickly, Dane Brugler. Uh, rangy, uh, he can play that single high role where he can play either sideline. Uh, he's a former wide receiver and corner in high school, and you see that with the way he plays safety. Uh, you know, obviously a, a local product here in, in DFW uh, and a really good player. And it's, it, you know, we'll never really know for sure if the Cowboys would have drafted him at 44, but safe to say he was on the short list of options. Brian, what do you think about? Merrig and where do the Cowboys potentially go this direction? Yeah, I, I think, and I think Dane's got the player completely right. So, you know, there's, like I say, could you go with the corner? That's something that, that we, they've talked about a bunch. Last night, you know, you're trying to maybe find a way. They said, heck, we were, if the corner was on the board, we would have taken him. So I think they went into today with a plan of, hey, let's go and, and get a corner. They obviously 
maybe Campbell was their guy. They backed out. Now they get down here. Joseph, I think, is the guy. Everything you guys were talking about with Joseph, I think, is a, a really, really good. Melifonwu is an interesting guy, too, because how long he is. Molden, I mean, he could play a couple of different spots. At least they have options here at corner, and I think that's the thing. Whichever one of those guys pick. The most talented one is is Samuel, to me, mm-hmm. but he's the shortest. Joseph is the one, I think, if you look at overall how he could play. Man, he he could he could be special if you could get him to go in the right direction. Hey, Mr. Drew Pearson going up to the oh he's back. Oh, oh Drew podium. is back. Don't do anything wild, Drew. You can't one up what you did. I was gonna say yeah, he can't talk what he did. Not and only plus, that, you're but... a Hall of Famer now, so there's not as much anger in your heart. <laughs> like I think you just make the pick. We won't year. be able to hear it either. Right, yeah, would be that's a true. Bummer. Well, I just I think once you've Gave done his hat away, like it's not Philly, you won't be able to feed off the crowd. You got into the Hall of Fame, so you're a happier person. I think this is the time to just play it straight up. And say hi, everybody. I'm Drew Pearson. I'm a Hall of Famer. It's funny, actually. Here's the, the pick. Yep. The whenever Dallas came on the clock here, no Trayvon Merrick, no Richie Grant, couple of corners available. Drew Pearson announcing the pick in the second round of the 2021 NFL Draft with pick number 44. The Dallas Cowboys will select. Let's go BPA. Take JOK. Best player. Available. Figure out the medical later. Come on, Aziz Hajjulari. Figure out the medical later, and Is just give corner? us the best player. Best player available, Drew Pearson. Hall of Fame, Drew Pearson, continuing to take his time. Look at Cleveland. Man, that's what a lot a of people. beautiful city. Fantastic. You like that city, Dane? It's beautiful. I think it's a decent city? <laughs> that's the Muni lot right there. What's a Muni? That's a golf course. It's, Uni- a, it's the main tailgating yeah. place there. There's a look inside the war room, by the way, as the decision has already been made. Look, Drew Pearson's getting pumped. Look yeah, at he him. is. Oh, he, he is. is. He's going pumping hard. his fist. He is yelling. We don't need the volume up. No, we can feel it from <laughs> look here. At, you can see the reaction in the war room with the Cowboys. Look at they're all oh, like, they're all laughing. Like Mike McCarthy's kind of cringing a little bit, I think. <laughs> well, that's because he's wearing a suit. <laughs> he doesn't want to be in that. <laughs> Oh, come on. You can tell every time he's at a presser. He doesn't want to be in that suit. Does anybody like wearing a suit? Come on. So here's the pick with the 44th selection. The Dallas Cowboys select. He's reading the card. I mean, we knew. Goodness gracious. He's selling selling some plumbing supplies here. Cornerback Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky. Let's go. So Boss Man Fat coming to Dallas. Let's go. Boss Man (laughs) Fat, first of all, is a great musician. Check out his YouTube channel. And on top of that, he is a heck of a corner. Six rap albums out there. Yeah, and they're all good. And they get better. Are they? Are you going to call Boss Man? Man? We do the interview? Boss Man Fat. That's Boss Man Fat. Are you going to call him that when when we get him on the phone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll say (laughs) hi to Boss Man Fat. No, he's, I mean, I just, I think that his tape was first round worthy. And I agree. You know, if you were, if you were, willing to or comfortable with um, who he is and practice habits or whatever it was in college at both LSU and Kentucky that didn't seem to go over well with coaching staffs, that dude's a baller. So you didn't get to take your corner in the first round, so the Cowboys are doing the Blue Star special thing where they're looking around the room and going, hey, that Kelvin Joseph's really good. And somebody else is like, right, but are we ready for the other stuff? And somebody goes, I don't care. We didn't get one in the first round. Let's take a first rounder in the second. So you get Kelvin Joseph. He's a, Dude, he is a good player. So I don't know how much I telegraphed it, but I had an inkling I had an inkling. This guy, this guy was on the short list of guys that they were targeting. Credit, credit to Dave Hellman because he he did mention it to me before the we even went on air that Kelvin Joseph was squarely on the radar. This, at 44. this guy was one of I think Trevon Merrick was one of them. Maybe Richie Grant was one of them. Uh, Ty, um, 
Tyson Campbell was absolutely one of them, but Kelvin Joseph was on a short list of guys that they were targeting tonight. See, Jacksonville helped you out, got Campbell out of the way, made you pick boss man fat, and you got the better player. So it's going to be great. What I did was, Brian, you know this, you know, we went to LSU 20 years apart. Sure. We got some friends down there. We do. I, I did my diligence this morning. Um, because, you know, Kelvin played his first, the first part of his career at LSU. So I called around. Everything, everything y'all just said is, is accurate. I do, like, he, I think he's, he's gonna need some help. I think this is a guy that has off the field interests and is an off the field focused player. Uh, he, he's, he's got a budding rap career, if you want to call it that, uh, boss man fat. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, you talk about, see, you said don't worry about Monday to Friday. I think that is an absolutely awful idea. I think this is a guy, Monday to Friday, you need to make sure he's in the building looking at tape and doing the things that he needs to do. Well, that's what I'm saying. His worst case, you just tell him, hey, you know what? I don't want to deal with all that. We'll just see you on game time. We'll point out who you're covering. Having well, <laughs> That having, sounds like an awful idea. That's like a great idea. I hate that idea. Everybody wins. <laughs> having said what I just said, you know, you talked about LSU was you know happy to see him go. That's not completely true. I got good reviews back. Like everybody in the program over there likes Kelvin Joseph. Like said he's a hard worker and a good kid. Like all around, like not not a you know for lack of a better word, like not a scumbag. He's not a criminal. He's, yeah, he's he's not a bad person. Right. He just probably needs some help prioritizing football among other interests in his life. So. I just I I dug around a little bit this morning when I had an idea that he might become a cowboy and I felt better about it once I got done doing that. I do he comes with some challenges that I think the Cowboys are going to have to be on top of, but it's a it, it like I said I I heard good things back in just talking about the type of person that well, he is. He has more rap albums than he does career interceptions. Like <laughs> it's just one of those things that yeah, you know, but he somebody also has more career rap gets, albums than any of the corners picked in the top ten. You know, he had a good they got no Alabama. rap albums. I, he, there, he's not uh, a, a guy that's uh, talent wise you're worried about. It's just yeah, everything that Dave said very eloquently. Uh, Thank you. It, it, it's uh, he's a good player, and so you know he's going to come in and compete for a starting job right away. By the way, the Jaguars at 45 took Walker Little offensive tackle out of Stanford. So the Cowboys get their linebacker in round number one at 12. And then at 44, they go with Kelvin Joseph, corner out of Kentucky. Those are the first two picks out of 11 slated for the Cowboys. What's next, though? You got your corner out of the way, seemingly. You hope that he can potentially come in and be a starter. By the way, I mean, Dave, you said that you kind of mentioned it, how he was telegraphed by this coaching staff or by this front office of maybe being on that, like, on that target list, that short list. I don't think they telegraphed it. No. I was trying not to telegraph it because you never know what's going to happen, but I just, I had an idea. You had an inkling. Being decent at my job that it might happen. But you remember back whenever we were talking about pro days and where Mike McCarthy was going to pro days. Didn't Mike McCarthy go to Lexington? Didn't he go to the Kentucky wow. pro day? Put me on the spot. I actually don't know. I don't know. Not I'll just say yeah. I want to yeah. say yeah. Yeah, Kyle, he was all up in there. He I, was studying. I, yeah. I at least he know that there the was a rumor. Call. I'm not yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how you tell. That's how you don't telegraph it. There you don't go. put the coach yeah. or the DC on the Zoom Wait, call so or the GM. We know. We know Jeff. Jeff loves it. Which is fine. What do you what do you fine. what do you think about this pick, Brian? No, I, I'm I'm totally okay with this, and I think Jeff is absolutely right about. It. I think this guy's got first round traits all over him, and he, this guy will line up on both sides of the field. He'll cover in the slot. I don't think he's afraid as a tackler. There's several times where he came forward to get his man on the ground. 
I again, his numbers won't show a high volume there, but the effort is really, really good. I, I think he physically, like we we're talking about, he looks the part, and he'll cover the best guy. Now the problem he'll run into is like, and everybody happened in the SEC. He had to carry Kyle Pitts one time, and Pitts took him on a double move that was a seventy-yard touchdown. So you know, to me, but that that happens. This guy's a smooth player. He could turn. He could run. He has no issues there. The long speed's really good. He's able to carry some receivers. I, I thought, you know, other than the one time with Pitts, but I, I was pretty impressed by this guy. I really was. I'm sorry that he left LSU, but I'm glad he found him some opportunities to play there in Lexington. You know, we talk about a lot, I think, during the draft process about Rashawn Slater and the tape that he put up uh, when he was blocking Chase Young and how impressive that is. I don't think I saw anybody cover Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith better than Kelvin Joseph did. Hmm. So, so if you want an interception against him, yeah, I say he, and he battled Kyle Pitts pretty well. Hey, yeah. Pitts, yeah. Pitts got him. Yeah, he yeah. got him on an outside he, stem. Yeah. He broke right. inside. Sure he, he, Pitts, Kyle Pitts, Pitts gets everybody though. So <laughs> you know, it's it's. Uh, but I thought for the most part, he 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 fared pretty well. Now, what's the next need? By the way, Bengals at forty six take tackle Jackson Carmen mm. out of Clemson. He's from the Cincinnati area. Is he really? Yeah. Is that a bit of a reach there? I, I kind of had a third third I round, round grade on, on myself. I, I think it's more about uh, who they drafted him in front of. Well, because I think he's playing guard. I don't think they drafted yeah. him as a tackle. Fair. So you know, you're drafting him in front of what Creed Humphrey. Quinn Miners, uh, Josh Myers, Wyatt so, Davis, Mayfield, Aaron yeah. Banks. So, you know, I, I, I think based off of what we thought of him, yeah, a little bit of a reach. But the Bengals don't care what we think. That's a good point. They should, though, right, Jeff? No, 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 no. <laughs> teams shouldn't care what we think, but we shouldn't care what teams think. You know, you got to stay true to you, Kyle. Okay, I'm you trying. Know. I'm learning. I'm only in year two of this. So. Yeah, if the Cowboys draft a guy with their next pick that you have graded in the fifth, what you do is you say, that was a terrible pick. And then, you know, the Cowboys will say, well, this is what we thought of him, and we have professional scouts and a front office. And you're like, yeah, but I got a laptop and some all 22. And you stick <laughs> to your guns. And you say, hey, great pick on Kelvin Joseph. Bad job on this one. Look, this is, this is a tough question. But if you had to rank Micah Parsons and Kelvin Joseph – Strictly on talent, nothing else. Like, not take even like technique out of it, right. the technical side of the game, off the field, medicals, all that. Take it all. Just pure talent. Micah Parsons, Kelvin Joseph, top fifteen, both of them. I was, I was, I was going to say top twenty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they're that's fair yeah. to say. That's so, really exciting for yeah. me to hear. That that's a really interesting way to look at these two picks. Can I? Can I? Can I take you another direction? What do you got? What if I told you you could have Slater or, and Bolton as your two picks? Uh, you would do this. Could I do Slater and Bossman Fat? Could, yeah, can I have just that Slater and Joseph? I, ideal. Well, I'm just the fact that they took a linebacker. That's why I threw him in there. Oh, I just I would take it this way. That's how much I like Joseph. Oh, I love Joseph. I'm just saying though. And that's, I love what, Bolton. This too. is what is Slater? What would Slater and Bolton do to your attitudes right now about this draft for the Cowboys? I think I like. So oh, shoot. Yeah, let's go ahead and st- step aside for just a couple of seconds because we do have the newest Dallas Cowboy on the phone as Kelvin Joseph, corner out of Kentucky, is on the line. And Kelvin, first off, congratulations. You're the newest Dallas Cowboy. What's going through your head right now? Thank you. I'm just I'm just blessed right now. I'm just living the moment. Thank you, God. And, and enjoying it with my family. It's been a long road, long journey. And I'm just thankful that Dallas believes in me. 
Hey, Kelvin, congratulations, man. I'm just, I'm curious, you know, there was a lot of speculation that you could be a first round pick. It's obviously, it's a bit of a wait from the end of last night to now. Uh, what was, what was today like? And were you, were you hearing anything? Did you have any inkling of how this could shake out for you? Today, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy, like kind of up and down. I, I started off with like a smile on my face, but so I just draft once it started, I got kind of, you know, your feelings get kind of down a little bit, but I just had faith that I was gonna get called today. I prayed God about it, and 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 right now I'm, I'm just thanking my my lucky number is forty four. Just just cause a lost friend that I lost way way soon to play LSU, and just I knew like that forty four, I was gonna get picked, and and it happened, and, and God. It's Boss Man Fat, a.k.a. Kelvin Joe. Wait, it'd be the other way around. Kelvin Joseph, a.k.a. Boss Man Fat with us here. Um, what was it like with the Cowboys leading up to the draft? How much interest did they show in you? Who did you talk to? All those things. Cowboys Cowboys showed a lot of interest. I talked to like, the entire staff, just from the doctors to the coaches to the GMs, the owners. I talked to everybody. And once I went to... In Indianapolis, I talked to the doctor. We had like two, two conversations, and I was telling him, "I'm like, bro, I hope y'all draft me for real." <laughs> and he and he made it happen. Like that was just a conversation behind closed doors. Like I, I wanted to go to the Cowboys, and, and they they had a lot of interest in me, and I'm thankful for that. Boss man, are we going into the studio tonight to? Drop an album here or something. We got we got some tunes in heart. We're you know we feeling it right now. <laughs> I'm feeling it right now, but nah, the studio ain't ain't, ain't what's up right now. I'm just gonna enjoy the moment with my family and get ready to go to Dallas and put put that work in. Hey, Kelvin, real quick. I mean, yeah, I know you want to, you know, get off and, and celebrate and have a great night, but obviously you spent a long time in the SEC. You're coming to Dallas where, you know, your partner at cornerback is another SEC guy in Trayvon Diggs. Do you do you know him at all? Do you have a relationship? You going to reach out to him just out of curiosity? I'm going I'm to definitely reach out to him, just studying his game, just going this whole process of the NFL corners that's in the league right now their pro days and stuff like that. And knowing his abilities that he, he can do, he he was very versatile from receiver to to D B. I know he can put me on a lot of different tips and plus his big brother Stephon Diggs. So I'm I'm pretty sure just from the footwork aspects to different techniques, like we gonna for sure click so we can be locked down. Kelvin Joseph, newest Dallas Cowboy and cornerback out of Kentucky, picked at number 44. Kelvin, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us. We look forward to talking with you down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you all for the opportunity. Congrats, man. Congratulations, Kelvin, and thanks again. Of course, Kelvin Joseph and all of these draft prospects brought to you by Miller Lite. Initial thoughts, Brian? I'll tell you what, though. I mean, hey, it's – yeah, he seems like a kid. It's one of those things they talk about the journey. Yeah, they talk about the journey here, and you know, and he seems like it's, he's just glad the journey's over. Yeah. You know, he seems like to me, man, there's a lot going on, and, and but he he's one of those guys that hey, let's you know come in here, let's do some work, and you know, he he's got like Dave was talking about a lot of interest going on outside, but that's okay with me. Just go out there and play football that's, on Sunday, and, and and you'll be just fine. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be a Pro Bowler, but it it doesn't sit right with me always when. 
having a life outside of football makes you a bad yeah, person. No, it's yeah. not make you a bad person um, at all. But, and, but they, I'll, you know, I, I also trust, again, you know, to Jeff's point, it's been a long journey. You go through two college programs. I think it's understandable that questions get asked when you're going to invest a top 50 pick. And, uh, you know, I, I'm encouraged to hear that the Cowboys have talked to him through this entire process. And, you know, hopefully they've got their hands around this situation. And if they do... I think this could be a hell of a pick. Had a bit of a relationship already formed with him throughout the process. Let's take our first break here of hour number two. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Back here on the internet side of things, and, and Jeff, I wanted to hear your thoughts on, on Boss Man Fat, a.k.a. Kelvin Joseph, or the other way around, whatever it ended up being, right? Uh, he's awesome, yeah. Uh, Kelvin Joseph is awesome. I think if you didn't have the the questions and the things that we I don't know all the details on in terms of how it ended for him at LSU and how it ended for him at Kentucky, then I think on tape alone it would be Horn, Sertan, Newsom, and Kelvin Joseph. It wouldn't have been... Horn and Sertan and then Newsom and then your group of second round corners. Kelvin Joseph is in that group of guys. Wow. So I just to me, that's, that's the talent that you got. And as Brian tells me, is the great, is it Jim Garrett says? Jim Garrett says it. It ain't the Boy Scouts. Yep. Find the talented players and let's see if we can figure this out. And Kelvin Joseph's super talented. Well, if you're going into this draft as the Cowboys and you say, we need some edge on defense. We need some, we need some edgy guys. We need some attitude. Dane, they've done that back to back picks. I mean, both of the guys that they've selected, both Kelvin Joseph and Micah Parsons are going to bring that fire, bring that edge, that aggressiveness that you seemingly have been missing on that side of the ball. And plenty of talent. I mean, that's that's the thing that matters more than anything. Um, and so, you know, it, it's really interesting. I, I wondered how teams were going to attack this year when you ha- don't have the 30 visits, the facility visits. You don't have the one-on-one contact at the combine. Even pro days, you can't you know have the interaction. So with less opportunities to get to know these guys, was that going to lead teams to be a little more conservative? Uh, well, not the Cowboys. They affect, uh, apparently got the answers they wanted to hear uh, about you know both of their picks and trust. They're trusting the talent, and you know time will tell how it plays out. By the way, the last couple of picks, Aaron Banks goes 48 overall to San Francisco, the guard out of Notre Dame. And then the pick prior to that, I mean, the Cowboys already got their corner, but Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback of Florida State, goes number 47 to the Chargers. And Brian, I know you had a pretty high grade on Mr. Samuel. I did. And I, if you want to talk about the corners that might have the best skill in the draft. Just like his dad. This kid. He is his the, the feet, the way he competes. He's just short. That's the only thing that you can knock on this kid because he'll give you everything he has. I love the way he stays in position, the way he takes routes. He, he when he when he's on you, he is not going to go away. And I, I love I love the footwork. I mean, when they get him in camp and the OTAs, when we're all those guys out there evaluating how the players look in shorts and t-shirts, I guarantee you he will be the best looking one out there. And then you'll put the pads on him, and he'll start to go make plays. Uh, that that is a that's a really really good pick by the Chargers. Chargers having a good Chargers picks. Chargers really are track. like I, I need to leave Cincinnati and go work for the Chargers because <laughs> I was gonna say, my gosh. No, actually, no. We're st- we're staying in Cincinnati because I was I just wanted to shout out my AFC team for drafting some protection for Joe Burrow. They no. got they got Chase last night. Yeah, they trade back and get Jackson Carmen from Clemson tonight. 
feeling feeling good about our dynasty up in Cincinnati I'll that's tell you what, forming right I, now. I like I like what I like LSU just you dynasty. I like Damn what right. San Francisco just did at guard here. I mean this is Dane, am I, am I right about this Aaron Banks? I mean, it, I, I, I know there's a lot of people who are talking about Trey Smith and all that stuff like that. This is a big, square, mean guy right oh. there. And, and Notre Dame has done a great job of putting offensive linemen in the NFL and them having su- some success. And, you know, I, I mean, massive guy. He's big. He's thick. I said he's square. He looks good in his stance. Powerful player. You know, he's not going to get knocked over or run over or any of that stuff. He's got that body type and the strength to hold his ground. And I, I just love the way he keeps that defender along the line of scrimmage. He ain't going to let you, he ain't going to let you get away from him at all. The 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com rolls along. Kyle Yeomans, Brian Broaddus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman. couple more picks off the board after the Cowboys select Kelvin Joseph, corner out of Kentucky. We heard from him a couple moments ago. They select him at 44. Following the Joseph pick, Walker Little goes to the Jags at 45-46. Cincinnati takes Jackson Carmen, offensive tackle out of Clemson. Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback from Florida State goes 47 to the Los Angeles Chargers. And then the San Francisco 49ers come up and get Aaron Banks offensive guard out of Notre Dame. And the most recent pick, Rondell Moore, wide receiver from Purdue. He will join DeAndre Hopkins, wow. Larry Fitzgerald and company in Arizona. You like that pick, Brian? I do like that pick. I, he was one of those guys. We have all those, I had all the tiny guys like in one round, you know, and, but I, I was really impressed. If you just said, "Okay, we're going to watch one tape of this guy," it was that, yeah, it was that. It was at Ohio State game. as a freshman. As a freshman, and I'm like, he is wearing the Buckeyes out, and so, so yeah, I was, I was, I was super, super impressed by him. He, like I say, they did. I think they did a, a great job of getting him the ball and allowing him to make plays. They could throw him screens, swings, pop passes. It doesn't matter. He can make the defense pay if they don't get bodies to him quick enough because he's a nightmare to defend, especially out of the slot. He can slow play a defender, then explode into the route. He sets up the defenders and it blows by him. His calling card is his playmaking ability, not a route runner. He also returns some kicks for you, too. So nice pick right there by the Arizona Cardinals. He's a little limited, right, as you said, in terms of his route tree and what you're going to ask of him down the field. But, yeah, just manufacture touches for this guy yeah, uh, and get the ball in his hands and let him create. He's short, but he's not small. I mean, after the catch, that's his best quality with that athleticism, that run toughness. One of the biggest problems is we just haven't really seen him since 2018. Yeah. He missed a good, good chunk of these past two seasons. So, uh, but a talent wise off the charts. That's this is going to I'm not hating on the guy. He's clearly oh. he's clearly really talented. Sounds like you're hating on him. I just he single-handedly destroyed Ohio State and then mm-hmm. sort of disappeared because of injuries. Like it's not his fault, but I just feel like you got a glimpse of what he can do but not a full picture. Yeah, and, and that scares me for a guy of that size. And to what Dane was saying as I'm watching him this year and my guess would be I don't know if Purdue's quarterback is considered good. 
but holy cow, the number of times that the throws to Rondale Moore were like jet swing, jet yeah. sweep action, and I'm just going to throw things, it to you yeah. behind the yeah. line and just try to get it to you in any way, shape, or form. And so it's hard to get a feel for a guy as a route runner when it seems like the only way they could figure out to get him the ball was right around the line of scrimmage. Well, think about that Cardinals offense. You know, they want to play multiple, you know, with, with Cliff Kingsbury. And a guy like Rondell Moore allows them to do that with just the way that you line them up. And it's going to force the defense to, uh, you know, really show their cards and you know, change their personnel. Show their cards. Ha, Cardinals. Yeah, that's a good one. Because yeah. Arizona. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, look, uh, this is a good pick. I know there are several teams picking here in the 50s that are not happy to see Rondell Moore off the board here. New York is coming up to 50. Or were they already there? They already, already they made a trade with Miami. This yeah. is already the Miami trade. Well, punch me in the face then. How about that? Uh, we I could do that day three. Yeah, I was about to say, I'd rather not. we got a long way to go. <laughs> So, Rondell Moore off the board. I kind of want to reset things for the Cowboys because you got your linebacker, you got your corner. What's next? What's, where the needs lie? Because you have three picks coming up in that third round, and they're going to be back-to-back-to-back really quick. What are you doing here? Spare me the hand-wringing about how you feel about the picks because they're done. They've been made. So the, they're here. Parsons and, and Kelvin Joseph are here. But, if you just, again, going back to my whole thing of like, it was it was a four pick jigsaw puzzle and now it's a five pick jigsaw puzzle. Two of the two of the biggest concerns have been checked. And I know I mean that's not necessarily the number one priority, but those were probably the two big things I thought they needed to do. And yeah. it was weird getting there. I don't think anybody saw <laughs> any of this coming, but they did it. And I think so, they've done a nice job of adjusting when they have to. Because they Jeff said it initially is the fact that they got wiped out pretty much twice already. They got wiped out of safety, and they got wiped out of the, the cornerbacks in the first round. Well, the yeah. second time, us, thank goodness. I love that they got wiped out. Brought us, can you do, have a project for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pick 99 and pick 75, where where, where would that get you? Try yeah. see, see where that gets us. Are you uh, trying to get a safety? Who are you trying to go get? I, I just I want to see just what it would take to get back in the second round. Yeah, I, I don't know that they want to pick three players there. I think they might want to pick two guys they really want instead of. I definitely I understand that. But I'm just so all right. All the, which bums me out because all the linebackers I love, I assume, are off the you know the Jabril Coxes of the world and Baron Browning's. Like they're not going to draft those guys now. Pro- right. Maybe, probably they got their cornerback. Okay, who, but let's who, talk about who are you doing this trade for? Maybe a tackle, Elijah Molden, Milton, Milton Williams. You could get to uh, Kansas City at fifty-eight. Okay, that's soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could get real quick. What about an what about an edge? Joseph Osai? Osai, yeah, I think Basham. Basham, Osai, yeah. Ojolari, of course. Ojolari. Breaks my heart to see. Tell me two guys. Give me two of those picks and then go up and go get Carlos Basham. If you could get Basham there, I wouldn't be mad about it at all. Package your your late third with your early third. Come back into the second. Get one of those defensive linemen. You still got a third to play with later on. I, I don't hate the idea at all. I guess I spent I spent all day today thinking like they got to go up to get their corner. Right. They didn't, and and all the safeties I love. I guess Elijah Molden's still there. I would love to have him. Mm. Some teams will think Adebo might be a safety, so yeah, maybe a corner is still alive that could maybe play safety. Are there teams that think Melifonwu could play safety? Or our teams leave it as a big corner. Yeah. <laughs> See, but Dane, even outside of maybe trading back up, and I, I completely agree with your thought process here, but you could go the other way and say there are a slew of really good players. Now that you got your corner need out of the way, whatever the best player available is at 
75, at 84, at 99, you're going to feel really good about what's going to be there. Because, I mean, we've already mentioned a, a, a ton of names that could be there. If there's a lot of names like that, there's going to be some some players at that, that point in the draft. Sure. And, and do you want to feel good or do you want to feel great? Uh, see, that's, that's where I'm at. Too. And I think that's what you might be able to do if you make a little move here. And that's what you, that's the fun with three third round picks like that. You know, you can have some fun with it if there is a guy out there. Now, we just don't know how they feel about Osai, how they feel about Basham, uh, how they feel about some of these defensive linemen, Milton Williams. We know they like, but enough to make a move. Uh, who knows? So well, there goes one of your edges right there. Hey, hey that was with my mock, my uh, mock draft. Oh, I don't like that at all. Dan is so good. And <laughs> I don't like he it is when in the division the Giants going to get like it. edge rusher Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. They talked about. I, and I, I was visiting with some Giants guys about this the night uh, for this was a first round consideration for them. Wow, they, they were thinking defensive end, and they were also thinking wide receiver. Yep. And and I talked to a guy and said, listen, what do you know about Ojolari's knee? And I told him. He, and they were also thinking about Phillips, Jalen Phillips from you know that went to the Dolphins. They tried to trade up for him. Yeah. So this is, this is to me, this was a guy that all of a sudden they're like, listen, we were thinking about him last night. And now they get him in the second. And maybe it has to do with the, the knee problems and stuff like that. Maybe that's something, maybe long term. But uh, what a heck of a football player. I mean, I, I had a first-round grade on him myself. If so, he's fully healthy, you this guy, that regard. Yeah. he's going top 20. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he's, he's such a unique talent. Uh, the athleticism, the instincts, he can play the run, can play the pass. And for a guy that doesn't look very big, 6'2", six, six, 250, 34.5-inch arms. So he can set a hard edge. You know, He, he can dip and rip. There, there's a lot of things you can do with him. My favorite plays from him were probably not rushing the passer, but you know how Alabama loves to pull their guards to block defensive ends? So he's got big old Deontay Brown coming around the corner weighing all of 350 and he didn't move an inch like so like he's a really good pass rusher but man you got to have some power in your lower body to stop a 350 pounder in his tracks and Ojolari does that now you've got Washington on the clock so if he wasn't going to go to New York probably not going to land in Washington either they've spent quite a bit on their front seven so now what does Washington do and back-to-back NFC East picks here Dane, any inkling on what the football team could maybe look at after here? Tight end? Could we see uh, like a Brevin Jordan, a Tommy Trumbull off the board? Uh, Pat Fryermuth? That, those those are options on offense. They Jeff to, loves him. They want to get better at tight ends. <laughs> Why would you try to set me up to talk bad about a guy? I'm I, I, didn't know, I didn't know you were going to do that. Because it's easy. <laughs> Fryermuth is an old school tight end. He the is. kind that doesn't get open and just kind of <laughs> runs around and catches the ball when you throw it to him and watch blocks the, and watch, stuff. Watch the football team take <laughs> take Cora Moore here. Yeah, it's going to be J.O.K. I mean, I just, at I'm, some I'm, point, just, I'm ready for this. Oh, oh Samuel Cosby. Oh, this is all right, though. From Texas. This is all right. I like this. I like this. Why are you saying that, Ryan? Cosme. So you don't like Cosme. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. He's with the football team now. I, I, I like them. I think. I mean, yeah, he's, I, he's a good player. Yeah. I mean, uh, don't bend your knees very well. Catch blockers. All right, he's I, a good athlete. Yeah, he's okay. a really good athlete. I don't know yeah. if he's a great offense. Like I comped uh, him. Did you say he's not a great offensive tackle? Yeah, I comped him to Colton Miller. Like yeah. not not, not <laughs> Colton the same. Miller just signed an extension, <laughs> right? And for three years he was awful. I was on, he I was, was the worst tackle in football for two years, but he developed I was into on, a good offensive tackle. Well, and that's okay. But like uh, what I saw from Cosme is an incredible athlete that's not there yet as an offensive lineman. So 
Like he could develop okay, into something really good. Colton Miller was fifteenth overall. Like this is the second round. If I mean, I feel okay about that. If Cosme, you tell me look, he's going to develop, I'm not Brian, who's just over here straight hating. Cosme was my highest graded tackle left. So if you were going to take a tackle, that was the guy to take. I'm just here to support Brian and all of his hating. Yeah, uh, it, it's 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 not hate. I'll be interested. This guy. I don't know, man. Like I say, it's hard. He just kind of grabs on the people and tries to hold on. Didn't really bend all that well. So that'd be interesting when you guys are watching training camp and he's getting run by. Don't just remember your brother Brian. <laughs> Brown's traded up here to fifty-two. Yeah, what are they doing with the Panthers? I, I, they wanted Rondell Moore, uh, but now with him, this off was the Carolina's board. pick. Now, wasn't it? Chicago it was. gave this Carolina to Cleveland. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, Carolina just Any now other gave C it up. teams in the league that might come take it from Cleveland. <laughs> well, okay. The, we're talking about Cleveland. <laughs> One of the players at 26. <laughs> Not that, today, Jim. Jeremiah Usukoromoa at 26. I think they would have considered him if uh, Greg Newsom wasn't do you need, there. Do I need to write Koromori on my my sheet right now, Dane? We'll find out in two minutes and 53 seconds. Uh, you never. I don't think you've ever missed a pick except for that stiff quarterback that they took at USC that one year. Uh, uh, how dare you suggest that Dane liked that pick? I thought he was going to cry in the studio. You're yeah, talking like, about <laughs> Checkdown? That Cody was, yeah, Kessler? Yeah, I didn't see coming. Dane, Dane. What was his name? Cody, Cody Kessler. 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 The only quarterback I've seen not try to win a game uh, in college football. The, and that was that was in the middle. Those were the Sasha years when the Browns were just throwing darts, and Dane just deflated like you, a remember balloon. I walked in, I remember I walked into the studio, and I told Dane, hey, they're taking this quarterback for USC. No, they're not. I'm, I'm telling you. You had to carry me the rest of that show. He was devastated. That was done. before we got a fine-tuning on analytics, and the Browns were like, man, what a sweet completion percentage. <laughs> so we'll take him. He did. He completely took six minutes to get a touchdown in a two-minute drive is what he did. Yeah. I so, just irrationally hated him from that moment on. Anyway, yeah, I've never written coward in my notes before, but on, <laughs> that one, but on that one I wrote coward, didn't try to win game, not for me. Uh, we're terrible at this, aren't we? Oh, the Browns have traded up with Carolina. Dane, you said you think it's JOK here, right? Well, I know that was a player that they were going to consider at 26 if Greg Newsom wasn't on the board. But, you the know, fact that he's still there at 52. Right, yeah. you know, it's, it's an interesting situation for, with him. Goodness. I mean, there's so many big-name players that are still there. JOK, J- Joseph Asai, who we've talked about. If you also want to talk about the the premium of what offensive tackles are, nine offensive tackles have gone in the first 51 selections, and that's the most out of any other position in the draft so far. So if you talk about offensive tackle, that's certainly something that you could think about. Let's go ahead and take a break. While the Browns are celebrating, and there's plenty going on in Cleveland at the moment, you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft it on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Only we didn't actually go anywhere. We're yeah. right here with you. Exactly right. All of you loyal listeners. Which, Dane, hey, okay. you see my mask? Oh, uh, yeah, it's right here next to me, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I figured. Thanks, thanks for announcing yeah. it. <laughs> Everybody knows. Wash that. your hands, please. Dane, I got a great question for you yep. from a Twitter listener named John. Um, which three names that I Shoda? like. No, not John no. Machota. No. Just John. Shout out to John Machota, though. Um, Good dude. Three names that I like a lot who, you know, we're talking about, like, who could they pick? Who could they maybe move around for? Three names that I like a lot that I think have a good shot to get drafted tonight. Jamar Johnson. Yeah. Ronnie Perkins. Mm. Divine Diablo. Mm. How do we feel about that? And tell me when you think first, like, would they be? In, well, they would have to be in range for some of these Cowboys picks. Right. right. I think I think Perkins is going somewhere in that late two, early three. So does he get to your first third round pick? I don't know. I think Jamar Johnson's going to be probably available for at least the first two. 
picks yeah. in the third round. Yeah, I, he just he won't tackle, but yeah, he can cover. The thing is, I got Johnson in the fourth. You talked about Diablo. I had in the third. Yeah, and I who like was the Diablo. other one? Who was the other one? Uh, Ronnie Perkins. Perkins. I, yeah, I have him in the third too. Yeah, I think he could go this round uh, yeah. just because you know pass rush gets pushed up. So, but possibilities in a trade up situation, no doubt. Where would you draft Diablo? Uh, early to mid third, I think that's probably where he's going to end up going. Okay, that makes sense for him. I can live with that. Um, I don't, but I, I don't know. Diablo is more of a. He's not a cover guy, right? right? Yeah, Te- I, teams I look at him as almost like a linebacker. Yeah, he's so I, he's yeah he's not he's not probably what the Cowboys are looking right. for. But a lot of those guys are gone, right? I mean, got to do what you got to do. By the way, the Browns at fifty two announcing their selection, and. I have a really, really good feeling Dane Brugler's right about this one. I'm going to love it if it's true. It might be. Uh, if they were considering Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa at 26, oh, man, what a pick this would be for the Browns. It's you been, talk about that defense. The pick has been in for 18 minutes. It really has. And they're not, and they've been making it for five. It is. It Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame. Dane Brugler, what's your scouting report? Uh, well, <laughs> is he going to be a safety or a linebacker for this team? Uh, oh. That's the first question. Uh, Where's he going to be? already? Is he going to be Jabril Peppers? Oh, I, I think he might be what they hoped Jabril Peppers would would have been. Yeah, you know, know, he's, like, a, he's a better player than. Yeah, oh yeah. Peppers, I mean, yeah. you can throw on the tape and see him blitzing off the edge. You could see him covering a slot receiver on the next play. Yeah, uh, he could just do a little bit of everything. Uh, now he's. It's still raw in some areas, but he is one of the most explosive players in this draft. And the medical stuff that Brian has mentioned yeah. is a little bit of an unknown right now. But just in terms of pure talent, I mean, geez, it's a, it's a steal at this point. It's a huge steal. I mean, you talk about where Cleveland was. And, and Dave, you and I talked about this off air, just how good of a situation the Browns are in as a roster. Yeah. And how many different directions you can go, even if there is a little bit of a medical concern with JOK. You take the risk here at 52 to go and get a guy as talented as he is. Or even if the concern is just like, what do we do with him? Well, if you Figure already, it out. If, yeah, exactly. Figure it out. See, that's the problem that we've had with, remember the Simmons kid from Clemson last year? Yep. Yeah. You know, it's like such a good-looking player. Gosh, the, the the film is brilliant. He's running. He's tackling. He's doing, and then all of a sudden he gets to the league, and it's like, is he a safety? Is he a slot player? Is he a linebacker? Is it? I mean, it took him some time before they kind of tried to figure some things out with him. But I, I'll tell you what, man, this kid's a heck of a football player. I, just, more. I mean, it's a shame if the if the if the situation with the, the the cardiac tests and stuff that they need the information if that's what's holding him back in this thing. Man, what what a shame that is. So obviously, the, if that's Cleveland, they, they 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 you know what Cleveland Clinic, right, Dane? Aren't we? The, well, it, it's a shame. I mean, we're right it's there. a shame for everybody except for the Browns. <laughs> I mean, you know, because yeah. they, they get a steal here. If yeah, it's, no, no it's saying though. I mean, right. that's they they've obviously got some information, that, and everyone else is trying to figure it out. This this guy's tape is is so much fun to watch. You can watch both oh, those phenomenal. those Clemson games and stuff like that. That this cat runs and makes. He he has a tackle in South Bend in that Clemson game where he strips the ball from oh, yeah. the guy he and runs the guy. in. Yeah, yeah. he, he like, tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Explain this to me like I'm five, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do that dumb thing where you compare an all pro to a guy that hasn't played a snap yet. But like, why why can't he why can't he be Jamal Adams? I mean, Jam- oh, I don't Jam- have a yeah. I don't have a good answer. Why not? Jamal Adams doesn't cover. That's not what he. Right. Like, that's not why you no, play this guy him. Covers. I say he I'm, can actually cover. No, right. I, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. 
Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is off the board. The Cleveland Browns at 52 overall select the Notre Dame linebacker slash safety slash defensive powerhouse. I mean, all around Dame Brugler. We were talking about it on the internet side of things, but this is just a fantastic pick for the Browns. My top-ranked player available, uh, he was my number 15 overall player in the draft. So, wow. Not bad. Uh, he he's really explosive. He's one of the most explosive defenders in this draft. Can cover. He might be the best blitzer, not pass rusher, but blitzer in this draft. Uh, can play out in space. It's just you have to have a plan for him in certain personnel packages, uh, and so you have to kind of coordinate your defense accordingly. Uh, there are some medical questions, like uh, like Brian mentioned, that just a little bit of an unknown right now. But at this point in the draft, outside the top fifty. Heck of a value for the Browns. I just and I nobody listening to this doesn't like the draft, but people mock the draft and like, oh, nobody actually knows anything. Well, the Browns were the worst roster in football for most of the last decade, and right now they're one of the three best, like top to bottom. Just hard to find a weakness with what they got going on there. And that allows them, if there are questions about the medicals, that allows them to take a chance on a guy like this who is super talented. You just might not have all of the information. And so that's what you try to do. You try to fill out your roster so you can take swings on good players, talented players who might have a few question marks. By the way, the Titans take tackle Dylan Redunce out of North Dakota State. Second North Dakota State player taken. Of course, Trey Lance goes number three overall to the San Francisco 49ers. Brian, I know you were really high on him early on, right? I mean, you were quick to redunce and what he brought to the table. Yeah, I, I sure was. And, you know, and again, you're, 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 the tape, I mean, that program up there, heck, Dane will tell you that they make a living down here now that, you know, that North Dakota State and the way that they, uh, the way they show up in these, cha- these championship games and stuff like that. But, I was really, I was impressed. He's undersized weight wise, but it allows him to play light on his feet and his movement is outstanding. I don't see any wasted steps with him. He could get on his guy quickly. He comes off the ball. He climbs that guy and he's, but I think, you know, he's much better than the guys he's playing against. But, you know, that's not his fault. I mean, the shield, the angle, the dry block, he could get movement. But when he gets into his guy, it's over. I mean, the, like I say, the fluid, the way he moves from the line of scrimmage, the ease, all that stuff, the base, body control. He, this guy doesn't play hurried at all. I mean, everything is very controlled, very measured. But he has that ability to kind of sit down on you and take you out of the play. So I, I like what the I like the pick here with the with the uh, Titans. Yeah, they had a need at right tackle, and th- this guy's a glass eater. Uh, you know, he he is a, a guy that, that saying well, he, the toughness. He is one of the meanest guys in the draft. Nasty player. Uh, after the Isaiah Wilson debacle last year, the Titans drafted him to play right tackle. They go with a guy that's a complete opposite in terms of you know the football character and things like that. So uh, you know, I, I think that we're going to see Raiden's uh, step in pretty quickly and be the the right tackle for the Titans. Tore his ACL early in his redshirt freshman year. Started every game since. So if you have an injury issue, don't because he started every game after that. And then he arrived at North Dakota State at only 265 pounds, beefed up to 304. Is that right, Dane? Yep. And when he he actually got offers from Missouri and some from some Power Five teams, but he stayed loyal to North Dakota State, who were on him early and stayed with him the entire way. Instead of bolting uh, on signing day, he stayed true. And so there's something to be said about that. Want to go win some rings? You, you should probably go play for yeah. the Bison, right? 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 Alabama and it's North Dakota State. You're probably going to end up with a ring hey, or they, two or three. They play here in Frisco a lot too, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Which I believe it's Bison, not to be that. Excuse guy. me, sorry. It gets I'm, annoying. I've got my Texan in which, it. What gets well. me being that guy? No, no, no. If you're ever in Frisco, like out and about, oh, when they're, they're fine. In town, you see all of the. Well, it's just the there's shirts. so many. Suddenly, there's a wait at a bar that you're used to walking True. right into, and oh. you're just like, guys, come on, with all the green. What I used to. I used to live right over by Scruffy Duff. They were there all the time. Yeah. Shouts out to the bison. Yeah. <laughs> the bison. Like almost with a Z. Yeah. Bison. Uh, it looks like it's uh, like Green Bay or something with all the green and wa- or yeah, yellow. That's true. Hey, they like the yellow and green up north a little bit. Indianapolis is on the clock at 54. I mean, still plenty of spots to go until the Cowboys start thinking about their next three picks. 75, 84. The pick in which they got for trading back to Micah Parsons at 12, and then they've got 99 coming up in the third round as well. I know we don't cover the Colts, but I thought it was really weird that they passed on an opportunity to draft a really good offensive tackle last night. Was there a really good offensive tackle there? Darisaw was still there, was he not? Yeah, he was. Um, that, that's fair. I don't know that they... I mean, obviously, we don't know if they thought he right. was good. I mean, maybe Apparently they think not. He's tra- yeah, good point. So, uh, But with, with Costanzo retiring, I know yeah. it's never as simple as just connecting the dots, but... Probably want a clean pocket for Carson Wentz because things are bad when he doesn't have one. Well, and it might have come down to do you take the left tackle here or do you go with the, probably the best player on the board, which is likely Quiddy Pay. Yeah. You know, a guy we thought could go top fifteen. Um, and his pass rusher that's that's been a need of that on that team as well. So. Uh, Interesting decision there. And what do they do now at left tackle? Is there another left tackle they could go? Uh, you know, Cosme, Raidens. We've seen a bunch. Walker Little. We've seen a bunch of these tackles say, come is, off the board. Is that run completely done? Brady Christensen's still there. Mm, yeah, BYU. Brady Christensen would be my next best guy. Yeah, that's that's, that's my BYU, next best tackle, too. BYU and look, guy. Chris Ballard loves athletic testers. And Brady Christensen certainly checks that box. Yeah, 10 different. Uh, offensive tackles have gone. Uh, I mean, top eight guys on my board, and then Jackson Carmen a little bit further down. Jalen Mayfield in that conversation as well, maybe. Kind of a guard, right? Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a tweener, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he only played tackle in college, but I think he's a guard. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Brady Christensen, like you guys mentioned, trying to think down the board a little bit more here with the next couple of picks because the Colts go at 54, Steelers at 55, Seahawks, which, by the way, that's a pick from the Cowboys that they actually grabbed, 56, 57 from the Rams, the Chiefs hold 58, 59 with Cleveland, and then the Saints at 60 as we await the Colts selection at 54. How are we feeling right now after the first two picks of this draft for the Cowboys is it's actually – Vanderbilt defensive end. Help me with the saying here, Dane. Dayo Odangbo. Odangbo. That's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And this is a this is a basically a future pick because he tore his Achilles in January. Uh, probably going to miss a, a good chunk of the season. But based on talent alone, this is a player that you know we would have been talking about as maybe sneaks into the first round. So uh, here we are. Turns out doesn't doesn't hurt him too much. He, he ends up going fifty four overall. He could end up being the best three technique in this class as a guy that kind of played. Did you say mostly edge at Vanderbilt? Yeah, mostly, yeah, edge. mostly edge. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like uh, watching him play when he gets to the interior, I'm like, whew, gain ten pounds. And that dude might be a game wrecker in the NFL. Yeah, I felt so bad for this kid. He's the best player on a defense that's always under attack. 
You know, <laughs> what does that mean? Oh no, they're they're always on the field. What do you and, mean? What does that mean? It means they're getting pummeled yeah. by better teams all but, the time because oh, everybody's know, always and, under attack. And, you know, and he's the one that commands the most attention. And and the, the first I watched the Ole Miss game. And it looked like he finally had had enough of his teammates. <laughs> now, seriously, I mean, he's like looking at them like, you know, they give up a touchdown. He's looking around, and he's probably saying, listen here, you MFers. Somebody needs to make a play out here. Like Marcus Peters back yeah. in the day in yeah, college? Yeah, I mean, he is – seriously, I don't think Vanderbilt won a game, a game last year. I don't, I don't believe they did. I don't and think Coach Steph got fired. Yeah, they got fired. And, all, and, again, this kid, he, he, he's from Irving, uh, Texas, Eric. Good for him. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you this, though. Like, I felt sorry for him because he was always fighting. He just kept fighting. And, and you know, But for a tall guy, he's got some redirection skills and stuff like that. Get up the field, come back down. He can make the play. There's some snaps where he was just a little late getting to that quarterback. But when he does get in the position, this cat can finish. Uh, hey, good for him. Indianapolis, they'll take care of him. Even with the, the adversity that he faced in terms of the teammates around him, I mean, those are good numbers that he put up. 125 tackles, 31 tackles for loss in his career, and then 12 sacks to go along with it. And I mean, we've heard it time and time again from scouts and, and, and Bucky Brooks, Brian Broaddus, and guys like that on the draft show. But if you get in the backfield in college, you're probably going to do it in the NFL, especially whenever you didn't have a whole lot around you to work with yeah. against your competition. Well, he didn't. He, he was able to, to still be still be able to produce, and I think that's something. Plus, hey, like you said, in the shadow of the old Texas Stadium at Irving, Texas, Carrollton Ranch View product, that's fun. Here's a tight end off the board, only the second one to go. Of course, Kyle Pitts went at four. Pittsburgh selects Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State. Steelers, this is like a very 1992 draft. Najee Harris in the first round. Pat Fryermuth here in the second. Blocking tight end that didn't really get open. <laughs> Smack backer hook guy. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> hate it, if I'm being honest. Uh, a, a, they could have used Greg two picks. Lloyd's going to be the next pick. Get ready. If Bam Morris. Just Bam used, Morris. They should have just thrown literally two darts at the offensive line board and picked two of them, and they'd probably been better off. I feel bad for Najee Harris. Like, hey, we want to run the ball better, so we're going to pick a running back instead of fixing our line. At least they pick somebody who could block, right? They'll block for him, yeah. yeah. They'll I mean, block for him. The, the theme of the first two picks, they have a small window here with Big Ben, and they're going for it. And it's short-sighted. It's probably not the best long-term way to do this. but Don't be honest. Dan. Okay, no, this is genius, though. Because Ben also is terrified to throw it more than four yards downfield. So you get him a big tight end and a running back right. you can catch. So he's going to have 90 receptions and have probably 90 yards. 90 yards. Yeah, they, exactly. they know their personnel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are my some of my favorite numbers was like the the average depth of target for all the Pittsburgh receivers is like last in the league, second to last, third to last. So Pittsburgh, good luck. Hey, they re-signed Juju, though. So that's good. He's real good at running a one-yard route. So that, <laughs> that that works great. Sometimes you're afraid to move on from your quarterback. You know that's happening. Like, oh. I also call quarterbacks washed, and then it yeah he called Tom Brady washed, right. yeah. and it doesn't work out. But Ben's I, washed. I remember that Ben is washed. Okay, would Ben be washed if he had an offensive line that could do anything for him? Yeah, Probably. he's just shot. He's old and kind of fat and can't really throw the ball. Like he's having a tough time of it. I I don't disagree with you, but like <laughs> for all you folks who are listening from Pittsburgh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. We promise it gets better. Man, By when the way, you get a quarterback, you guys are going to be in good shape. 
I, I'm talking about listening from around the world. I've seen Australia. Oh. I've seen Germany. Saudi Arabia is one of my of, Really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, coast to coast and around the world on DallasCowboys.com and 105.3 The Fan. We also thank all of you from inside the DFW Metroplex as well. Stand up, DFW Metroplex. Now, anybody surprised with players that are still on their board? Anybody that sticks out as a blinking light that, oh, my gosh, they're still here? Yeah, Not, Nick Bolton. Yeah. See, and I don't know if that's a massive surprise. Is he short? It shouldn't be. He's short right. and he ran 5'9". Well, it's just Kenny Cover. Just watch the tape. It's just Kenny Cover. That's that's the yeah. question. Okay. And well, and we don't always Kenny see that cover on ground. Film. Watch the college tape of him getting to college players. Like that, I think that's a reasonable concern, to be completely honest with you. I know 40's not everything. Yeah. But it's a slow linebacker. I don't worry about his speed at all. Whoa, 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 I don't worry whoa. about his speed in any way, shape, whoa, or form. Whoa. No. How many times, and I said this the other day about this kid. I mean, it was on with the UK, uh, the UK Cowboy folks over in London. By the way, shout out to them. Great Thanks job. Thanks for yeah, having amazing us. Amazing job. Appreciate no you guys having us. Okay. Every time I'm watching this kid play, though, it's like, he's like, get there, get there, get there, get there. And he's there. You know, it's like there's plays he makes during a game where you're like, you don't think he has a chance in hell getting there. And he runs that thing down. He doesn't have four six game speed. His four six that he yeah, ran in the forty isn't accurate to what you see I, on tape. I, you know what? Fine. I, if I was there, if I was timing him, and I like him as much as I did, I, you know what I would do, Dave? Right? Yes, get him at thirty eight. How many? T- how many yards? Where did I get him at? Thirty eight yard yards. Dash. Yeah. Hey, Brian, what'd that kid run? Uh, four four three, guys. <laughs> we need to put him up there in the top of that second round. There, you know. I hate. I hate to be that guy, and I like Nick Bolton. I watched him. I just. It's it's different in the NFL. Everybody's a little bit faster in the NFL. You see, if I see a six on your forty time, I I get a little nervous. I get a little bit nervous. That's all. I think there's a lot of linebackers that run four four. That if you stand them in the same spot and you run the same play, he beats them to the ball every play. You, I've heard you say that on the draft show. I believe before. that. Yeah. I I I guess we'll see. Like it'll be a yeah. fun thing to chart. I just and I'm not saying he's a bad player. But I, I'm not completely surprised that NFL teams are dinging him if that's why they are. Yeah, because they're all cowards. <laughs> no, I, it's I mean, about I get going it. to get good football players. Uh, this guy is a good Brian's football like, player. Brian just I takes it. He takes it personally. You take I it do. personally. I do. These teams I'm, don't care what I think. Hey, Kyle Shanahan said I might be dead Sunday. I'm just trying to do the best I <laughs> got. I'm stealing We're making that. it Sunday, bro. I'm, I'm stealing that. that We're so. making it. We're I making get Dane to the airport. I mean, <laughs> Seattle, Seattle took this all the way down to zero because they were trying like hell to get out. Right? Yeah. Just, yeah. There's they no way. Picks. There's no way they want to make this. Pick. Why don't they no. take an edge? Well, they probably they have will three now. picks in this entire yeah. draft. There's no way they wanted to make <laughs> oh, this. Pick. Okay. They were trying to eat up John's their time at the a little taco bit. Taco bar right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's step aside. <laughs> take our final break. We're going into hour number three. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. And we're back on the D, or the dot com side of things. Glad you're with us. But yeah, the Seahawks taking this thing all the way down. Pretty imp- uh, impressive, Brian, that they're able to eat this clock up in the middle of the second round. All yeah, the way down there's to some zero. games they wish they could have eaten the clock up that well. Mm, but yeah, I think that, that was a shot. Yeah, no, I like it. I, I, hey, my guy's John Snyder. We know that. <laughs> I mean, John, I love the man, and I, 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 you know, we'll see. So he's always has an interesting draft, though. He always does stuff. I'm like, why'd you take that guy? Well, why not? I'm like, okay. Just thought I'd ask Rashad Penny. I'm okay. How is he going to help out Russell Wilson at this point? Man, probably with another he's running gonna, back. He, no, he's going to take. Thing. He's going to take a defensive end here. He's going to take a defensive lineman. That's what he always does. Basham could be the pick here. I, I'm just guessing. Totally guessing on this. 
Oh, oh. Took a wide receiver. Look for him. Oh, that's right. a good pick, too. I like Dwayne, Dwayne Eskridge. Eskridge. Wide receiver out of Western Michigan. And you're not gonna you're gonna try to not let Russ cook, and you're gonna run him out there with Lockett, Metcalf, and Eskridge. That's fun. Boy, Russ is about to check out of every run play, and I am <laughs> here for it. I mean, pure speed with him, and you know he he can win downfield, catch the ball outside his frame. Uh, he's just a little small, but the speed is legit. Uh, both before and after the catch, he can get open and then put on the afterburners and uh, create. So uh, I think that anywhere on in the top seventy-five, top eighty made sense. A little surprised Seattle took him here, but I love it. Was he the most fun player at, in terms of the wide receivers to watch at the Senior Bowl? Because there I mean, is Tony some, wasn't, wasn't there. Yeah. He won a lot. Good for him. No, I mean, Tony, Tony, it was answers probably Tony. Yeah, but yeah. but he didn't play a ton, right? He was a little banged up on that ankle. No, I mean, he played. He practiced the first three days. Uh, That's fair. But I mean, uh, Eskridge was right there with him, and Eskridge he dominated, and he basically said after three practices, "All right, I'm done. I showed enough," and he did. He played outstanding. It, it, all those receivers really played at a high level, but Eskridge definitely stood out. By the way, that's the eighth receiver off the board. Some of the other receivers that you could potentially, Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU, yeah. Amonra St. Brown is still available, Diami Brown out of North Carolina, Tylen Wallace, player. who a lot of people had that's a third-round grade on, Kay Johnson, Nico Collins. Man, this is another such good wide receiver class. i got to throw my guy in there, too, Jalen Darden out of North Texas, but yeah. he's probably not going to go today. Who? What was that? Who? Come on the now. Dis- Golly. I'll, re- I'll represent KT. God. Not Thank everybody you. could have gone to Mountain Union like you, right? <laughs> hey, give me Pure Garcon. Did you have fun, you have fun against hey, the University like of Mary Hardin I, Baylor yeah, yeah. over there? I watched some tape Harden of them. Simmons, UMHB. Mary Hardin uh, Baylor. They played. Oh, it's our it's our guy from uh, a guy from Whitewater. Which oh, guy? Uh, Miners. Miners. Miner. He played. I watched him play against a playoff game mm-hmm. against Mary Hartman Baylor. U M H B. Mary Harden Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll get that right. One of these. Nah, days. that's okay. I was down at Belton. I was looking for the bounce, bounce house. They didn't have that. Like, I'm hoping Hobart. we see Miners here pretty soon. I think the record for a D three player is 61. So I'm hoping we hear Miners. Is that Ali Marpet? No. Um, what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, Mar- Marpet was a little bit later, but uh, close. Mm. Dane forgot a name. Yeah, a random like D three guy from nineteen seventy four, and you can't think of his name. I know, Derek. If you're listening, to we end. need to replace Dane. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Because eventually, no, Dane, we need you for tomorrow. We Dane. gotta have <laughs> you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Dane, I'm gonna be over the quarter eating donuts. So while you uh, do this draft tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, where are those where are those muffins at that yeah. we were in here earlier? Hey, it was the pizza breakfast tomorrow. Yeah, are we, getting a, are we getting a stubs tomorrow? I talked to Dal Ripple. He was he's good. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Do I need to go out to Capel myself? Whatever what? Dane wants for breakfast, yeah. I will go get. Because Rudy's <laughs> breakfast tacos. What, what is on. it? Rudy's Rudy's breakfast tacos. I'll do that for you. You never had that before. I don't know, but it's done. I'll get whatever you want. Because really my good. plan is to say 38 words tomorrow, but I'll be here, so yeah. I might as well feed Dane. It's right yeah. up the Dane, highway. Want, is it Rudy's breakfast tacos that you want? It's really good. All right, man. Do it for that. Yeah. He's stranded at the hotel, too. He Aside from car. you guys, it's he's the only reason the I miss Texas. He's man. Let's not act like he's struggling. <laughs> that's fair. He's not at the motel. <laughs> yeah. My God, everybody in the hallway is like, oh, that's Dane Brugler. <laughs> yeah, stay at the home. You can stay at the house if you want to come back and stream and drink whiskey and Miller Lite until the sun comes up and then come draft him up. You got nothing going on tomorrow. <laughs> I got home. I got home last show night. Mark, get ready. <laughs> I got home last night, and I was like, "Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna update my spreadsheet, go to bed." And I look at my Twitch notif- 
notifications and it's Jeff Cavanaugh streaming Warzone again last night. YouTube and Twitch never stop. You got to keep the grind. That's pretty impressive. Uh, While we do have a couple of moments, I want to remind you that the Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Save $25 with early bird pricing now through May 10th. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash Academy. It's hour number three of the 2021 NFL Draft Coverage. Day two on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman with you from inside the star in Frisco. So glad you're with us on both of our platforms. We are at pick number 57, the second round of the NFL Draft. The Los Angeles Rams are on the clock. Most recent picks were... 55, Pat Fryermuth from Penn State, the tight end. Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver from Western Michigan. What are you saying wow for over there? Welcome to the draft, Rams. Yeah, they're here, right? Hmm. Does, did I read Les Snead's got COVID? Did what? I see that? Oh, yeah, yesterday. Oh, Is wow. he at the beach house so drafting with everybody else? Or? Beach house. Oh. I guess not, yeah. He locked up in the, in the little pool house out <laughs> they there? they got the little coach up there making <laughs> oh, these picks? No. This could be crazy. It's going to be Sean McVay <laughs> this could be all fun. by himself. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be quarantined somewhere, that's a good place to do it. All offense. Yeah, just take a wide receiver. That's always the right play. 57. There are a lot of wide receivers still left. We talked about that on the Brown side. Terrace Marshall. Ooh. Terrace Marshall there would be dangerous. It's 2 2. I was going to say 2 2 because he's fun, but I didn't know if he would go this early. Wide receiver out of Louisville. Seems so high for a guy who weighs 145 pounds. You must not be on social media enough. 2 2 did another weigh in the other day. And? And he showed that he had no pockets in his sweatpants, no undies (laughs) on, no shoes. Uh And he stepped on 160. Tutu's ready to so rock. He's up to 160. Six pounds lighter so than Devontae Smith, who everybody thinks is going to break in the NFL. Well, yeah, but Devontae's over six foot. This is this is 5'8". Uh, like, he's rocked up now. This uh, is such a Sean McVay pick, though. Like, I look at this, and I think Sean McVay. I mean, brought us joked about, about it a moment ago. Are they about to Yes. <laughs> like, are they about to play with Tavon Austin? Is this, this Tavon Austin? Austin for him? Is this Tavon Austin? I, I mean, I think he's more than that, because he's... Uh, you want him going vertically, right? And I think he yeah. tracks the ball. He, he's Hollywood Brown. No, no, you know? he's, he's he's a good receiver. I, I agree with you. I just wondered, it's talking size-wise, is McVeigh could not do anything with Tavon Austin. I right. wonder if he just picks a similar type of a player. It well, like, like Matthew oh. Stafford can throw it a mile. Tutu can get behind the defense and run a mile. So hey. This film's fun, by the way. <laughs> I thought his 2019 stuff was better than his yeah. 2020 stuff. Um, I I wasn't as, as impressed with his 2020 film, but the 2019 film was. I couldn't tell what I was looking at. It was yeah, 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 I mean, in, this, in this COVID yeah. situation. Okay. You know, if they're not opted out or in. Sean McVay has a framed portrait of Goodell in the living room of this house. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, it's a vacation home, isn't it? Aren't they at the beach house? They're in, in like Malibu? Malibu. I think maybe yeah. that was in the Airbnb when they got there. That's and they said, wow. That's that's a that's coincidence. Great. That's Tutu great. was a really interesting guy because I, I believe it was. 2020 that I was watching, and I went into it thinking I was going to be watching this like 4-2 guy that you got to hit him in the chest, and it, he. I was surprised because tiny guys, when you don't have to make a perfect throw, I'm like, oh, he's like a full-size person, like out in front of him and above his head, and he's able to kind of extend and grab it. He was a more well-rounded 
player than I thought he would be going in. Like, I thought I was going to be watching a gadget guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a real-life wide receiver. Yeah. So our friends on the television, I th- it looked like the comp they were using for him was Jakeem Grant, our friend out of Texas Tech from a few years ago. Does that sound? I, that's who I comped uh, Jalen Darden to. I, ah. I thought ah, he was. Go mean green. Right. But the two out, well, I think he's Hollywood Brown. Who was a first round pick a couple years ago, but you know, he has some drops. He's not the most, you know, diverse receiver, uh, but speed, uh, doesn't have size, obviously, but he has speed to burn. And that's really what's the difference maker for him. What were his times? What did he run? I'm trying to look it up at the moment. I think they said he ran in the four threes, didn't they? I believe it's going to be in the four threes. Four three five one four nine split, which yeah. is one of the best out of the wide receiver group. Actually, the best that I've got written down here. Oh, you, by the way, you know who had the best ten yard split this year. Who? Boss man fat. Oh, let's go. One four four. Keep that would be me, um, keep giving me reasons to love this. Guys, that would be Kelvin Joseph. If you're not, familiar. Yeah, I was about to say, we need to Cowboys. catch everybody up. That would be the Cowboys' second round pick, the cornerback, who's awesome as yeah. long as he like works hard and stuff, comes practice. <laughs> Get it right, like now, like by the end of the weekend. Get rid of Garrett. (laughs) Hey, they wanted to be fast. They're fast. You get rid of Garrett, you get a real football team. You know, I actually, (laughs) I actually thought about this to myself. You thought about this when you're out there walking today? No, about about 45 minutes ago, I was thinking. No, seriously, like, come on, Burger, you got to laugh at that one, huh? You didn't have to live through all that. Well, now I'm just thinking, what 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 is he gonna? You've done this for seven years, eight years with me. You got to laugh a little bit. What's Garrett gonna? do with Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah, how that's yeah. going to work Have out. him block for all the running backs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to the team, Kadarius. Show me how you block. Hellman. He's going to take that Noah Brown role. Yeah, we're, we're so far. We can't even see the road anymore. We're so far in the weeds. <laughs> it's funny. Though. Oh, there goes a oh, homestead hey, guy. Nick that's Bolton. what I'm talking about, Chiefs. Nick Bolton. That is what I am talking about, Chiefs. Linebacker out of Missouri, Frisco, you know Texas. Mock product. draft pick. Got it. That feels oh, oh, now you say that. You, when, I, when I'm arguing with the guy, you didn't say, oh, Brian, I mocked him to Kansas City for you. Yeah, you said he was awful. You did, never Bane, him. you jerk. He's, he's my 39th ranked player. All right. You know In what? The sixth round? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you this. You got 300 of them. I'll tie this into the Cowboys <laughs> and just say that, like, that. that's the heir to Anthony Hitchens right there, mm-hmm. which is to Ooh. say... Just solid. Just makes tackles. Like, How about I, makes every tackle? Oh, we'll see in the NFL. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to hate well, on the guy. I, okay, Dave's not the hater. Teams, Dave is. I'm not some teams get this. Others don't. I'm not trying to hate. Did you see what said behind their behind their wall? It said Super Bowl champs. Yeah, and that has said on their Patrick board. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. not because yeah. of yeah. Anthony. No, they would have stepped in and played yard for them. Yeah, they, 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 they got Steve Spagnuolo calling defenses, and they got guys like Nick Bolton coming in there. I'm going to force you all to talk about the Cowboys for one second. Because going oh. back to your point about Jason Garrett, I was thinking about this. <laughs> you know, we heard a lot of we heard a lot of buzzwords about like culture guys heading into this draft, like changing the culture. Oh, yeah. You can't. I mean, you could argue that they, they kind of did. No, you could <laughs> argue that they kind of did because these oh, in the other way, in the way of like th- these guys got some s to them. Yeah, if no. you if you take my meaning, absolutely. Like, yeah. And I don't want to say they're not the wrong kind of guys, but like going back to the Jim Garrett thing, Jason Garrett often seemed like he was looking for Boy Scouts, right? But didn't you always... No, no, Jim Garrett said no, no, this no. is not the Boy I'm Scouts. I'm saying Jason Garrett yeah. often looked for Boy Scouts. Would you say that's fair? Oh, yeah. yeah. Disrespectful to his father. 
<laughs> no, Jim Ward well, and Randy Moss. Give him credit for that. These guys aren't Boy Scouts, and I'm not trying to like applaud them for that, but you wanted that forever, Brian. You me? were like, give me the guys with the chip on their shoulder. Give me the bad, like, he's a <laughs> he's a bad guy, so Jason Garrett's not going to draft him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that narrative's not here the right now. The minute we start talking about, well, he's got some character questions, like, well, he's not going to be playing for us. Well, yeah. so maybe maybe we misread. Maybe they maybe they just want some dogs. You know, Micah yeah. Parsons was in the he he did his introductory presser today, and he was like, "I hate to lose. Yeah. I want to beat Good. you at bowling. I want to beat you at chess." Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe by the way, a... he wants he wants to learn how to cook crawfish. He wants you to talk to him. Yeah, nice. He, he says, "Remember that, Jeff?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll come to crawfish bowl with you guys. I want to learn how to cook them." Let's bring all right. Let's yeah, bring him over right, to Kavanaugh's house. In. That would be interesting. You're in. He's like, he's like, "Yeah, I'm in." What are you doing Memorial Day weekend? <laughs> I've also said I wanted to learn that. Nobody's yeah. reached Dave out. Dave knows with how to do it now. Dave could cook wow. crawfish. Have a nice little passive aggressive. I mean, it was it was a little yeomans over here. It was here. a little passive. Maybe try acting right for a while, Kyle. Uh, what? You know? <laughs> See, if, what have I done wrong? You've invited me to golf, but I mean, when crawfish comes around, yeah. there's crickets. We could, we could crawfish and there's only crawfish so many crawfish. That sounds know? great to me. <laughs> Dave eats them all. That's true. Fair. I won't. Fair. I won't but apologize. I, but I think you're. I mean, to me, like, yeah, I think they've they've got a team. It's got some edge. Well, the first two, two picks, picks have got some edge. these guys have edge. Got some edge. That's that's they the point I'm trying to edge. make. They do. Yeah. Now, this is a question from Mark Bristow on Twitter. This is just kind of interesting. He says, better prospect, Trayvon Diggs or Kelvin Joseph in terms of cornerbacks selected in the second round? Of course, Joseph was picked at 44 this year. Diggs last year at 51. Who was the better prospect between the two? Where would you rank them? Tape? One, two? <sighs> on yes. tape, I would say Joseph. I, I liked Joseph better. I think now, I, what about I, not yeah. tape? It's stuff that I don't know, you know? Like it's, it's it's true, it's off the field. Right. What, like, where you can't necessarily speak. I know speak. that his music is good and I enjoy <laughs> listening to it, so I'm big on that. And I don't like I hate that the NFL is like, Oh, you've got off the field things that you really like and that hurts your stock. But at the same time if I was really running a team, I'd be like, I really want you to only care about football. So like yeah. I get it. Um but when you're talking about you know, what happened with multiple coaching staffs. Like, yeah, that's concerning. But with what I know from watching them play football, I would say that Kelvin Joseph's a better prospect. Dane, how do you feel about that? That's tough. Um, I, I think that they're pretty, uh, they're pretty closely ranked. I would probably lean Diggs as a prospect and I would lean uh, Joseph as a talent. If that makes sense. It does. And that's what I was going to say is I get Jeff's point, but you can't, you got to take the whole picture into sure. account. And I, I'd say Diggs because he, good player who came with no questions whatsoever. Like we didn't have a 10 minute dialogue about. Yeah, but he just had something recently happened to him. That, that's, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting point, And it's, that's dicey. Cause like, does that bring you into like, Oh wait, he sometimes makes bad decisions like everybody else in life. I was going to say, I think every 22 year old. Yeah. Rich. Yeah, I well, to... any twenty-two-year-old guy makes bad decisions, but especially yeah. if you have a lot of money. Sure, I don't. But I like nothing concrete has come out of that. You know, I mean, that was no. I'm just saying that was two though. weeks ago, and I haven't sure. heard a word about it. I'm with you on this. So I, I think Joseph. I, I just think if you talk about talent, if you walk, if you talk about hey, walk over and cover that guy. I'm gonna. I think Joseph walks over and covers that guy. Like you're making me like this pick more and more every time we talk oh, about no. it. If you think he's a better player. Than Diggs. Well, I'm doing radio with you, Dave, and I'm sitting not sitting in a draft room, so I might <laughs> need you to think about that differently. Yeah, but. that's true. <laughs> Waiting on the Carolina pick at 59. This is a pick that they secured from the Browns a little bit early on. Another question on Twitter uh, while I'm on here: How about Cisco as a free safety? This is, or actually, for 
Jeff Kavanaugh's purposes. How about Divine Diablo as a hybrid between the two? So Cisco and Diablo, what do you think about those two at maybe seventy five? We, we okay, you got your hybrid guy, right? Already Keanu Neal? Yeah, you got your hybrid guy. Do we need right. to add another hybrid guy? I said, Diablo he's let's go get a real true free safety. Right. Please. He's a solid player, yeah. but I don't think he fits exactly what they're looking yeah. for. Cisco's just he's just so much feast or famine on his tape. And you know Nothing that, makes me more sad than a famine. Yeah. You know? I, like that's, at safety, uh, sure. Terrence Marshall. You, you can't be unreliable as the last line of defense. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder why Terrace Marshall's going to Carolina. Yeah. OC Think there. about who's the OC Our up OC's there. Yeah. There, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great point. They lost that, Curtis Samuel, and they had a different type of receiver. Terrace but. Marshall's a better player than Curtis Samuel. I'm a homer. But I don't care. He's, he's I don't disagree. Tigers, Dave, you're right. All three of those receivers are fantastic. If Terrace Marshall had gone in the first round, it would have been a good pick. I, th- I think I heard Tennessee really, really liked him at 22. But there's the, some medical thing that we're dealing with. I'm yeah, sorry. He, yeah, his okay. knee got dinged. Oh, did it? Mm. Okay. We wow. had him. Uh, we had him mocked the other day in our second round mock. We mm-hmm. had him at 60 to the Saints. So the yeah. next selection. So I mean, this was right around where we thought he was going to go. Act like we knew what we were doing. It's almost like that. Sometimes. Sometimes. What do you get out of Terrace Marshall, though, here, Dane? Because, I mean, like you said, a different type of receiver, but this is a, a baller. I, I mean, a guy that – this is a very a wide receiver class that's actually pretty much, pretty undersized. But he's one of the opposite. He's a big uh, big athlete who can run. He's got four four zero speed. A, a little uh, unrefined as a route runner, but he can play inside, can play outside. And it's easy to overlook him when you talk about Justin Jefferson – Jamar Chase, he had double-digit touchdown catches each of the last two years, uh, which you know is pretty impressive. I know some scouts were kind of put off that he opted out the week of the Alabama game. Uh, the, the knee was I flagged. I don't blame him. I opted out, too. <laughs> but that's... If you ding him for that, you didn't well, pay attention to LSU's so season. That guy went he, out there and did everything. Yeah. yeah and, well, uh, I, I mean... You're getting crushed by two LSU guys. Here yeah, because they I would, feel passionately they would, about. This. They would throw him the ball 15 times, and then he'd make 14 catches. And then it's like they put the whole defense on him, and they still couldn't do anything with anybody other. Have some truth about you. Finish the job. Yeah. No. Well, the other here. thing that bothered is just he. The effort as a blocker was terrible. But okay. I, I think as a talent, it's easy to like this guy. Uh, it, it, as long as the medicals are okay, this could be a steal. So the I, knee, the knee was a concern for you, though, right, Dane? Not for me, but for teams. Oh yeah. no, I'm, I'm right, okay, right, right. Yeah. I will. I think it was. I think they played Arkansas. Terrace got up yeah. and like gave, but he gave like a speech to the team about staying committed, and and then, and then he quit. They played, and he was like, you know what? Screw you guys. Yeah. I'm not risking my life <laughs> against Alabama, and I don't blame him one bit. He's a, we actually he's started a playing better. Hey, he did it. He did it with true freshman quarterbacks last five year too. And five. What a miracle season that was. <laughs> Go go get him, Terrace. It'll be way more fun next year than it was last year. We went for like no struggle to struggle just to get a half we, a yard. Uh, we paid we paid for twenty nineteen in did. a big we way. We sure did. Yeah. Hey, you won a national championship. No, well right. worth it. Not well even complaining. Worth it, for sure. One Louisiana guy too, who's gonna be the newest Louisiana guys. The New Orleans Saints are on the clock. Let's step aside. You're listening to the twenty twenty one NFL draft on one oh five three the fan and DallasCowboys.com. Back on the internet side, just as Roger Goodell takes the podium in Cleveland, Ohio. Glad you're with us here on the Draft Show. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, 
and David Hellman. I'm going to read this right as he's reading the pick. Miller Lite, great taste, only 96 calories, 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash buy beer online and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly, Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Miller Lite, only 96 calories and... Well, they've definitely provided us with a fantastic weekend full of Miller time. And by the way, Pete Werner, linebacker out of Ohio State, Brian? is off the board. Brian likes him. Brian's oh, guy. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. Dane, if you got him, go ahead. I mean, I'll. I'll... Oh, I mean, Werner's. Uh, I, I, for me, he's a little bit of a slow burn, just in terms of appreciating what he does, because nothing really stands out about him. But he just doesn't have a ton of holes in his game. He's not an elite athlete. He's, uh, but you know, but he can cover. Uh, you know, he can blitz. Uh, he's a reliable guy, former safety, uh, who's just been a solid player for Ohio State. Played inside, played outside. Uh, so he he comes in as a guy that will probably never make a Pro Bowl. But he's going to be a solid starter for the Saints, who just love it, uh, collecting these Ohio State players. I'll tell you what, man. This guy's been a safety. He's been a special teamer. He's a super impressive the way he's around Four the ball. Four-down player. Yeah, he's a tackling machine. I mean, I'm watching that tape, and I'm going, man, he's making every one of these. He's number 20. He's a powerful guy. He is not afraid to lay the hammer to a ball carrier. Downhill player. When he sees it, he's going to get it. And I think he has a nice feel for how to play in coverage. We always talk about these linebackers that have, that can play in coverage. And I think this, I think the secondary part of being a strong safety in his career kind of helps him this way a little bit. But, you know, I wouldn't say he's perfect with the technique, but he does have awareness. He does have the instinct. But when it, and when it comes to making stops, if he gets, if he gets near a receiver, he knows how to knock the ball away. I give him a lot of credit for that. I assume based on that glowing review, which, yeah. I mean, I think he's a good player too, but yeah. are you at all surprised that he went before Browning and Cox? Uh, not, not Cox. Not Cox. I think everybody understands what Browning is. Browning is a big. Browning's like when the old, like a, a 1970s linebacker to me. That big, heavy, He's athletic guy. though. But he has. It, there's, I'm, I'm oh, just yeah. saying the bigger guy. I yeah. think people are playing with these smaller, quicker guys, and that's why I'm watching these games every week, and I'm seeing guys like Bolton. And those guys make plays. Those smaller, shorter guys run into the football. They can't be blocked. I and, think with Baron Browning, it's just that some of it is projection because Ohio State, Pete Werner. And Tough Borland were their linebackers, and um, Browning existed kind of out here in the overhang. But like I saw good things from him in terms of coverage, explosiveness, blitzing. He can rush the pass. Like I like Browning a lot. I did like Browning better than Warner, but Warner I think is an easier projection because he's just going to go do what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, who was the other guy? Higher floor, about? lower ceiling. Yeah, and Jabril Cox. To me, he's a tough one. Because cover. It, it's so much about covering now, and he can do it. Like, he can go cover a tight end, no problem. He's a bad run player yeah. as a linebacker. That's we had weird. We had a conversation about that on one of the last draft shows, and I hear everything you're saying. I just think coverage is important in the NFL right now. He'll go in the next 20 or so picks. That's a wide variance. That's not but, wide variance. It's the end of the second, early, mid-third. I hear you. I mean, that's from now until the Cowboys select. Pretty much. I mean, the Bills, Packers, Chiefs, Buccaneers rounding out the second round, and then we're on to the third. Cowboys are 15 picks away at the moment at 75. Getting pretty close here, here on the draft show.
Continuing on our coverage of the 2021 NFL Draft on a 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Glad you're with us. The New Orleans Saints taking Pete Werner off the board, linebacker out of Ohio State. Brian, one of your favorite guys in the draft. Yeah, he was. And and I, I was talking about him as I just love the way he's around the football. I think he plays well in coverage. I love the way he tackles. I think he's a physical player. You know, I think with Sean, that's something that's big with Sean Payton, though. He, he's, he, that's when you, when you ask him about players, he's like, Hey, give me tough guys. And this was what Warner did. You put him on the field. He's going to make plays for you. And, and Ohio State, you know, their defense is, they've always had guys that have come out and, and made plays. I, I just, I like the fact that he was a converted strong safety playing down there and, and didn't bat an eye. Loves being in the mix. Loves trying to make some plays for you. We, uh, we're at pick, what, 61 right now? 61 with the Bills. And we have four players from my top 50 still available. Who are those guys? Carlos Basham, Wake Forest. Elijah Molden, the slot uh, corner out of Washington. Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma. And Joseph Asai, pass rusher, Texas. Is Elijah Molden falling here maybe another case of where do you play him? Small and slow. I don't think it's where you play him. It's just you have to play him a specific spot. And... Not every team has a need there. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to be that nickel corner, that nickel safety, and not every team, you know, has that specific need. And so it's just with fewer spots for you to land, higher chance you're going to fall a little bit. And I think that's the case with Molden right with now. With him as a safety or maybe as a nickel corner, could he potentially uh, be? I was Ooh. just going to ask. Edge Carlos I was just going to ask this. Out of Wake Forest goes to the Bills. That is such a Bills pick. Well, they, they, they already Gregory did Rousseau. that. Yeah, so the Bills just won a bunch of unathletic ends, I well, guess. They, and AJ Finesse <laughs> last year. Jeez. Well, with Basham, okay. though. I, I like important. Basham, though. I do. Yeah, It's important when you make a giant mistake in the first round with Rousseau <laughs> to pick a better player. That he can back up in the second, so Basham can go play and Rousseau can watch. So well, that'll be good. For how them. did I know you were going to say? And that. Basham's yeah. not unathletic. I mean, he's I mean, he, he tested really, really well. No, he's, he's talking about Rousseau. No, I, I said Basham. Oh, yeah, Basham. Oh, yeah, Dave was hating on my guy. He's huh? just not as. Uh, go ahead. No, he he's not your typical. He's not Audulary where you know the bendy. That's I want the right. I, I capture want, the corner. I want Quiddy Pay if I'm doing that. I want the right, bendy right, guy. Right. He this guy's more like a Rashawn. What Gary did you like about Quiddy Pay? Mainly, I didn't love him, and I certainly didn't want him at ten. But if I'm doing that, and I hate, I really, I don't like this edge rusher class. Like you talk about um, last night, the Saints drafted Peyton uh, Turner. Sure, that was a pin throw where I was like, oh no, this I really guy liked him, but this that was guy, the Cowboys, because la- I know the Cowboys. Yeah, la- I just, good player. This edge rush class scares me because I, there's nobody that I trust. But if I'm going to draft a guy that I don't trust, give me the super bendy athletic guy like Quiddy Pay. I just I'll take my chance on the upside. Not saying I'll be right. That's just how I feel. Basham got bonus points for me because he and Marvin Wilson are the guys in this class that when they hit someone, it looks like it hurts a lot. Mm -hmm. And I like that in a defensive lineman when it just looks like, man, that was a lot of force that he just hit you with. You get bonus points. I will say I. I think what made me really like Basham was that he went to the Senior Bowl and kicked a lot of ass. Did he? Yeah, he did. He was really good in Mobile. And I was like, all right, you know, these are really good players. Like, this is, you know, if you can do it here, then you can probably do it in the NFL. Basham was a, he was kind of a weird one because again, you go in thinking a certain thing because I had his measurables and I was like, oh yeah, this dude's going to be tossing people around. And he really wasn't. He was kind of pinballing through and not necessarily using hands or length, but you know, he's, he's kind of motored up. And and just kind of working his way through. And I was like, man, if you could kind of technically refine that and sort of add pass rush moves to it, 
That dude's got a lot. I would have loved if he would have kept falling in the Cowboys. I know. I kind of wanted him to fall as well. Great. There's some really good names. To, and I mean, Elijah Molden, Tommy Togiai, Josh Myers, or center, excuse me, out of Ohio State off the board here at 62 to the Packers. There's some protection for Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. They ain't going to get him a receiver, are they? No. No, that's what I was laughing about. He's quitting. Got, He's going to retire. I got a text. <laughs> He's saying, KT's like, watch them what they're going to do. They're not going to get my guy a receiver at all. <laughs> KT, you're right, and you're listening. Uh, uh, I'll tell you this. Go about, get him, Jordan Love. Yeah, exactly. I, I think this is the problem I have with Josh Myers. I think he looks the part, but athletically, I think he doesn't move all that well. Am I wrong about that, Dan? I mean, they, there's, he snaps no. the ball, then he hops into his block. He really didn't move his feet all that well. I thought there were snaps where he looked off balance and he finds himself on the ground. But there's no smoothness to his game. It's like he hops and then he's kind of like very herky-jerky in the way he played. I thought Even his he, highlights are rolling. He's yeah. just kind of surviving. <laughs> yeah. His feet just don't seem to help him all that much. Right. I mean, he's just one of those guys that... You know, finds a way to get stay connected, yeah. and it doesn't look pretty. Yeah, but he he finds a way just to to stay connected to his blocks. But I think yeah. you're I think you're right. He's physical. Uh, he'll play with power. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he he's a better run blocker than he is pass protector. Right. And but I do think the center guard versatility is a selling point with him. Uh, he, he's well schooled. It's just yeah, he doesn't have necessarily the elite physical traits you're looking for. Is that like Frank Rag now? Who's just yeah, kind of getting the way, yeah, belly no, to belly, survive. No, yeah, he's Frank, playing no, well. But Frank just got his fifth-year option picked up, yeah, so I was wrong well. about him. Yeah, yeah I, I, He's Dave, the guy that played with a broken throat, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. God. Dave, I told you. Did I, tell you I, I went on Raiders.com on their podcast. I apologize Shout for Colston, Colston, uh, the, Colston Miller. I apologize oh. to Raider Nation. <laughs> For dinging their guy. Good job, Eddie, letting you set the record straight Yeah, he there. did. Eddie Eddie goes, hey, Brian, what do you think? I said, hey, by the way, Eddie, before we start this, i got to apologize to Ra- Ra- Raider Nation for Colston Miller. Colton. Colton Miller. There we go. Colton Miller. Yeah. Hey, you go back worse. and apologize. Yeah, go back again. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say his name. I was trying to get the Miller part right, and I messed up the other part. One more apology coming. Look at that. World champions, Dave. That's a team that knows what they're doing. Nick Bolton's a good City. player. I just like, y'all just take it personally when teams disagree with you. That's all. No, I'm just saying. The Chiefs. That's a good team, wouldn't you say, Dave? Probably favorites to win the Super Bowl they're, next year. They're pretty good, Brian. Smart team. Good yeah. smart team. Oh, well yeah. run. Well, yeah, well run. You know what they needed? Big, they needed a linebacker, coach. too. Yeah. And they went and got one. She's a nice, smart, instinctual player. <laughs> Makes a lot of plays. What do they need here, Dane? <sighs> we can see, well, they, they addressed offensive line, obviously, with Orlando Brown. Corner? Center. Ooh, Most people agree that he's better than the guy that just went before I him, right? would be one of those people. I mean, I, I agree. Uh, I, Creed Humphrey was my top center this year. Uh, Josh Myers was actually my third center. Uh, but I think... You did Creed Dickerson as a center? I No, he's a guard for me. I uh, had Dickerson as a center, so I had Dickerson above this guy. Well, with Humphrey, I I thought he held himself. Same thing with the conversation with, with Basham at the Senior Bowl. Same thing with Humphrey. He didn't really have to go, but he yeah. went, and he played really well. He played guard, played center. Uh, this is just a guy that, from his redshirt freshman year at Oklahoma, he was just different. You could tell watching that Oklahoma offensive line when he was uh, you know, the central part of it. Some guys you could just tell were former wrestlers, this guy included. Really smart. Powerful, uh, stays balanced. Uh, there's just a lot to like about what he brings to your football team. So I don't know that the Chiefs necessarily needed him here because of all the additions they made in their offensive line. But 
I mean, you think they were affected at all by how the Super Bowl went? Yeah, yeah. probably. Now yeah. they're like, okay, let's make sure that if we lose three guys, maybe yeah. even four, that we got a guy. Creed also, Humphrey will be inactive for 17 games, and then he'll play in the playoffs and, mm-hmm. and help them get Their there. line looks borderline incredible right now, right? I mean, yeah. like, like Orlando Brown Tui, playing left. What's our guy? Tui? Tooney. Tooney. They signed Tooney. Probably left guard. Drafted this kid. They signed Austin Blythe for center, but now Creed Humphrey compete for that role. They're getting Kyle Long at right guard. They're getting the doctor back from COVID. Duvernay. Tardif. Doctor. Who's their right tackle now? Mike Remmers. I mean, you're not going to have five all pros, right? But... Hey, Sorry, it's Mike. funny you named all those guys and then right Mike Rimmers hey. took the air. Well, out of the I whole tell you, dinner. a lot of shots fired at Mike Rimmers. There. I'm just saying, it's a that, professional hey, player. I bet you, I bet you. Oh, and it makes me he's so mad. Listening. Everybody's just like, he's like, oh, the Bucks proved defense wins championships. Like the Bucks proved you can take advantage of a team with no line. Good job. Yeah, I bet the Chiefs won't let that happen again. The Bucks now. also proved you can throw three interceptions in a row and not have it hurt. So you know. Let's not pretend that the end result of every individual game tells us how to build a team. Exactly. If Aaron Rodgers gets his thumb out and goes and scores a touchdown after any one of those picks, Tampa doesn't play in the Super Bowl. It's a good point. They are picking last after they won the Super Bowl, though, and they're concluding the second round with this pick here. We had Ronnie Perkins in the mock draft here. Is edge rusher a need for? They just took Tryon. Oh, that's right. They did take him in the first. I had we had him taking Alex Leatherwood in the first. Oh come on, let minors go here. Ali Marpet and two Division three guys on that offensive line. That'd be fun. Ryan Jensen's a good player at center. This but wouldn't break the record though for D two, right? Because you said it was sixty one. Yeah, I believe it was sixty one. Mm, that's disappointing. Interior, one way or the other, offense or defense. Could they take an end? They t- get, Joe Tryon in the oh, first. Oh, Joe Tryon, yeah. my bad. I, I, I did yeah, the I, same I, thing just now. Just said it. The, no, no, no. the Bucks brought everybody back, so really it's just about depth. And so offensive line would make sense here. Quarterback. Ooh. Hey. A little surprised. We, Who said that? This, this is, is a, a trade for Aaron Rodgers. This is the final pick in the second round, right? A little surprising. We Correct. have not seen a quarterback in the second round. That, I was gonna, like Trask or Mond should have gone by Davis Mills. 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 Yeah, Davis Mills. Interesting thing about Kellen Mond. I'm a huge fan. Big Kellen Mond guy. He's played inside these ready. I do radio with him. He's about to kill the guy. Yeah, it's called a compliment sandwich. Compliment sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Five hours a day. I'm a big Kellen Mond guy. However, (laughs) if you ask him to throw the ball outside the hashes, it will be incomplete every time. Uh, But I'm a big Kellen Mond guy. I want to make something clear. (laughs) I would not want to draft him in the second round, but quarterbacks get overdrafted. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts can go 53, Kellen Mond could go somewhere in there. I just like to see you complete one ball outside the hashes. Davis I, Mills is a good player, guys. He Stanford, is a good player. Please. Do we think this is going to be a quarterback? I'm just saying they've got a, a guy that's 46 years old that's probably going to play another seven years. Yeah, just won a Super Bowl with Give that. me a Liam McNeil. Just give me a oh, big you beat a Vega guy? Why are you rooting for them to draft a guy you like? And Dominican Sue's He's doing it again. He did younger. it the first time around. I beat a Vega. Look, because how He's the draft like, yes, stuff Richard works Grant. is we're not all as intimately familiar with every team as Dane is, so we look at websites to see needs, and I see IOL and IDL. So interior, McNeil, take him. Yeah. I'm just surprised that you're rooting for a guy you like to go off the board. Because if McNeil's there when the Cowboys come up again, I, w- I would, That's would a great not point. rule that out. Not McNeil. Take a bad D tackle here. Take a bad O lineman. Take a bad Marvin player. Wilson. Hey, yeah, take Marvin whoa, Wilson. Whoa, whoa, let's take not Wilson. say that. I just, just saying. Hey, the best D tackle in the country. All of a sudden, oh, bad at football. Uh, well, I mean, he, Weird. He was. He, he was kind of went back and forth. I mean, I know he played in a different position, but. 
silly. Bunch of silly <laughs> gooses. So you like Marvin Wilson or uh, you hate him? I, love I, I can't tell. Cowboys Wilson. sent okay. their line coach down there for the workout, right? Yeah, they did. They, yeah, they yeah. did. I love Marvin Wilson. The you Florida guys, State defensive tackle? Yeah. Yes. Did you guys need him to be dominant for all three? Dane years? had the same reaction. Dane that I didn't did. even know who you were talking about because he can't believe. I just wanted to clarify. Did yeah. you see him play his first two years, or we skipped it? I, mean, uh, I thought I gave him, I think, a second round grade based off his 2019 film. I mean, solid player, but. Eh. 75 or 99, bring I, him wait, to me. So did you see you, him play two I want, years ago? I want you to try and name who that is. But Ian, three years ago. Announcing, is he announcing the pick? Oh, they put up a lower third. I was yeah. going to have you try and guess who this was. Uh, it's Machine Gun Kelly. Cleveland guy. Yeah, he's a big Cleveland guy. Well, I knew he was going to pop up somewhere. Is he announcing the pick? What's he doing? I think he's, he's rapping he's and probably rapping and announcing the pick. I was like, what the heck? Isn't he dating somebody famous? Yes, I think there's like something going on with like Addison Ray or something. The NFL draft is only for the No, it's Megan Fox. That's what it was. Guys, come on. I said Addison Ray. That's bad. Um, what Every did Machine Gun Kelly just do? I think he just he, he dropped the mic and walked away. Did he announce the selection? I bet he no. he probably just had a cool like Cleveland rap, you know, just like oh the Cleveland yeah, rocks, yeah, that kind Cleveland. of thing. <laughs> Ohio, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> Dane really. will get the inside scoop probably on right? what Machine Gun Kelly was rapping. Yeah. There, what was that guy Machine Gun Kelly quarterback? Wasn't there a quarterback? Oh there yeah, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, um, <laughs> Chad, <laughs> Chad, Chad Kelly, Chad like, Kelly, maybe five years ago. The the <laughs> I mean, Poor Dane a, had to do a report on him. I mean, yeah, there was an automatic weapon situation and a fight at a high school game for no reason as an adult. <laughs> but. Just, okay, the the first round of the draft is a big deal. Obviously, their ratings were crazy last night, but like this is this is for the the crazy dorks like us. Like this is where you win championships. But no, I get that. But like, why are they doing all this rigmarole for like casual viewers? As if a casual viewer is watching the draft at eight thirty on a Friday night. Like they're, they're trying not... to pull the casual in with Machine Gun Kelly. It ain't gonna work. The casual fan is watching this from a bar. Is what's happening. Let's see if and there's you a rating hear? spike. How do you how do you how do you watch and you can't hear? I mean, we can't hear we it can't. right now, to be fair. Well, we were told not to. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I, would, I just want to see. It's unfortunate. Derek. We need to know if there was a rating spike at 8.33 when Machine Gun Kelly took the stage. Oh, my God. Machine Gun Kelly's going to write an ode to Cleveland. Will Megan Fox be there? Oh, my goodness. There's so much intrigue. He Megan Fox? Yeah, he does. So, yeah. Yeah. so okay. I'm going to fight together. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Jack Harlow with uh with this is Addison some real. Ray. This is some real day three conversation <laughs> here. And Courtney Kardashian was we're with Travis Barker. <laughs> so, uh, I tuned you guys out. Sorry. About. We are at the end of the second round, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, 105. You disrespect Marvin Wilson. I ruin your show. <laughs> Sorry. The, fa- <laughs> the fan host, uh, Zach Wolchuk, uh, just texted me. He's killing me for messing that up. Uh, about Megan Fox and Machine uh, Gun Kelly. See? Here this we go. Oh, it's Kyle Trask, Boom. quarterback oh, from Florida. Oh. Going to Tampa Bay. We thought it could be a quarterback here, There Dane. was a reason I was in a war room at one time. This is a, a Mason Rudolph clone, for, for better or for worse. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Miles Garrett's going to whoop him. Yeah. Dang, uh, I mean, dang, I, just kill the kid. No, for I mean, good and bad. I don't. Do you think Kyle Trask can be a no, starter? No, I, I would have taken Mills or Mond over him. Myself. Right. I mean, I, Kyle Trask is, I think the timing is there. He's a smart kid, tough kid. Uh, Texas kid. But he, yep. he moves with heavy feet. You know, it's like he's got cinder blocks for feet. And it, that, that really hinders what he's able to do. The second reaction plays. Uh, his arm is only average. 
but you know what? He's going to a quarterback room with Tom Brady in it. Maybe that'll help him. Well, and he made it. I thought he made a giant mistake because, like, you talk about how you don't want guys to opt out. You want them to finish the season and all that. But when Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts and there might have been other guys who opted game. out for the bowl game, yeah. that was bad. I went on the radio and I was like, Kyle Trask should not play in this game because what's going to happen is he's not going to play well, and it's going to be held against him. Ride with what you've already done. Your ballers aren't playing. You don't play. So I was at that game, so I never got to watch the broadcast. But was he benched or was he hurt? Was he like banged up or they mercy ruled him? Yeah, Yeah, I think he was mercy ruled. I think the team went, "Sorry, dude, that's ugly. Have a seat." I he seem he seems like a great guy. I'm just I've never been impressed, and I just remember thinking back in December. If they, if this guy wins the Heisman over Devontae Smith, I'm gonna freak out. Uh, because, you know, and college football does that sometimes where they give the award to the right. best, you know, the best stats instead of the best player and the he, stats were there. The stats were incredible. I don't think he's that good of a player. I'm sorry. I just don't. Well, um, I mean, and, and, I mean, that's a great place for him. Yeah. He can go learn from the best ever and nobody's looking for him to play right now, but. You take away that game where he played without his good players and the season looks a lot like Mac Jones. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, no, I, I get that. His, I Which mean, is his, why he was a Heisman Trophy final. His stats were absolutely incredible, but if you turn on the games, it I, it doesn't look as impressive as the numbers would suggest. Well, that's just it. Yeah, there's not a ton there to get excited about. Um, I think I, he was a great fit with Dan Mullen. I thought he his understanding of the offense, his understanding of where to go with the football is really, really impressive. Uh, I just keep coming back to that lack of mobility as something that is really going to hold him back. It's going to lower that ceiling uh, for him as a quarterback. And to me, that's just uh, – you don't draft a quarterback like that in the first two rounds. If you're drafting a quarterback in the first two rounds, you're saying, we think that you can start for us one day. And I just have a hard time seeing an NFL starter with Kyle Trask. Yeah, he's got a long way to go. By the way, that was the conclusion of the second round. First pick of the third round. Andre Sisko's safety from Syracuse. We're going to hit that on the other side of the break. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. You guys ready for my Cisco scouting report? Let's do it. Since the DallasCowboys.com people are we're friends here. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's get real. <laughs> you that did that on the radio, that too. I mean, you made a different noise. but That was it. <laughs> what was the noise you made on the radio? I don't know. He went, oh. Andre Cisco has a ton of interceptions, and I've never seen somebody give up more touchdowns. So I don't know the official numbers on it, but I watched three or four games of Cisco, and he gave up at least seven touchdowns. And I'm like, you're my free safety? Nah, that ain't going to work terrifies me i don't want boomer bust i want only boom either that or bore me you know just be back there and don't let anything happen he's back there letting everything happen <laughs> scouting report <laughs> cisco in the books That's one way to do it and dan, dan what did you better? think about andre cisco i mean Look, feast or famine, I mentioned it earlier, and that's basically what Jeff's saying. Uh, you don't he, know what I'm saying. He, Neither he, do I. He will have his interceptions, but he's going to give up a lot of plays. And as as the last line of defense, you cannot have those mental mistakes. You cannot have those lapses in judgment where one false step, one uh, you know wrong decision, one wrong key, and you're giving up a touchdown. That's That's a big deal when your mistakes are affecting the scoreboard. So... Uh, Cisco, I wasn't a huge fan. This is a little early for him. I thought, you know, maybe towards the back end of round three, that's when you start to think about him. But, uh, you know, we're getting to the point where safety's flying off the board. 
uh, what, three in the second round, now a fourth here. I don't know, maybe Jamar Johnson goes in later this round, but not many safeties left uh, in the top 100. Our Darius Washington's just outside the top 100, though. We both know that my guys didn't <sighs> pick late. You just got to, you have to, I have to wait four years for the payoff to look back and be like, that's why I ranked him there. Because you're going to be like, why is your guy still on the board? You said he's the 30th best player. You know, like, damn well, you know damn well that if he has like a great first month of a rookie season, you're going to be proclaiming your win from the mountaintops. Oh, I That's how we were about Antoine Winfield. Yeah, right. I just seemed to make the 53. Yeah. Like, See, told you. Monster. He's on the team. <laughs> Did anybody like Gillespie Can't wait to get that from Missouri at safety? <laughs> at free safety? Gillespie? I like him. I had him as third yeah. round guy. Yeah, no, I, I did like Gillespie. I just, it bothered me how he just never made plays on the football. I mean, just, it's hard to find tape where he made plays on the football. You watch the first 10 plays of the Alabama tape, yeah. you're like, all right, first round. Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't know. I, I made the mistake of watching that tape, like, there's like the second tape I watched, and, you know, the third and fourth tape, I just, I struggled to really, Love him. I, I think he's a day three player. I think he's an early day three player, like fourth round maybe. See, I actually only watched the first ten plays of Alabama, so I'm hoping the Cowboys get him here in the third. <laughs> How about the kid from Florida State? Hamsa? Nesruddin? Nesruddin. I am. Yeah, he's tough because he's – I don't – where do you – is he a box guy? I don't know that you're really trusting him in coverage. I mean, he's kind of like Diablo where you almost – some teams are going to play him at linebacker. Um. He's tough, and he's been banged up quite a bit. Hope that he goes knee's the, okay. You think he goes in this round? I did not include him in my day two mock draft. I, I He was one of those guys, like the first five that I just left out, so I think it's possible, but it's probably borderline. While we're on the pick, or while we're on the topic of safeties, another safety I'd kind of heard that was conversated about around the Cowboys in this area, Paris Ford out of Pittsburgh. Where could he potentially be? UDFA? I I wouldn't touch that. Later. I legitimately. Late, late. I legitimately, if you want to see my board. Did you hear him for this team? Check it out. A little bit. This is where my board Mm -hmm. runs out, where the pink ends, and that's four. He's two spots below the pink. That's so bad. That's a special crossing team. my fingers, hoping he's not a pick anytime soon. <laughs> I'm kind of hope he is. That now. would be really <laughs> oh, God. especially like, for the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I only got to like 155, 160 guys, and he's legitimately ranked the lowest of the guys I watched. No, so he's not good. Paris Ford. Okay, Johnny Randall. Let's go. I'd take John Randall on the team right now. That'd be yeah, awesome. I think so too. That'd be nice. I just think anger will get him to the football. Mm. Crazy. He was inducted. 12 or 11 years ago now yeah we're into old. the hall of fame yeah, we're getting older oh, my gosh That's i scouted him there's right. another quarterback yes. keep drafting bad quarterbacks awesome. quarterback kellen mond out of texas go. a&m is off the board to minnesota at 66 so two of the last three picks have been quarterbacks dane brugler yeah and kellen mond is not, <laughs> not for everybody <laughs> uh i'm not a big kellen mond fan i i, I would not have touched him until day three you know what? I, I'm I'm going to say yes. I, I yeah. I've got him in like. Oh, sorry. Back here on the radio side of things, as the draft rolls on here from the Star in Frisco, 
Two of the last three picks have been quarterbacks. We had Kyle Trask going to Florida at 64, or excuse me, out of Florida, going and staying in Florida at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 64. Andre Sisco, safety out of Syracuse, goes to the Jaguars at 65. And then Kellen Mond, Texas A&M, fighting Aggies quarterback, goes to the Minnesota Vikings at 66. Brian, what are your thoughts on Kellen Mond? Yeah, I was uh, when we were on the break there, I know Dane was not a big, big fan of this young man. And that's okay. He didn't think what day three, right? What do you think of him? I I, I had him in the fourth round. Okay, yeah. I mean, similar. Yeah. So to me, but th- th- this guy, when you watch him throw the ball, he just flicks his wrist. Oh yeah. I mean, he's I mean, he's got. And I'll tell you, I saw this kid. This kid stole my heart in a game at seven overtime game. I was there that live. LSU oh, game. Me yeah. and Hellman were at the game. He didn't steal anything. The ref stole for the, the game. The game. Well, yeah. he wouldn't let his team lose. I know that. Well, the refs. That, I got to give him credit lose. for that. But I thought he was going to be one of those guys, and it's like I thought he was going to be the next big thing in the SEC after that. And then it, the following year, he wasn't as good. But then you watch; they came back around, though. I think they were nine and one. They won the they won the Orange Bowl, beat North Carolina, and stuff like that. But I think this guy can throw the ball with some touch and some accuracy, and he's not a, afraid to let it rip or fit it into that tight window. He'll get away with some throws that he has no business making. And I think this is a little bit of his talent around him. Those kids will help him make some plays. But there's some passes that he throws that won't even be close. And then he'll miss some throws to wide open receivers. But then, but then there's other ones where you're kind of going, Oh, okay. I see it now. I see it. So, you know, I, I was thinking like, man, this guy doesn't take, he didn't take sacks. He stands tall in the pocket. You know, he, people are all around him and he's throwing the ball. I was pretty, I was pretty impressed by him with what I saw. Fourth round guy. But that's my problem with him is depending on which tape you watch, you're coming away with a vastly different opinion. Throw on the Texas A&M or the Florida tape against Texas A&M and you're thinking, okay, Mond, he's got a shot to start in the league. But then you watch LSU and he looks like a bad LSU is the worst tape that any of these senior quarterbacks have have put out there. And it's just like, okay, which Kellen Mond am I getting here? There's some Colin Kaepernick to his game. Just that angular body type, the speed, the arm. Uh, I mean, he could put the ball anywhere he wants on the field. Uh, So I, I get why you're rolling the dice here in the third round. Quarterbacks always get overdrafted. We know that. So fourth, fifth round player goes in the third. Not not a huge shock for here for the Vikings. If you put up bad tape against twenty twenty LSU, that's I'm a fair. Let's play better defense at the end. I don't want to hear it. Hey, welcome the Houston Texans. I was to about this. to say hey, Houston. They finally made their way to Cleveland, sticking down in the Brazos Valley, going from. Of course, Kellen Mond out of College Station, and then down to Houston and the Texans. You think they had to fly those fans in? <laughs> they just I mean, it, it's they sold be, the. It's got to be rough being a Texans fan right now. Right now, now it is. Yeah, I, I feel for Nick Casario. I feel for that entire He's got organization. A GM job. Don't feel bad for him. <laughs> oh no, he he got a good deal too, but he waited a long time to get his shot. Finally yeah. got it. And... Well, that, I think a lot of that by his own choice, though, Dane. I what? think he had some opportunities to leave. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. He he was very particular, waited and waited and waited, and finally took the job, and it's backfired. Yeah. So we're taking a little extra time here with the Texans. The story of the night, man. I mean, I know. Just a little extra conversation here. Dane, what do you think the Texans could be thinking about here? Well, Deshaun Watson, all of his issues. Take Davis Mills here? I mean... Hey, oh, there it is. oh, Davis Mills, quarterback of Stanford. Uh, I I'm mean, a buzzer beater. Listen, I don't. We don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. It, this is basically insurance, I guess. Uh, Davis Mills, to me, he was the clear 
best quarterback after the first round. I uh, agree. That's that. You're, I'm I there totally too. I, I, I think he's the best middle of the field thrower in this draft. Six four two twenty. He's got a good arm. He's a loose passer. Just really, there's two things working against him. The left knee was an issue. He does uh, wear a big brace. Right, and then he has 11 starts in his career, and that's well below average with what you want. Because with a quarterback position, the more you've seen, the better you are. And so it's going to take some time for him. But he's got skills, and he's got talent. And so I, I would have rather rolled the dice on him over Trask or Mond. But uh, Houston Texans, uh, with your first pick, you have you have so few picks in the draft. And you use your first one on a quarterback, What what does that say? Yeah. I'll tell you what, the ball, I think the ball comes off this guy's hand great. Naturally. Yeah. And there's a, there's, there's no problem with that. He's got the touch for the uh, swings, the screens. Dane was talking about the ball going down the middle of the field. He gives his receivers a chance, you know, and he'll hit guys on the run. He's got touch in the red zone. He has a feel for how to put the ball far enough out there in order to give the receiver that opportunity to bring it down. I, you know, he'll, he'll move around in the pocket to buy the second chance. I wouldn't say he's a great runner, but he's got no fear when it comes to throwing this football. And so I like the way he keeps those eyes down the field. His receivers give him a chance down the field. He delivers the ball well down the field. So after Davis found all those four quarterbacks that went in the first round, well, he's my, he was my fifth quarterback out there is what he was. If I may, would you mind if I hijack things a little bit? Sure. I, just, I mean, you know, so three quarterbacks that I don't care about just got drafted. Good for them. And it's awesome for the Cowboys. And that's my point. Is Fantastic. Players that we have no interest in whatsoever from a Cowboys perspective are going off the board. And so I can't help but notice that we're moving into we're moving into Cowboy range here. We're getting six, seven picks away. What are, what are you all thinking? What are you? I think there's still a lot of names available that they could have picked at 44. I yeah, agree. Like, I agree. I'm, I'm looking. You think Osai's the guy here? I would love that. At 75, Osai or or Molden. So okay. I mean, I'm looking at Molden. I'm looking at. I don't know if they would want to double dip, but I really think Paulson Adebo and Ifiatu Melifonwu yeah. they fit here. Yeah. I think. I think you're looking for big corners that can run. There's a couple of them available. Atlanta that just I'm took a big Mayfield, fan of. huh? Jalen Mayfield to the Falcons at 68. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Is that the select? Is it? Yep, yeah, that's the selection. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, it was in. Okay. No, like, I, I, I went through, you know, I'm looking at, like, best available lists. and every, <laughs> I hadn't changed much from 44. It's, it's pretty wild, man. And, like, every position that you would associate with the Cowboys, there's at least one or two guys. Like, you could have your choice between an Osai and a Ronnie Perkins. You could... um you know, you mentioned the two cornerbacks, Melifonwu and Adebo. Elijah Molden's probably a safety here, but they need a safety, so that's fantastic. They definitely need a safety. Jamar Johnson's still sitting there. I don't know. That's probably not a guy you would have drafted at 44, but right. a couple picks later at yeah. 84, maybe. Aaron Robinson at Central Florida I think is a really, really good prospect. He just he played the slot, and so if you view him as a slot only, I don't know if that would be a Cowboys consideration, but you've got... D tackles available that we've talked about leading up to this with Ali McNeil. Ali McNeil is another. I've forgot about and uh, Tommy Togiai. Maybe not seventy-five, but somewhere in these next three picks. Tui Pelotu. Um, I'm the only one who would pick Marvin Wilson, so I'll just pick him later. No problem. I don't think you're the only one. I think there's some guys in that room that would pick Marvin Wilson. We'll just wait. We'll just wait it out. I'll tell you this. I love 
I I feel I'm so sick of feeling like oh god oh god oh god oh god guys are guys I like are going and right now I'm like we're gravy baby yeah like, it ain't gonna happen this time I'm gonna feel great about whoever's there at 75 no matter what until the next six picks are all guys they're that not you all to go they're at not all gonna be guys that I love I mean oh Anthony Munoz is. Oh, with the Cincinnati I almost wrote down his name. I <laughs> I'm like, what? Nope, not at all. By the way, there is a look for those of you watching on the DallasCowboys.com side of things. There's a look inside the war room up in the top left-hand corner. Steven's got the jacket off. Things are getting crazy. By the way, one of those names we just mentioned, Joseph Osai, oh, edge okay. rusher out of Texas, Which, goes to I mean, Cincinnati. Some, somebody we like is going to go between now and then. It's going to be the next six pick. No, yeah, you said it was think it would be this, Dave. Superstitions aren't real, guys. Come on. Uh, well, let's just see about that. Yeah, but what about curses? Huh? That's that's the same thing. Well, two different words. Different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Synonyms. So no, there's uh, man, there's there's a bunch of really good players available. That is one of the guys that would have been. What is that? I would have loved that. For I, me, that was yeah, that was one of my top guys. I got a lot of. Top I got two second round guys, guys left. I got Molden and Robinson are my only two second round guys left. I'm a little surprised Robinson's still available. Yeah. Here. Uh, I mean, I I don't like him as much as you guys do. I don't the instincts. I didn't. I didn't. Think they were quite there. Well, he might be slot only, right? I see. I, I, that's what I liked about him is he could play. I thought he could play inside outside. Okay, I, but I'm surprised he's still on the board at this point. I thought late second uh, was kind of his sweet spot. Yeah, he. I mean, pretty soon he's got to come off the board. Would you say that about Elijah Molden too, or do you think the size no. and the testing is a? That's, he's a he's a he's a uh, nickel only. Um, I'm. He's very role not not scheme specific, role specific with how you can deploy him on the field. What are we seeing from Ali McNeil? Why has he not been taken so far? Oh, what, he's what's a nose. his knock? Well, is he, yeah, he's, 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 yeah. he's, he's, he's a true. You watch him play. Like I said, he's breathing the same air as the center. He is like this old school head up nose, like zero technique, zero straight technique, up on it, straight up is what he plays. And he can play the one here, and he's got a good first step. Yep. But I don't think that means you can rush the passer. Like he might bring you a little bit could, of pocket yeah, push, but I he's not going to ever. If he was ever going to be a pass rusher, he'd be off the board. Brady Christensen is the pick 70 to the Panthers. So another offensive tackle, 12 offensive tackles Which now off. They needed the help at left tackle. That's, and, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. No, Rashawn Slater, we talked about maybe at eight. They go corner. They get their left tackle here in the third round. I just, I will, the one thing that I don't know if I love, and y'all feel free to correct me, the, the tackle situation for where the Cowboys are picking yeah. doesn't look amazing. I right think now. it's pretty washed up, right? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, though. I mean, compared to, I think, other positions, I don't think that looks pretty at all. So I think if you took an offensive tackle, you'd be kind of forcing what you consider a need. Dane, do you like Hudson at all from Cincinnati? I do. In the third, I mean, more yeah. of a late third, I thought. Yeah. But or Smith from East Carolina. Deontay Smith, yeah. I think he's got See, I potential. We did it for a radio show. I had to do a mock, and I put Smith. I think I picked him right about this spot, okay. too. So I don't know. Hmm. I mean, Lee McNeil is a solid player. At some point here in the third round, we're going to see a run on these defense attackers. Yeah, with I agree. McNeil and maybe the USC kids and a few of these players. There's some wide receivers still left on that board too. Deami oh, yeah. Brown. I'm, I'm Brown, very surprised. Rogers, Wallace, Saint Brown. Right. I actually like both Saint Brown and Rogers. Amari Rogers and Amon Ross Saint Brown above Deami Brown, but all of them, you know. <laughs> 
it's those I think at least for me those are the next guys is those three and Palmer I actually like the Tennessee oh guy. Palmer Dave did you see the Palmer kid he, of course you did you've watched yeah. a thousand players the he runs the, like angry like it does or it's just like he just I don't know it's it, the way he plays is even just in the routes is so physical I was just like I like this. I mean watch him against Alabama and you can see uh, you know him yeah, Sertan, well Sertan. Sertan got a touchdown over Sertan right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he he only had like four touchdowns this year, yeah. but one was against Sertan, one was against Tyson Campbell, yeah. one was against uh, DJ Daniel, the other Georgia corner who has a chance to get drafted tomorrow. Daniel was so bad trying to defend that play, too, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, he, he played well in the SEC. I think the quarterback situation really held him Awful. back. Awful. What do you think about some of these interior defensive linemen past McDeal or past McNeil, maybe like a TJ Slayton and Osa Odigizua? By the way, that's a fun name, Odigizua. Odigizua. What do you think about those kinds of guys that at least are just kind of sneaking in there if you wanted to maybe look down the board a little bit for a D-tackle? Yeah, and and what's that sweet spot to get one of these defensive tackles? We know it's not a strong class, and so do you do it here in the third? Do you wait to the fourth? Uh, Odigizua is a good player, inside-outside versatility. Milton Williams? 84 or 99? Milton Milton Williams, Williams, that's a name. See, that's what I'm saying. There's like five of these defensive tackle guys I've got. I just Mm -hmm. think y'all are disrespecting my pet cat, Tommy. Tommy. Togiai? Togiai, the Ohio State. Is he a 300-pound guy? Yeah. He's a strong MFer is what he is. He was like... (laughs) Uh, it just is he going to give you pass rush? That's the question, there. right? Yeah. See, I d- does does that matter? Like we're we're well, sure we're here into the third round. Maybe it's not seventy five, but eighty four and ninety nine. They've, I mean, we'll see how they develop, but they they've got Hill and Gallimore to do that stuff. That's why you drafted Tristan Hill. I'm not saying that we know he can do it, but might be easier with a big, strong, badass like Tommy Togiai just eating up blocks. He mauled Clemson. Like, he was literally body-slamming guys. I, I, Ohio State would have lost anyway, but they would have played better against Alabama if he was there. Oh, he was the MVP of the defense. He murdered down the Clemson. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would love to have him on this team. He is one of those defensive tackles that are in the conversation. The Giants are on the clock. Let's step aside so we have the Cowboys pick on the other side of the break. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. So the Giants selection is happening. Round three, pick 71, and it's corner Aaron Robinson. If the Cowboys were going to double dip at corner... In the second and the third, Aaron Robinson was probably going to be that guy. Tell you what, one of the Cowboy receivers is going to get mugged twice yeah. a year. <laughs> I love the way Aaron Robinson plays. Hey, he stands right there at the line, and he's That'll going to he's Ooh, going to hit fun. you and ride you through the route. I loved watching Aaron Robinson. He's tough. He is tough. I'll tell you what, though, those kids down there at play. They, 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 they're, man, I mean, they're, they, they, they play with a chip on their shoulder. They really, all of them, I mean, I know here I'd say, oh, Bross, we got Tristan Hill out of that place. Well, okay, I get it. But I mean, I, I'm just looking at these kids. Every time I see a Central Florida player, though, I'm, I'm, I feel like, man, that's, that's a good player right there. Probably deserves to be in an ACC school or something like that. And I'm going to say that's, Probably why. I mean, yeah. UCF is definitely coming up in the world. Oh no, but... they are. But they fired. I mean, their coach left. Their coach took a, took the job at Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, he went up to Tennessee, and they got the the guy from Auburn. You know, so we'll see how. I mean, if they oh, can... I forgot Gus Malzahn yeah. is Gus Malzahn's going it. there. Yeah. That's scary, man. Yeah. yeah, he could have a lot of success. Gus there. Malzahn's a good coach. Yeah. That would be interesting. I'm so completely the... not. I'm very happy he's not in the SEC West anymore. Dave, you you you're with you live with this team. 
You live with this team. I literally. You do live with this team. Well, not li- what, what? Well, a lot less what? over the last year, but yeah, yeah typically. Oh, there, you, went. there he goes. Wow, Olympic Neil and Levi Onzerike. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's hey, a couple that's of your one and your three. That's building right there. Wow. So Ali McNeil out of NC State, the defensive tackle, is the pick with Detroit at 72, by the way, for Gosh, those of you listening. Man, you wanted him to fall, didn't you? I did. I did, too. Yeah. I did. I'm a big fan of his. I can say, but I got you know I got these defensive tackles still kind of stacked in there, though. And, and I mean, let, we've lost a couple guys since I said that. Yeah, good job, Dave. But no, but there's still a lot left. Does anybody they're like, on the clock in two picks. Does anybody like Nixon from Iowa? Yeah. Davion? Davion yeah. Nixon? Yeah, the tackle from Iowa. I don't think he's the worst player on the board. I don't think he's my top pick, though. Dane? I, I, I hate when you size. He does size. You know, there's some prospects that are just frustrating. or you know, like Okay. You, okay. There's, there's clear talent there. Because I don't have him great. I was just making sure I wasn't going to be the only one saying bad things about him. If no, no. Like, it's or just, not it's bad hard things, to, but It's hard to buy into him, like to fully invest in him as a draft pick, but... You know, there, there's, you know, watch the Penn State tape and you, you're optimistic. And then you watch other tapes and maybe not so much. So uh, I, I think somewhere here in the third round is probably the right range for him. But I don't know that I'm all that excited about it if he's my pick. Uh, Eagles, right? Philadelphia selection at 73, three picks away from the Cowboys. It's going to be don't be a jerk down to the wire here on what they're going to do. Milton Williams, Milton Williams, Louisiana Tech defensive lineman. That was a Cowboys prize. Yeah. Starting to take our cats here, guys. That was a target. It's, it's a, going to be fine. There's still plenty left. To oh, me, that's okay. fake pen throw. Looks guy. like Dallas yeah. might have their guy. They're hanging. They're handing the phones around here. They're talking to somebody. I guess we'll see. Milton Absolutely. Williams to me is big time projection. Like he's an incredible athlete, but against that level of competition, I would expect you to just crush everyone, and I didn't really see that. So that's and I know they deviate. I mean, you know, you, there's no blanket statements. They deviate from time to time. But I do think it's interesting that they seem to like him so much because this is the big school team. They always draft yeah. big school guys. I mean, they did Alabama, Alabama in the first two rounds. Wait, who? Philadelphia? No, I'm talking. Oh. About, I'm talking about the Cowboys. Talking about like Dallas. The Cowboys gotcha. were enamored supposedly with Milton Williams, and that's not the type of school that they typically go after. I mean, their first two picks this year, Penn State and Kentucky, SEC, Big Ten. That's what they do. So I definitely thought that was interesting. So what are we thinking, though, specifically about the Cowboys here? Because you've got Washington at 74. The Cowboys are up at 75. List off some names here, gentlemen. I would love it if the pick is Elijah Molden. i say Elijah Molden's the best player on my board pretty clearly. Um, uh, him and Quinn Miners. Um, Deami Brown, I love. They're not going receiver. You never know. Yeah, uh, yeah, you probably know. But <laughs> I would love Elijah Molden. I like Tommy Togi. I would make me happy. I might be alone on that is, hill, but that's fine. Is safety the biggest need here? Or is defensive tackle the biggest need here? That's my question. Well, yes. I don't think that. I mean, with three third round picks, I don't know that you have to go with your top need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take the guy you think Ooh. won't be there next time you come up on Benjamin the clock. Benjamin Just. Ah, I mocked him to the Cowboys at this time yesterday. He's a kid from uh, 
Back here on the radio side of things, the Dallas Cowboys are officially on the clock after back-to-back NFC East opponents. Philadelphia takes the defensive tackle out of Louisiana Tech, Milton Williams. And then Benjamin St. Juice, corner out of Minnesota, goes to Washington. Brian, you were uh, right on this guy on where he was going to go. Yeah, I tell you what, and we uh, again for 105.3, we did uh, did some mock draft stuff, and I thought this guy would end up uh, with the Cowboys. I, I was kind of hopeful about him. I, I really liked watching his uh, his tape. I thought he was super productive when you know when you were able to study him. The, the thing about him is that he's he's one of those guys that when it's like he's long and when he gets in position. Like he's got that ability to play with that offhand, and you don't see him going over or over the back of the receiver or through the receiver. You see him playing around the body control, the balance. I think he's got quickness. I'm a fan of how tough he is. He tackles the way he defends the ball. There are a lot of things about him. He was a guy I started watching a little late. I got him from Dane. Uh, studying some of his stuff, I said, oh, this is a cat I need to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very impressed with his work at Minnesota because of the length, his ability to play the ball, and how he was able to tackle. So really quickly, let's go around the table. Biggest need, thoughts about the Cowboys as they are on the clock here, starting with you, Jeff. Where do you think they're going? Uh, biggest needs would probably be somewhere with safety, D-tackle. I mean, you could go a lot of ways. You could talk about the offensive line. You could go talk anywhere. about the edges. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways you could go. So I would just be looking at players. And I think Elijah Molden, Paulson Adebo, Ifia Timelefanwu, uh, probably not linebacker, right? So get rid of Baron Browning and Jabril Cox. Ronnie Perkins, edge, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we, the defensive line, these defensive tackles, this is where the third round, where that run's going to be. So between Davion Nixon at Iowa and Odigi Zua, UCLA, the, UC, the USC kids, uh, what are the defensive tackles? Togi, I we have. So I, I think that this is where we start to talk about those players and who is going to impact this roster. Uh, it's a really interesting mix of different types of talents. There, do you have a favorite in that mix? I already I made my love known for Togi, so I don't need to stand on that. Yeah, mine so in order again. In I do order, like Togi. Mine would be. Marvin Wilson, Tui Pelota at USC, Togi. Tui Pelota would be my guy for sure. Um, Bobby Brown, Shelvin, Nixon, Tufele, Odigizua. Tufele, so. too, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like you say, you know, we, we, that's why I asked you about Nixon and stuff like that because I, I, I wasn't as high on him as the others. And, you know, the, the guys you mentioned, uh, Togi, I wasn't high on, and Odigizua I had in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, you know, we'll see what how this all plays out. One thing I like about some of these guys is that they all kind of tested well. If you go down the list, you look at Tommy Togiai, you look at Odigizua. I mean, Milton Williams is off the board. He obviously was the better tester out of the group, I think. But I mean, specifically about these guys, I'm, I've got Odigizua highlighted here. But he had really long arms. He was a quick, quick uh, shuttle time. I mean, he's athletic enough, Dane, but. It, out of these tight end, or excuse me, out of these defensive tackles, where did you stand? Uh, I mean, my highest ranked out of that group is probably the USC kid. Yeah, Tui Pelotu. Tui Pelotu, that's um, mine as well. But, you know, there, there's, I really do like Tokiai and Odigizua, two guys that I think, you know, can help you inside and outside. And that's the thing with Odigizua, they lose Tyron Crawford. 
Odigi Zua gives you that inside-outside versatility at 6'1 282 pounds, it can play inside, can play outside. I, that defensive line depth that he would provide, I, I think that, that definitely stands out. So the Cowboys have made their pick. They will send up a representative to announce the pick and the Cowboys selection here on the draft show, as always, presented by Miller Lite. It's oh, Adrian Casada right. from the Black Pumas. All right. One of the best guitarists in the world. All right. How about that? Pick us a good player there. Adrian Casada with the 75th pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Dallas Cowboys will select defensive tackle Osa. Odigisua from UCLA, and another need is checked off the list for the Dallas Cowboys. The resident from Portland, Oregon, 5'2", almost, 282 pounds. Dane, scouting report. Uh, a long player, 34-inch arms. Uh, he's explosive. Uh, I love the way he uses his physical hands to snatch, to stay under control. This is a former wrestler. He was a state champion ah, wrestler at the high school level. It's the second wrestler the Cowboys have taken in this draft, because yep. Parsons was as well. Yeah, and a guy that was productive. 27 and a half tackles for loss over his career. Uh, you know, there's just a lot to like about the raw talent. He, he needs to get better in some areas, just in terms of patching together his moves and, you know, just the fundamentals of being a pass rusher. But he has disruptive qualities. The length, the power, uh, and I, I think he can. You know, it's, you don't have to say he, ha- or you, you, can't, you don't have to put him in an exact spot for him to be productive. Line him up outside. Line him up inside. Uh, you know, you can just move him around and be creative. Uh, he, he's going to give you some of that scheme versatility. That's, I mean, you know, I already Togi I was my guy. I would assume this probably takes him off the board, which is. Eh, mate, we'll see. Whatever. Maybe, yeah. Slightly disappointing. My point was going to be, for so many years, I always used to say the Cowboys felt like paint by numbers. Like it was like, well, we need him to do this. Like he only does that. Oh, and he, he's a one. He's a three. He we we can't draft him because of this. If you're telling me this guy is that versatile, I enjoy that. I, I like a guy that can move all over the place. The I like the long arms too. Yeah, and the interesting thing about him is, like, I put him in the fourth round because I wasn't entirely sure what to do with him. Because at 280 pounds or whatever, I, I felt like some of his best traits were almost as a one technique. We were talking about a 280-pound guy, but he won, he'd win the leverage battle. He would play the run really well. And so I was just a little bit thrown off because I'm like, man, he has a lot of the the like the like stout physical traits as if he was 320, but he's doing it at 280, and he tested as a decent athlete. So I may actually have been too low on him because the, the things about him that I liked – I liked so. Right, that's the thing is I gave him a fourth round grade as well. Right, but you know I read my scouting report. I'm like, that's yeah, a lot of good I like stuff. This guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I, I think when it comes down to it, the length, the power, and his ability to be disruptive, focusing on that, uh, I, 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 I do like this player a little bit higher than you know I thought he'd be drafted and over some players that maybe I had graded higher. But this is a good player, so I'm, I'm not going to you know, say this is a bad pick at all. So you're not – that's not just a complete sell job. You're like, probably not what I would have done, but this is a good decision. No, I, trust me. I would be completely honest with you if I didn't like the pick or if I thought this was a reach. I, I think he's a he's just a, a player that you watch and you like him. He did a nice job at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I, I thought you know, he, he was one of the few defensive tackles down there that held his own against Creed Humphrey and Quinn Miners. Uh, but he's just a an easy guy to length. Again, it comes back to the explosive nature and the length and just the competitiveness that 
you know, the fact that he was a three-time state champion wrestler, I think that shines through uh, with his tape, with the balance at the point of attack, and just that that grit that he plays with. Brian, you look stressed over there. Do you like this no, pick? No, I do. I was just. I was just working through some things. Oh, I, mean, I know. You're busy over there. No, just people texting me. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> uh, the, I, I saw the same thing. I mean, I, I think I had him too. I think I had him too low. I had him in the fourth round as well. And it was like, I've seen him play the nose and I've seen him play the under tackle. I thought he was super active and he's always on the move. He's always working towards the ball. The first step quickness, the burst. This is funny when you start reading your notes and you realize what a clown you are for putting him where you did. But he comes across the line quickly. He can be disruptive. I like how he got into the backfield. You see him play on the opponent's side of the line. He'll fight blocks. I mean, he's fine with getting off blocks. The hands, the quickness. I mean, the, the effort, the technique as a pass rusher is good. He's got some slipperiness to his game. And I think they used him on some games where he was able to affect the pocket that way, too. So good finisher around the ball. He'll wrap his man up. But, yeah, I, I feel like to me that Dallas probably had him right and my notes, what I just read to you, is making it sound like that that I had him in the wrong round. Maybe he should have been a little bit higher. I feel like a crazy person right now. Because, and I, I, I mean this with admiration. Like, y'all are not afraid to let your feelings be known. And, like, if you think the Cowboys screwed up, you say it. Yeah. You do it all the time. And y'all are all just like, ah, I guess I was wrong about this guy. Like, well, this seems like it might have been I'll, a good I'll idea. I'll admit it because, you know, when I, the way this kid reads, the way I read my notes, and that's why I had this distressed look on my face because I was reading these notes and I'm like going, okay, why did I not have him higher up? And, None of us did though. Yeah, that, and I mean, he just kind of slipped under the radar. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you, he was you, just, you watch a bunch of players and you, you lose track of where you have guys. I'll, I'll be brutally honest. I, I, that's why I value y'all so much. I do what I can. I didn't watch him, so I'm leaning on y'all. Well, look, to me, it was just that I think I put him there because he was strange. Because most of my notes read like, look, it's a guy with upside, but it's a guy that plays like a guy that would play a nose tackle for you, and he's 280 pounds. So that doesn't really add up. But if you're going to move him up and down the line, like I think he'll be a useful NFL player as a rookie. Now, if you want to go up and down the players you have available, I would have rather they double-dipped at corner and grabbed Paulson Adebo or if he had to Melifonwu. I would have comfortably rather had those players. It's just it's a name that I wasn't ready to hear at that spot. But then you read your notes, you're like, oh, he can help. So it, it's not one of the, I mean, it's not one of my top ten or fifteen players. But it's just I don't know, like something about when you you read the notes on a player and you go, oh, well, that is a guy I liked. So he's going to be on the team. Okay, I think that's a first. And again, like I'm not making fun of y'all. I, yeah. I I love that that y'all are like, oh yeah, like I'm looking over my notes. This yeah. seems like this is good to me. It, it, but yeah, and, I, and KT's ripping our you know what right now on text. <laughs> you know? He really is. He's like, get him, Dave. It, KT said he had a five on him. He said it's a garbage pick. <laughs> wow. I'm reading you, KT. If you're going to call it out, I'll let you get it called Go out. Go and get it on there. How yeah. about that? We do have secret audio from the selection. Let's hear just what the Cowboys were thinking whenever they talked to the newest Dallas Cowboy, Osa Odigizua from UCLA. Osa, this is Jerry Jones with the Cowboys. Hello. Thank you. Hey, listen. Uh, I think we've got a good enough uh, connection here. There he goes. Okay. Well, I know you can hear me. But uh, we sure are proud. We sure are proud. We're turning your card in, but we're proud that you're part of the team, man. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You won't regret it, I promise you. Well, you've you've really worked hard to get this spot, and uh, everybody really uh, in this room uh, respects you for 
uh, playing at this level to be drafted at this spot. But uh, what we're really excited about is you getting to be a part of the Cowboys and us together uh, really doing something special. So, listen, one of the reasons we're going to get to is I'm going to hand you the phone to Coach Mike McCarthy, and he's a big man in your corner here, so I want you to talk to him. Thank you. Here he is, Osa. Osa, congratulations. Thank you, Coach. Hey, you having some fun? That's Thank awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. Hey, man, God bless you. Enjoy this time with your family and friends, and uh, really looking Thank forward you. to getting you out here next week. All right? All right, man. Looking forward to making you your cowboy, my man. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless. You guys won't regret it. I promise you. Oh, I know that. Awesome. Always love the secret audio, and you heard that there from Jerry Jones. I don't want to read too far into it, but he said, here's Mike McCarthy, a big man in your corner. You think this might have been McCarthy-looking a guy down the list a little bit? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, hey, that's that's his job, right? And he, and especially in a year, which I know you know, they can go confer with other people, but there's only 10 people allowed in that room. That's I. This is almost as interesting as doing it all over Zoom because – you can't have the same level of conversations. But, yeah, I mean, like McCarthy McCarthy knows who he likes. I don't have a problem believing that. That's a good point. By the way, since the Cowboys selected 76 overall, the New Orleans Saints select Paulson Adebo, Texas product, actually Mansfield Ooh. product out of DFW. He is a corner out of Stanford. 77, the Chargers take wide receiver Josh Josh Palmer. What a Chargers again. Coming up my, there, making a pick out of ten, Tennessee. Yep. Do you like Palmer? Oh yeah, it's that's the guy we were just talking about. And, you know, in Tennessee, he's playing with like a quarterback that's throwing it all over the yard. He's like me at quarterback, and he's coming down with yeah. the ball. He's he's he, like he Sertan couldn't cover. I mean, there, you can watch him. He's having production against all these Georgia kids, Alabama kids. It doesn't matter. He's going out there. He's what six one, two hundred fifteen pounds. It's a good looking kid. At number five, going up, getting that football. Love his toughness. Yeah, geez. plays a lot. I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the world. No, but he does just enough where he can win vertically. And you know, we saw him stack Sertan. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a tough time where to just rank him because you know, like I like Deami Brown better. I like Amari Rogers better. Uh, you know, some of these wide receivers that haven't been taken yet, I like better. But I don't necessarily hate the pick here with Josh Palmer because he's a good player. It's kind of like the Odigizua. Like, you know, it's uh, do I have other defensive tackles rated higher? Sure. Same thing with the wide receiver. Uh, but I, I don't dislike the pick because it's a good player. And then, of course, Adebo off the board. Jeff, you were really high on the Stanford corner. Yeah, that's my guy. Adebo is my guy. I wish the Cowboys would have taken him at 75. Uh, you like him or uh, Melifonwu better? I actually like Adebo better. And I liked both of them, but I like Adebo better. Adebo had just, uh, he had to in his two years before opting out, he had to lead the, he had to lead college football in ball production. Cause I think in back to back years, it was 17 passes defended and then 10 and it was four interceptions in each year. So his hands were on the football all the time. And I think what happened to him in 2019 is people realized how aggressive he was. And that's why he batted down 17 passes and 18. Uh, and so they hit him with a bunch of double moves. But outside of that aggression, I didn't have a lot of complaints about Adebo's game. I think that he's fast, quick, long, man or zone. Uh, so I was a big Adebo fan. I would have loved to have seen the Cowboys just double dip and say, you know what? We got a lot of corners, and we're ready to rock. That the, seems like almost too many corners, honestly. You might be right. 
Well, uh, you never have too much, but I mean that that's not a that's too many guys. It would mean that Reggie Robinson would have a hard time being Making active the roster. on game day. Well, also, and I mean, let's be let's be honest too. Is with um, you don't want to protect yourself with Kelvin Joseph. With Kelvin Joseph already, all I'm saying is with Kelvin Joseph already here. If you draft a Debo, then somebody who's worth a lot is not playing. Whether that's Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown or one of these draft picks. Yeah, corners just to me. I feel like every week one of your corners is going to be hurt. Uh, like corner, sure. I want to have six of them in the real world. You want to want to have. You want to have six, and you know, I get it. You want the best players possible. Blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, follow the money, follow the resources. Like yeah. you, you don't want a top one hundred pick not mm. playing because there's four guys that are better than him. Yeah, I guess it just hurts my heart that their corner need no longer lines up with what I think is still a strength of the draft. Yeah. With Adebo and Melifonwu and Shakur Brown and like there's there's still I mean those guys are still available though. Right. But And if you've you, got you've got a pick in five selections. But if you took Odigizua over those guys how many other guys are you going to take over them? Yeah, like I just, I just don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on another corner. I guess it's just an interesting, it's an interesting thought, and I'm not, I'm not hating on them because obviously you can't predict this stuff. But like, if you had, if you knew ahead of time who would be available late on day two, would you have signed Jordan Lewis to an extension? No. Yeah. Probably not. Maybe not. But you can't count on that either. Right. That's so. why some wish that the draft was before free agency. Uh, wow, wouldn't that be great? How wild would it be if we could just do this on, like, March 10th? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not ready for that. Well, see, you need the time because yeah, you time. watch everybody, whereas I I do what I can. I'm like, let's roll, baby. Dane will pick up the slack for me. <laughs> yeah, you only have oh, one rough year, and then you'd be back to having a calendar year. It would just be next one that would be tough, and then you'd be fine. You'd be right back on track. So the Raiders are on the board at 79. You've got 80 being the Raiders again. Then you've got the Dolphins, the football team, the Bears, and then the Cowboys. And here's the br- the brilliant thing. If you didn't like the Odigizua pick, which I don't think it was a bad pick. We all kind of looked at it and said, eh, we probably could have had him higher. KT thinks we're cowards. But yeah. at the same time, you pick in five selections. All. I mean, I guess it's more than that. It's nine selections later. But you get to turn around and do it again. Now what are you thinking? You got your three biggest needs out of the way. Interior defensive line, your uh, need for a corner, your need for a linebacker. I mean, safety here is still a potential. Maybe you're looking at a Melifonwu in there as well. Maybe you're looking for an offensive tackle. Could you throw a wide receiver if you wanted to go get a Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State? Don't tempt me with a good time. I'm just saying. Don't tempt me with a good time because he's Michael Gallup is not a certainty. He's a fave. He's a fave for sure. You're a Tylen Wallace guy? I love Tylen Tylen Wallace. Wallace. I'm an Amon Ross St. Brown. See, I love him too. And Amari Rogers guy. Oh, he's good too. I'm Brown. They're all good. Yeah, there's good receivers left. I just, I, I do wonder with the Odigizua pick. That some of the guys that we're talking about is the best players available. Or are they just done picking them? Like, are they like, yeah, unless it's like kicking us in the face in the fifth or sixth round, like we're not going to take a corner. Are we about to watch them follow a roadmap of positions of need now? And Odigizu was the start of that. It, well, are we about to grab a tackle? Is it the start or the like they've been doing it this whole time? Yeah, but on the first two, wouldn't you say it matches up at least closely to the top of the board? That Parsons was one of the best available, yeah. and Kelvin Joseph was one of the well, best available. Well, I Mark already, Johnson's still there. My, I would love that. My brain is mush. Who oh. else was there besides Kelvin Joseph? I mean, it kind of felt like they got truly wiped out in that situation. Well, I think only what, all their safeties were gone. We lost the safeties. Yeah, the, two, the corners, only the two Georgia kids were gone. 
Um, Tackles, you still had Walker Little, Jackson Carmen, Samuel Cosme. I guess I just again, I just I came into the day thinking that they were going to spend that pick on a DB, and yeah. so maybe that's why I felt like they if got you're wiped thinking out. about going out and getting need guys, do you think enough of Molden to be just a nickel? A nickel slot, I'd be okay with that. A yeah. nickel, a safety, I'd be totally fine. Don't with you that. currently have the same battle at nickel you've had for the last four years? Though you have Jordan and Anthony Brown. You do you want to do that and again? Diggs outside, well, they do. They brought them both back. I but, wouldn't necessarily want to do that again. Well, I think they brought Anthony Brown back to cover themselves because he can theoretically do both. Like yeah. they don't see him as purely a nickel. The Raider selection is in, by the way. 79th pick in the NFL draft. Here in round three, we're five selections away from the Dallas Cowboys, for those of you on the air with us. And John will pick a bad player on you. I don't John's know what they're going to do. John's not afraid to mess these things up. The Raiders <laughs> do whatever the hell they want. Man. John will pick a bad player and you can and tell him that. And, yeah, you can tell him that to his face, and he'll like MF you while you're doing it. Yeah, That's fun. He's a lot of fun with this I stuff. I don't care. I got to pick him. Yeah. He goes, I, I, he said I have to work for a general manager. $10 million a year, too. Yeah. We're also going to take a break right after this pick Just, is over. The pick is Edge Malcolm Koontz out of Buffalo. That'll be an interesting one <sighs> to talk about it. We're going to step aside, though. You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Told you John Gruden don't care. He, he don't doesn't care. care. How about Malcolm Koontz? Okay. Told you don't care. I, I, Gruden needs Dane bad. I might not, <laughs> I might not watch every I tried player. I to tell him. I don't watch every player, but I've heard of most of these guys. I think that I'm at my first, like, who the hell is this guy? You don't know that guy? I don't think I do. I was not high on this guy, and, and I might be very wrong. Um, I, he's a good athlete. He's, just a, he's undersized. Um, he's more of a runaround rusher than a guy that's going to go through contact consistently. I gave him a seventh-round grade. So. <laughs> I but, hey, you, look, I might be very wrong. It's very possible he, he, he turns out to be a good player. But Which, That's a Raider pick. I'll, def- I'll defend the Raiders for a second because I, I feel like there's a team like this every year where you say, so they drafted Leatherwood and then they drafted Merrig. And they kind of they caught some flack for drafting Leatherwood where they did. But if you flipped it and said they drafted Merrick at seventeen and Leatherwood at th- uh, forty three, <laughs> might work. You'd say they had a great draft. They, yeah, I mean, I, I think they. I like those two picks a lot. I don't know what to do with this. I, but Leatherwood at seventeen was. I mean, they they have a track record of doing this. That's what I'm saying. Now, Clemson or Alabama. Yeah. Yep. Mike Mayock but goes it, to Alabama and they kiss his ass the whole day. Throw there. Ohio State in there yeah. too. Where they did it last year with Damon Arnett. They had back to back picks, by the way, and they just took safety divine Di- oh. Diablo out of Virginia Tech. Like I've always said, John, Gruden John, is good at this. John walked out of the room for a minute. Gruden is good at this. He forgot the, he had back to back picks. Yeah, he's like, oh, walked wait, away. Back. Oh, what happened? <laughs> Diablo is one of my guys. I like Diablo too. Go into it then, Jeff. Well, I just I again, I go into watching guys kind of assuming things about them. And when I went in to watch Divine Diablo, I was like, Oh, two hundred and thirty pounds and so six two, like I'm about to watch a linebacker. But he's back there at safety and he can play a deep half. He played up deep some, he plays forward. I like him tackling in the run game. I like the tackle radius he has with his length. There's awareness in there. You watch him picking off Trevor Lawrence in the back of the end zone. I think Diablo's a good player. And I know I was higher on him than most people, but I had him as like a second-round guy. I was a big fan. Uh, so at 80, like I said, John Gruden's really good at this, guys. He always picks the good players. He left the room for a minute, I swear. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mayock made that pitch. Walter Juliff stepped in there. That's a pitch. <laughs> there's a conversation to be <laughs> Shout out, Walter. Yeah, I love the Walter. Uh, there's, a, there's a conversation to be had about positional value. Like, I get it. There were better players. All I'm saying, like, they've... They've made three picks, and I like – or I'm sorry, they've made four picks, and I like three of them a lot. I, you just don't know who Malcolm Kuntz is, though. I don't know, but hey, Did that's Did he get fine. down on that Buffalo tape? No, sure didn't. You know, wait, like – Fun tape. Again, I follow the biases of the Cowboys, and I'm like, okay, when they draft – let me know when they draft a Buffalo defensive end on day two. They're not going to do that. Get out of here. That's why I didn't understand the Milton Williams thing. It was like Louisiana Tech on day two? Doesn't make sense. Would you guys consider taking Jabril Cox here? I love you gonna, Jabril. I like you room for him? Wait, What are you going to do? Yeah, who's getting cut? Is he going to be an edge rusher? I'm just saying, no. I mean, a, a linebacker that can cover. Can I trade number 54 for like five? So, so I'd let, rather have Molden. Bye, Leighton. Okay, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I'm with bye, you. No, 55. I mean, Molden is my highest-rated guy left. Yeah. Absolutely my highest-rated guy. Could I trade both my linebackers? Wow. For Hunter, Hunter Long ahead of uh, both Brevin Jordan and Tommy Trumbull. That's a little surprising. Is that Miami? Yeah, Hunter Long to out of Boston College to Miami. You freak That's me out. You freak me out when you do this because there's some you don't. No, you're I, always I, like, no, well, would no, you do this? No, and what no, it really means no. is that it's already he's, trying, he's no. already in the conversation. No, I'm just trying to make you think <laughs> because that's what I'm saying, Jeff. You know, I, I do these shows every day with Jeff. Jeff's telling me about, hey, this guy, this guy can cover. This guy can cover. I'm like, yeah, okay, he's LSU. Yeah, he's right. He can cover. But I was just wondering, you know, that's. Well, that's the reason, and uh, again, what's what's done is done. Oh, what's up? Oh, we have the newest Dallas Cowboy. On hey. the there we go. Osa Digizua out of UCLA. First off, congratulations. Welcome to the Dallas Cowboys. We're glad you're here. Tell us just how this day has gone for you and, and what's going through your mind right now. It's, it's been a nerve-wracking day. You know, it's a, it's a moment that you I've been waiting for in my whole life. You know, I've been waiting for I'm just I'm glad to I'm glad to be a part of the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm just I'm on speechless right now. You know, speechless. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. And congratulations. I'm curious, you know, before you hopped on with us, we were talking about uh, your your flexibility, your versatility. I'd, I'd love to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Coming in, you know, right away as a rookie, what do you think you do best? How do you think you can help the Dallas Cowboys the quickest? I feel like uh, this is a scheme from what I've heard with people that I talk to on the staff. It's a vertical attack defensive line mentality. So that's something that I, I feel like is my strong student, just getting off the ball, being disruptive up the field, and just, uh, you know, knocking guys back and setting a new line of scrimmage and being in the backfield majority of the time that I'm playing. So I feel like it goes with what I do very well, and it fits my skill set. It's a place that I can come in and drive. Do you feel like, oh, so you feel like you, you, like we were talking about you kind of playing what we would call the under tackle or that three technique on that outside shoulder or playing that one technique is like almost like the nose. Either position good for you playing tackle. I mean, you're, you're right. When you watch your tape, you're up the field, you're attacking, you're on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Is there one particular spot you feel like you're a little bit better at or is it like, hey, just plug me in and let me go? I mean, I feel the best at the three tech, but. Put me in wherever, you know. Uh, I'm not a guy that has my heart set on a single position, particularly. I just want to be on the field. So, you know, wherever wherever they ask me to play is where I plan on and going 110% every snap. 
Also, my favorite thing about your tape is that list you were listed at like 280 pounds, and then I'll watch you line up all over the place, and there's 330-pound blockers, and like they don't have a chance to move you. So my favorite thing to do in that situation is to look up how good of a wrestler was this guy they can't move. And the answer was three-time state champ. So how much does, does that help you in terms of leverage and being like, eh, congrats on being 330 pounds, but I'm not moving? Looks looks like we lost Osa Odigizua, but hey, congratulations if you can still hear us. We are excited to have you in Dallas and get to talk to you very, very soon. There he goes. Osa Odigizua, the defensive tackle out of UCLA, filling that need for the Cowboys right in the middle of that defensive line. we got to get a better connection uh, here. Well, I'll tell you, these kids, the first thing to do is buy phones. <laughs> Just buy a phone, hey, get buy a, a, really a, good a better one. plan or whatever. Maybe, somebody, maybe us. Yes. somebody who lives in a concrete shoebox of an apartment, I identify with that yeah. problem very well. So maybe he just didn't want to have to go outside to talk on the phone. Maybe we it. should blame us since I, we're in the biggest I, I, I concrete think it building us. within well, square we'll miles. <laughs> That's fair. Wow, we're like we haven't used this phone company, line in two years almost. <laughs> it's going to warm up. Yeah, we got to get it back in the get back into action. So. Well, we've, uh, we're getting closer. 84 is the next pick for the Cowboys. The pick is in for the Washington football team. They are at 82 in between Washington and Dallas are the Chicago Bears at 83. Last couple picks. Hunter Long, tight end, uh, from Boston College goes to Miami. And then we've got Divine Diablo, the safety for Virginia Tech going to Las Vegas. Dane, what are you thinking about our NFC East foe Washington here at the moment? Uh, let's see. They need wide receiver help. Uh, they well, they drafted Cosme uh, in the second, so they addressed left tackle. St. Juiced in the third. Okay, so tight end, cause Tommy Trumbo, Brevin Jordan, because go wide receiver with Amari Rogers or Deami Brown. Um, that seems like the most likely area they could go. They went linebacker in the first. So really, give uh, your quarterback a pass catcher here. Wide receiver or tight end is where – oh, Deami Brown, there we go. Uh, best double move receiver in the draft. Speed can win vertically, tracks the ball really, really well. Uh, it's still a little limited with that route tree, but a, a guy with that, uh, the big play potential, he averaged over 20 yards per catch each of the last two years. Love the speed. Uh, I, I, I like this pick for uh, Washington. Don't like it if you're the Cowboys. Yeah, that's a good player going at 82. By the way, misspoke. It's actually Carolina at 83 after that trade earlier in the round. It, is edge rusher next up for the Cowboys? Because we talked about Jabril Cox here, right, Brian? Uh, I mean, I know he's I, I a just, linebacker. I threw but... his name out there because you got a coverage linebacker. That's what. That's the only thing Are I was talking about with him. Any chance for an edge rusher, though? I mean, we passed on uh, a Carlos Basham and, and things well, of the sort. There's Perkins. I, I like Snowden. I know there's some people that might not like him. He's out of Virginia. Uh, Virginia Weaver. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh is another guy. Do you we think kinda... a guy like Snowden fits this team, though? Do you think he fits this I scheme? Think, I think Virginia did him a huge disservice by asking him to drop and play in coverage and all that. But when, they, when he was rushing the passer, I thought he was pretty impressive doing that. You know, but when they, they would ask him to drop it, it wasn't he looked terrible doing that, but they had that three man line. They played three down guys and he was a stand up, like almost like an outside linebacker. I kind of feel like with his length that if you get him on the edge and let him attack, 
he could cover some ground in those first couple of steps. I, I saw a pretty good, pretty good pass rusher there. But yeah. I, I have the, the Perkins kid. I have the Perkins kid from you know. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, Perk. I think for me, Perkins and Rashad Weaver, Ronnie Perkins, OU, Rashad Weaver. Pitt. I think those are my two guys too. Yeah. If you if you were going to go with an edge guy, I think those guys work. Uh, if Odigi Zua is here to play the three, which is where he said he was most comfortable, would you still take a one technique where you've you still got some guys that we really like? Um, gosh, they could go a number of different ways. I still love Elijah Molden and Ifia Tumelafonwu. Yeah, I did too. Um, so you still got good players. I mean, I like the receivers that are left too. So the Dallas Cowboys are officially on the clock as the Panthers just selected Notre Dame tight end Tommy Tremble. Are we thinking edge? Are we thinking running back? Or not running back, running excuse back. me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I read running well. back. Get right? down here. Let's I, go. I was, running, I was reading running back here. Edge rusher, maybe a safety if you wanted to go that direction. Anything here? I I'm prepared to be disappointed. I I'm prepared for them to not draft Molden, which is what I would do. I would do that too. Um I I, I don't know. I just maybe Could you go with a guard here? Maybe I don't like his size. You always think that they would like at this point in time would maybe think about the tackle. I mean, yeah. McCarthy yeah. offensive, yeah, I mean, you mean? Yeah, go back. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. feeling either at this pick or at ninety nine they would take a tackle. Which one's your favorite that's left? Hudson or Hudson or Smith? Smith. Yeah. I, I mocked him Smith. I thought that Hudson would have been gone by now, to be honest with you. So, oh, here's Tommy Trimble. He just went. Yeah, uh, oh, Carolina sorry. read okay. that a okay. couple I'm seconds sorry. ago. Sorry no, about that. You're good. Notre Dame tight end Tommy Trimble. That's the fourth tight end taken now? Yes, fourth tight end taken. Brevin Jordan's still available. He, of course, had conversations with the Cowboys. That made some noise. Spencer Brown... Tylen Wallace, Anthony Schwartz are hanging around at receiver. Nico Collins. I'm literally just reading a list right now. I mean, this this is why I wanted to take, which I know they went ahead of time, but like I'm imagining a world where they drafted the corner at ten and Jabril Cox is still sitting way down here. You I guess, feel really good about I mean, drafting him. They wouldn't be picking right now in that situation, but you get my point. Uh, I just I love the linebacker. I love this linebacker class, particularly on day two. I would draft him if you hadn't already drafted Micah Parsons. I'm just not sure how you manage all those linebackers if that's what you were to do. And the pick is in, so that's good. That's good. They made their decisions, so that's fun. Michael Irvin showing off and, and working the crowd a little bit in Cleveland. Of course, the Cowboys picked so far at 12, Micah Parsons, linebacker. Corner Kelvin Joseph was the first pick of day two. He was at 44. And then we just talked to him. Osa Odigizua, defensive tackle out of UCLA, was the third pick of the draft. Second pick of the day. And, of course, they do have another one coming up in just a couple of picks. This is the pick that the Cowboys got for trading back from 10 to 12 to select Micah Parsons. With the 84th pick in the NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys on the clock. And they select... Defensive end Chauncey Golston out of Iowa. Dane, I mean, this is a power rusher, and he had a really, really good senior bowl. He is a really good player. And listen, the the testing numbers aren't great. He is not a big-time athlete, but he's instinctive. He's tough. He's strong inside, outside. He knows where the ball is going to be, and he meets the ball carrier there. He arrives with thump. 
Big fan of Chauncey Golston. Uh, I, I think I actually mocked him to the Cowboys in the fourth round. So, you know, I, he goes a little bit earlier than we thought, but no problem with drafting him here. He, he's an upgrade on this defensive line. Yeah, this guy, what's interesting about him is he's got the ability to be – times, though, he, it tends to come and go for him. There'll be some really good rushes, and then others where it appears he gets distracted. And I thought he had a really good first step off the ball, but quite can't finish the rush when he needed to on some of those snaps. But, I, you know, when he got tied up or gets chipped, uh, you know, it throws him off a little bit. But some of his best pass rushes when it came off the edge and, and used in the twist game, I understand what Dane saw in the player. When he could get a free rush to the quarterback, he does have a burst. He can get the guy to the ground, deliver a blow when he gets in position. He can be a hard guy to run the edge on, too. That ball gets to the outside. He is kind of stretching, stretching, stretching. I did say he has some Demarcus Lawrence to his game when it comes to playing the run because he's not going to let you get outside of him. But uh, he, he plays off some blocks pretty well, extending on his guy and then shedding to make the play. So uh, there's more to his game. But, you know, maybe every team, I said this, whatever team drafts him, we'll have to figure out how to make him more consistent as a player. I love him. Yeah, you were the you were the most excited about him. This, I think. this is my favorite pick uh, on day two for for this team. I just he's a really quality player. I mean, I, I just think like there are some guys that you, you look at the traits and you look at the testing numbers. And this guy, it just I don't know. I I thought he was a little more consistent than than Brian did, but he's just he's just a good football player. I don't know. I he, he sold me pretty pretty quickly on the Iowa tape, and then I thought the Senior Bowl he kind of backed it up. By the way, Amari Rogers just went to Green Bay with the 85th selection in I the figured, draft. I'm if they're gonna if they trade it up, I mean, eventually they were finally gonna do it, right? Gonna help somebody out in Green Bay. Finally, try to make your you know best quarterback ever. So happy. he quit. He's not playing anymore. That's a good point. <laughs> now let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're gonna continue breaking down Chauncey Golston, the pick out of Iowa. We'll hear from him in just a little bit as we continue rolling along. You're listening to the twenty twenty one NFL draft on one of five three the fan and DallasCowboys.com. Back here on the internet side. So Brian, do you like the pick? Yes or no? Thumbs up, thumbs down here for Chauncey. I have the fourth round. Uh, and, and I understand where Dane's going. I just don't see a consistent player there. I do see a good run player though. I see an occasional pass rusher, but I mean, he's needed to take a better advantage of his first step. That's just the tape that I saw. Jeff. Uh, I liked Golston. I, I thought, you know, I think he's not going to always win as a pass rusher just because I don't think that he's a, Agile rusher. He's like, limited. Yeah, he like is. he's not going to turn the corner on you and maybe not like a quick inside out. But, you know, he is. He's a power player that I think is going to be a steady run player. Like he's an NFL-ready dude. He, yeah. he, he's not going to make a Pro Bowl. Like, right. I, I got, he's not that type of high upside guy. Right. He's not going to be a double-digit sack guy. But I think that he could walk into a lot of NFL teams right now and be their third or fourth edge guy. And, you know, play snaps for you in NFL games and not hurt you. So for the Cowboys, I do think that they're not following necessarily the BPA thing anymore because no, now you doesn't start look like it. No, you start to look at what their draft looks like and it's now linebacker, corner, D tackle, edge. Like they're, they're spreading it out and trying to put a lot of new faces on this defense. And, I like going BPA as much as possible until it stops making sense. But the guys that they're picking that aren't my BPA, 
they are picking guys I like. <laughs> like you're, you're just reading a, a little of, bit further down. You're reading a lot of positive notes about him, and and I, I like Golston. I like Golston more than I like Odigizua. Here's the impression that I'm getting from what's happening here, which I mean it makes sense. The Cowboys have the offense to contend, and they're building a defense that cannot completely screw that up. Um, and sometimes that means like not taking the best player available, which. I like I don't have a big beef with any of these picks. There are other guys I would have taken, but it's almost like they're following a blueprint of like, you know, we said it, you know, they have Tank and they have Randy and there's not a lot else there. And I like the idea of drafting a ready-made power guy who's going to come in and do dirty work more than I like the idea of um a guy like this might sound crazy, but I would rather take this guy later than take a chance on Osai earlier. And like maybe he maybe he's amazing, maybe he's a bust. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's these are low risk picks. A lot of these, it's like maybe these guys are never stars, but they can come in. Odigizua can beef up two to three positions on your line. This guy can rotate in and do the dirty work. Uh, you know, Kelvin Joseph gives you a boundary corner. I just feel like they're trying to be a they're trying to build a defense that can be middle of the pack or better because that's probably it's, all you need. It's honestly like they're drafting for. To uh, drafting away from the the projections, they're just looking for straight floor for some yeah. of these guys because they're, the floor. I, I would agree with that. All four of the picks they've made, the floor is very high. Uh, now the ceiling may not be much higher. It feels to oh. me like they're trying to build a like they're trying to draft guys that can just come in right now and may and mm-hmm. I mean everybody what wants about guys Bradley that and I guys like that they picked Dorrance Armstrong two three years ago. You know. Are you really going to trust these guys to? I mean, I know it's a new defensive staff and all that, but when you, you know you're telling me about guys that I'm telling you guys too that oh they play the run well and oh he's got to work a little bit better on his pass he's not going to be a Pro Bowl player he's not going to be this or that and I understand we're in the third round I get it but you know you drafted guys like Bradley and I last year who didn't even see the field yep. you got you you Dortz Armstrong will make one play every third game. You know? I, I think Golson's a lot better than Anai and, and Dorrance, though. That my opinion. I don't think there's. I don't think there. Are, Bradley and I was all, was a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, wasn't he last year? Uh, no, he, he wasn't. He wasn't the, the year, but he, he was he, like a sack leader or something. Yeah, he was. Okay. A good, he was a good college player, but I don't. I mean, we didn't. You didn't grade him as a top 100 player, right? No. No. I mean, it's not like we expected him to be. This uh, this all world player. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't make more of an impact as a rookie. But I, I said this guy is very similar. You guys are we're all. I guess we're all okay with this, the Tank Lawrence playing the run, right? Is that what we're we're saying here? We're Tank. all we're okay with a guy just we're just going to play the run with this guy. Tank's good against the run. What are you talking about? No, but but does this guy does this guy rush? Can this guy rush the passer well enough for you to to make a difference? Golston? Yeah, probably not. No, that's not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that he's okay. necessarily going to give you. He's not going to give you nine to 12 sacks in a year. No, that, that's, that's not his strength. Well, I'll wait till we come back to radio, but that's kind of my point, Brian. Well, did you guys feel like there were better players on that board than this kid? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure of that. Thank you. The NFL Draft rolls on here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Bronis, Dane Brugler. We've got David Hellman here as well. Live from inside the star in Frisco, Wyatt Davis 
Uh, the guard from Ohio State goes to Minnesota here at 86. So we have seen a couple good players go off the board ever since the Cowboys selected edge rusher Chauncey Golston out of Iowa, who, by the way, we have secret audio from. Let's hear from Chauncey Golston in the moment he was drafted by the Cowboys. Hey, Chauncey, Jerry Jones with the Cowboys. Hey, hey. <laughs> what I'm calling you about is we just turned in your card. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna be a Dallas Cowboy. A Cowboy? I love I, that. That'd be great. That'd be great. Well, I tell you, I'm proud for you. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great place to be. You, you should, uh, you should be proud. You've worked hard, but I know your family's gonna be proud of you. But uh, we're excited that you're gonna be a Dallas Cowboy. That's the bottom line. Uh, thank you. Appreciate the call. Okay, Ooh. wait. Hey, hey, don't leave me. Hey, don't leave me. You gone? Hey, you that's still right. I'm not gone. I'm not gone. Okay, well, don't be gone. Don't be gone. But, <laughs> but uh, here's here's your head coach, Mike McCarthy. Okay, he wants to talk to uh-huh. you. Welcome to the Cowboys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Chauncey. Congratulations. Thank you. Hey, appreciate, appreciate the call. Oh, you bet. Hey, where are you right now? I'm I'm in Detroit right now. Okay, for my well. family. Awesome. Hey, enjoy this special moment with your family and friends, and I can't tell you how excited you, we are to make you part of this, this this great organization. This is a phenomenal opportunity for for you and for what's in front of you. Uh, I'm, I'm more than I'm more than excited, <laughs> more than ready to come in and work. All right, man. <laughs> okay. So that is the secret audio from Chauncey Golston as he was selected by the Cowboys, 84th overall. By the way, the next Cowboys pick. We are about 12 selections away as they are at 99 to conclude the day. And they are six picks from the end of the, uh, excuse me, today's drafting. So let's go ahead and take a BPA swing, you know? It's kind of where at I was 99, head. Let's that's... take us a BPA swing. Let Ronnie Perkins be around. And then to Brian's point, we'll oh. go try to find a guy that's a pass rusher. Let's Can try we finally, to find this one. Finally go on offense? I think so. Offensive line? It, can I take an early guess here what just to see? Just from rumblings I've heard, Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver out of Auburn. Hey, speed. I have heard Straight that name. speed boo. as well. Yeah. I'd rather pick a better player, but I get it. I mean. Watch it happen. I, that's just my guess. He, he's, see, like, that's one of those picks where I wouldn't be thrilled. Oh, that's a good pick by the Steelers. Kendrick yeah, Green. Kendrick Green. From Illinois. That's an athlete, that's dude. Very surprised. Very surprised Quinn Miners still on the board. Right? Yep. He sure is. That's very, very surprising. That would be, that would be pretty ironic if you know we're talking about the cowboys making these high floor picks ready-made guys and then cap it off with the fastest player in the draft who you don't have a role for right now special teams maybe i would love if what they did was they got to 99 and if some of these guys are still available like baron browning ronnie perkins like Give me a guy that's just like, go get the quarterback. So we do have Chauncey Golston on the line. Edge rusher out of Iowa, newest Dallas Cowboy. Chauncey, first off, congratulations. Just kind of explain what this moment is like for you. This is, oh my God, life-changing moment right here. I don't even know how to, it's kind of hard to put into words. Really, really, really just grateful. Really grateful, man. Hey, congrats, Chauncey. I we heard the secret audio of you talking to to Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy. It sounded like you almost hung up on Jerry. Were you just like trying to go, you know, party with your family? What? what, what no, I, I, it wasn't that I was about to hang up. It was just like I was I was lost for words. I'm like, I trained down there in Dallas, 
like uh, for my my pro day uh, training, and like I seen a lot of like uh, commercials with Jerry Jones on it, and just to like hear him on the phone, I was I was lost for words. So I wasn't about to hang up. I just didn't know what to say, honestly. Hey, Chauncey, we, we saw you down there at the Senior Bowl and getting some opportunities. Can you talk about that experience for you and, and how it, it helped you? You know, it, you're getting in front of those eyes, the scouts, the coaches, GMs, and stuff. Like, talk about your Senior Bowl experience and how it helped you there. Okay, so, like, I'm, this is how it went. So our very first day, like, of, of position meetings, I saw that there was, like, nine defensive ends and two defensive tackles, and I'm like, these are all really good players. I could fight for a few reps at end, or I can get maximal exposure at defensive tackles. So, you know, uh, I went in there, told my uh, D-line uh, coach at Iowa, Coach Kelvin Bell, that I'm going to be uh, taking a lot of reps at defensive tackle to uh, get in front of as many coaches as I possibly could. And, well, like, I guess it paid off right now. So. What was your uh, what was your contact like with the Cowboys? Did you know that this this possibility was out there? I didn't. I didn't know honestly, and I, I was I was just ready to give my all to whatever team drafted me. Where do you think your role is going to be in this defense here? Uh, if you had to guess, I don't know if you've had a chance to talk with your defensive coordinator yet, but just in, in your thought process and what you know about the Cowboys, where do you think you'll fit in? Um, I'm just trying to, pro- I'm trying to provide wherever I can, honestly, wherever I can, no matter inside, outside, wherever, wherever they need me, I'm th- I'm there for it. But damn it, Chauncey, you sound like a perfect teammate. I'm excited that you're a Cowboy. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, Chauncey, real, just just at a um, kind of a stab in the dirt. Did you go? To, you went to Cast Tech in Detroit, right? No, no, oh, no, oh, no, shit, no, no. No, oh, I got that wrong. I'm so sorry. No, but he went but, to East uh, English Village. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Lewis. That's why. That's actually why I brought it up. I knew Jordan went to Cass. I was wondering if you know him. That's yeah, all. nah, nah. He went. To, he went to Cass. I went to East English. Is there a rivalry between those two? Yeah, yeah. It used <laughs> to be. Used to be something like that. So, but do, you know, that's you, high school stuff. Do you know Jordan at all? I get that's the main reason I asked. I'm just wondering if. Uh, no, nah, we don't have we don't have a, a personal relationship. But I I know of him. You know. I, I try to keep up with any guy that makes it out of the city. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I have a feeling you'll be meeting him before too long. So uh, <laughs> welcome aboard, man. Glad to have you. Thank you. Pre- appreciate you taking some time with us, Chauncey. Go celebrate. Congratulations. We look forward to seeing you here in Frisco. <laughs> Thank you. There he goes. Chauncey Golston, newest Dallas Cowboy, edge rusher from Iowa. I like that, Jeff. I, I agree. I kind of felt the same way, got that same feeling. He just seems like a guy you would like being around. I mean, that would seem like a guy that would get the most out of the senior bowl, who walks in and immediately knows what it's about, where it's like, how can I get maximum exposure? How can I get the most reps? C- coaches, can I – I'll play over there. You want me to play over there? I, just, I, I don't know. Everything about talking to him, that makes me sound like you want 53 of them. And, you know, yeah. if you can find a bunch of dudes that are super talented and they're not going to be Chauncey Golston's, that's all right. We'll take some of those too. But the more dudes that think like that, I think the better off you are. I mean, find me a coach that doesn't like them. Uh, they, you, you talk to Kirk Ferentz, loves them. I mm-hmm. call him an absolute delight. That exact quote from from his Iowa coach. So I mean, he's just an easy player to like because of the football character. He's a team captain. He's just going to come in and do what is asked of him and exceed expectations. So uh, really, just a quality football player that I think the Cowboys could be very excited about on that defensive line.
By the way, the Texans just traded into pick number 89 as we are now 10 selections away from the Cowboys in what would be their final pick of the night. Dane, you talked about it earlier whenever the Cowboys were thinking about trading up. Brian, I think you mentioned it as well. But the Cowboys were looking at these three third-round picks and we're saying, hey, there's opportunity here to maybe move up, maybe make less than four picks today. However, it looks like they're going to make all all three selections here in this third round. It is, and uh, you know, I that, that's not a bad thing. You know, going with the uh, the quantity, uh, this team could use it, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I just, I'm I'm very interested to see where they go with this final pick. Uh, are they going to go on the offensive line? Could they go receiver? Uh, could they go safety? Uh, you know, where are they going to go with this final third round pick? It, it's going to be an interesting decision. They did what they wanted for these first two, and that's fine. Like, I don't really have a big problem with it. But give me, give me a guy. Give me my, give me my guy, Tyler Wallace. Who is it? Well, if I, if I could draw it up the way I want to, Tyler Wallace would be fun. If he's still hanging around, Elijah Molden, Molden yeah. would make me super happy. Okay, let's stick along that same line of conversation. But there are a lot of guys here that could make an immediate impact and are higher on our boards. Dane, what are your top guys on your big board right now? Uh, let me pull this up here. It's our Darius Washington time. Is it? It is not. It's our Darius is Washington time. Is it at 99? Time. You Bro, think so? Come on, guys. They won't Let me have it now. We're talking my, about 99. My top available here, Elijah Molden, uh, <laughs> Quinn Miners, uh, Ifyatu Melifonwu. Uh, What's happening with him? Why is he still available? Um, Nico Collins, wide receiver, Michigan, was the pick to Houston. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown, Kenneth Gainwell, Tuya Pelotu, USC. Those would be the top five available. I don't think Melifonwu should still be available. But again, sometimes you look at a guy and it's like that height plus weight, like the transitions aren't perfect. It doesn't necessarily look. You would expect most corners to be 20 pounds lighter than he is playing the position that he plays. So teams may just be struggling with that a little bit. But I I think he should have been gone by now. I agree. Just uh, maybe another case of he's a little bit of an outlier, Brian? Well, we might need to find out from the trainers and doctors around the league if something's physically wrong with him. Those, you know, that's yeah. what we learned about Coromora. You know, if the, this kid might have something we're dealing with. My guys, the best guys I got left. I got Molden, Cox, Melifonwu are the three, the top, my top three guys. And then I got Gainwell, the, the, the kid from Memphis. The just churn him out. Yeah. And I have him like as a third round guy. And, and then our USC defensive tackle. I'm surprised that uh, Dane mentioned this too. That Jordan, the tight end from Miami, hasn't gone yet either. Mm-hmm. As opposed, to, that's a that's a guy. that's a down the field player. So we'll see. Uh, that's the great thing about it. I mean, I again, it, it, it's kind of holding my board. It's it's holding how I thought it might hold, but there's still some guys that man that I have a little bit higher than maybe that some of these teams do, and I'm. You know, I'm, I'm wondering why they're still there. Are Darius Washington, Elijah Molden, Marvin Wilson, Baron Browning, uh, Melifon Wu? We're going to talk about a couple more of those players after we come back from our final break. We're heading into hour number four of our coverage here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Staying on the Internet side of things, I keep hearing Mar- Marvin Wilson, and I know – 
Dane wasn't super high on him. Brian, Jeff, you guys were high. Dave, I don't know, really know where you stand in terms of Marvin Wilson. I'm just – Jeff keeps saying, like, watch him from two years ago. I'm like, two years is an eternity in football. It's a long it scares time. scares the crap out of me. Edge rusher Patrick Jones to my or to Minnesota I know, at 90. I know he changed schemes. I just – Well, I just I, – I guess what throws me off is, like, Panay Sewell at 19 years old was kicking butt in college football, and then he sat down for a year, and everybody was like, top 10 pick. And Marvin Wilson stepped in as a freshman, dominated college football, did it again as a sophomore, and then as a junior was okay, and the NFL's like, eh. Life's not it's fair. It's like, huh. Life's not fair, man. He should have opted out. That's what he should have done. You might be right. You might be right. Instead of playing end on a three-man line with a torn meniscus, maybe you should have shut it down and got picked two rounds higher. Being selfish pays off sometimes. Guys who opted out aren't selfish. I want to be clear about right. that. I'm just joking. Dane, if how if you, he how, opted out, where would he be, though? Second round? Dane? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I graded him as kind of a yeah day two player, second, third round. Um. Uh, yeah. Is there off the field stuff? Like, is there coaching questions? Because I don't understand how a defensive tackle who in the NFL role he's going to have for two years in a row is is really good in college football and then just disappears off the map. Yeah, I think some of the coaches were not happy with how uh, you know he worked back from some of the injuries that he had, but nothing that would I, I think would take him off boards. At least that that I that I know of. We got the Browns making. Just go ahead and pick. Oh, Miles Garrett. What? That's oh, I thought you said he got selection. picked. I'm like, he's not eligible. That's a bad pick. Pick another one. You're, he's already it's a there. different named Miles Garrett. <laughs> he, like he looks like he's wearing padding. In yeah, his, but he's definitely in his not. sleeves. I'm surprised that Patrick Jones went before Rashad Weaver. Yeah, me too. On the same team. Yep. Hmm. I'm having a lot of I those like moments Patrick right Jones now. A lot though. <laughs> Tommy Tokyo is still out there, right? Yes. He is. Yes. Draft him. I don't care. I don't care that you just, just drafted it. two linemen. Yeah. It's Dave's guy versus Jeff's guy. It's Tommy Togi versus Ardarius Washington. And Marvin, I get two. Why? That's okay. Typically, <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> when we do this, like when we fixate on a guy, they're still there two hours into tomorrow. So Anthony Schwartz, my pick for the Cowboys oh, at 99, just a, went away. That's a fake oh, throw. Jar, oh, no. Darn it. Oh, no. Jolly. A bad receiver that runs fast. I hate that he's gone. Oh, I'm so sad that the Cowboys can't make that pick anymore. We're awful people. So do I get another guess? Yeah, heck yeah, you do. Right. And mine aren't even guesses. Minute. Mine are just hopes. And, you, <laughs> and if you guys know my track record, the guy that I want, the Cowboys pick in the sixth. So get ready tomorrow I was gonna for say, Marvin Wilson or Darius no, Washington in the sixth. That's why I said what I said, because Xavier Woods <laughs> and Anthony Brown set the standard. Yeah. I pick six-rounders for the Cowboys. I'm Thank just calling goodness. for them three rounds early. Anthony Schwartz, though. Dane, tell me about, the, I mean, 4-2-5-40, 4-2-5-20-yard shuttle. I mean, he, I mean, he's light, he's small, but my goodness, he's Special, quick. special speed. I mean, he's one of the fastest human beings in this country. Uh, it's flat out. Um, I, I think that you just worry about him as a football player. I mean, he had more rushing touchdowns in college than receiving touchdowns. As a wide receiver. Not ideal for a wide receiver. <laughs> So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to like. But, you know, how much of that is the Auburn offense? How much of that is just the lack of development? He is a speedy player who needs to develop as a wide receiver. And I am eager to see him outside of that Auburn offense just to see how he can develop. And this is a pick where the Browns don't need him to be an impact performer right now. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, uh, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, they, they've got their receivers set for this year. 
But the 2022 wide receiver depth chart, Beckham might not be on it. Jarvis Landry might not be on it. This is a pick for the 2022 season for the Browns, which is just kind of crazy that they're in this position where they can do that. They got a good roster. In they, they do, and then they, they can have roster. that luxury. Yeah, where they're they're planning forward. <laughs> so I don't even want to. I, I guess I can say this since it's it comes from our boss. But I just got a text that Nick Eatman said sources told him that they were going to select Anthony Schwartz at ninety nine. He absolutely was in consideration. Dang it! I was going to be right. That would have been fun. So Anthony Schwartz. To Monty Cleveland Rice. and Monty Rice to Tennessee brings us up to speed to number 93. As we are back on the radio side of things into our number four past the 10 o'clock hour central time here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Jeff Cavanaugh, the great Brian Broaddus, the great Dame Brugler, Mr. David Hellman. I'm Kyle Yeoman. Not Sorry, great. No, thank you, for leaving, great. thank you for leaving great off of that. I don't wow. deserve it. Well, I, if I was, I would have to change it up. I would have to say great around the table. All of you guys are great. I didn't know. I'm just Malcolm trying to get invited Coons to cross. I'm definitely not great. It's fine. It's okay. Hey, it's, uh, I might be very wrong on him. We'll see. Who's that? Malcolm Coots. No. The Buffalo Rush. Buffalo. Hmm. Brian so, already forgot who he was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was like trying to find Monty Rice here. Yeah, Monty Rice out of Georgia. What did you guys guys think about him? He was a little bit further down the list of linebackers, but still a good one. I tell you what, yeah. one of the most entertaining plays of the college football season. I'm trying to remember which burner wide receiver I was watching Monty Rice try to cover all the way down the field on a post route. <laughs> I think it was Waddle. It was either Waddle or Smith against Alabama. I think it was Devontae. Yeah, and I was like, what happened on our Georgia defense that this is Monty Rice's job? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he he was running though. He was moving. Um, wow, I did not realize he was over six foot three. Is that an accurate height, Dane? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I thought he was shorter than that. Apologies. But I thought he was. Or no, just... no, you are right. Yeah, I thought. He's six oh three. Oh, okay. So they had typo. I'm like, holy cow, he's a lot taller than the guy I thought I scouted. I was watching the wrong player. <laughs> but, uh, I just, I thought maybe fourth round and we're getting real close to the fourth round where there wasn't a lot about his game that really jumped out at me. But he was solid. And Dane, is there anything Monty Rice did that jumps off the tape to you? He he could get through trash. Yeah, he's a freight yeah. train. Yeah, he he's gonna he's gonna there's there's a couple of times where he got bounced around a little bit, but he could get through the trash and you know, he's kind of one of those he's really thick. Yeah. I mean he's a, a stout body type in that but they play in that rotating system. They got a lot of great players there at Georgia. And so he just, you know, he kind of comes in, he comes out. And but I, I was surprised he wasn't in on more tackles. You know, I mean, they, I think he has ability, but you just didn't always see him making every single tackle. I know we're watching highlights right now of him doing that. But I, I was, I, I was, I really respected his toughness. But I kind of thought there was more things that they could have probably done to him. But. I just didn't see the burst wide as I did straight ahead. When he wanted to go straight ahead, there was a burst. When he had to get to the outside, though, it's it was a little bit of an iffy thing for him. Yeah, and he's uh, coverage, eh. But uh, as a downhill player, as a banger, that that mentality, that, that's what he brings. Uh, so a little surprised he went off the board top 100, but yeah. he's a solid player. So what do you think here for the Cowboys at 99? I mean, Bills, Ravens, Bucks, Patriots, Chargers, Saints, Saints, Cowboys. St. Brown? <laughs> no, who do no, I have in the sixth that's round? Not, oh, that's not what he said. oh, he's saying they're making I bad picks. I think he said St. Brown. He's I was like, saying okay. they're 
making bad picks. Obviously, I don't. Obviously, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> my Stephen Jones invitation uh-huh. there. Uh, you know, I'm looking at my third round guys, and nobody wants to take them in the third round. So I, I mean, I just you'll wonder. find out on your way home that yeah. some of these guys. No, are I wonder about guys something. like Brown, uh, Browning and Cox and. Perkins and Gamewell and Carter. I mean, and Trey Smith, uh, Jordan. I'm what Tyler Wallace. I'm wondering about these guys. I really, really am. So, I know. wonder about Elijah Molden the most. I am, and Dan I'm said worried about him yeah. too. Yeah, Melifonwu, Melifonwu, yeah. Jamar Johnson, Rochelle from Quint Miners, Central Arkansas. Right. Central yeah, Ar- I mean, he's in this late third round, early fourth round range. Sure, I like him a lot. Yeah, I like Go- Rochelle. The guy, the, I guess, the only guys that I'm like really perplexed about and wondering are we going to hear something medical or are we just going to hear their names soon are Elijah Molden Ifyatimelefonwu yeah. and Ronnie Perkins the Oklahoma pass rush I'd throw Miners in there too okay. I mm. I mean I know D3 but he was so dominant at the senior bowl I just I thought he'd be off the board by now he was so impressive at the senior bowl this, I'm a little surprised by Jabril Cox as well yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's a little surprising that is get ready the Bills are maybe going to pick him here and Browning isn't picked either is he no that I, yeah, I guess that is a Browning. He's a physical freak, but this ah, the Spencer Brown tackle out of Iowa huh. or Northern Iowa, excuse me, for Buffalo here. Another tackle. Didn't they take one in the first? Maybe not. No, they uh, did. Defensive edge. edge. Thing, yeah. yeah. And Spencer Brown's interesting because he's uh, so raw. But you think of where he could be in two to three years, and it's really that a two to three year pick. He's not going to help you much this season. Uh, tight end, defensive lineman, eight-man football in high school. Uh, played pretty well at right tackle, but he's still learning. Uh, his frame, still understanding you know, how to sink, how to play with an anchor. Uh, the biomechanics of his body type, still, still trying to figure that out. So he needs a lot of coaching before he's ready for NFL snaps, but you know, here in the third round, you know, there's it's an upside pick. It's uh, this late in the third, especially six five and six six. I feel like are heights you'll see a lot at offensive tackle. How often do you see six eight? Not often. All right. Well, along with those That's testing numbers too, yeah. four nine two in the forty. Yeah, it's not just six eight, Jeff. He's six eight and a half. Well, he's six eight and a quarter, six, sir. Six oh eight two. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going by Senior Bowl. Oh, okay. So, All right. Well, they, their fine. rulers are broken. Are they? Yeah, they, they're using oh, yardsticks, and then they just flip it over, and then flip it over, and it's not exact. I've, I've been I think they're that. putting their heels together, <laughs> one next to the other. Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Been to that way in more times than I want to count. <laughs> it's oh, not. Gosh. Whoever's measuring the arms <laughs> messed that up a bunch this summer, <laughs> spring. Excuse me. That would be great if it's just. Oh, a coach. Look, is that a bounce house? No, they oh, don't have a no, bounce house. Look, hey, there was a tailgating canopy. You know the kind that you look put at the out? the guys, like the grounds crew guys sitting up here no. like they're waiting to go into a game. What you know the little... <laughs> what is going on over there? You know the little tents that they that you get for like tailgating in the parking yeah, lot? Yeah, yeah. There was one in the end zone. If there's one of those in the end zone, I don't, I'm not interested. Yeah, it's right there. It was right there in the corner. I'm not interested. This is not normally when we lose it on the yeah. draft broadcast, but I think Brian's lost it and it's getting <laughs> contagious. No. So we're going to have problems. I haven't lost it. I just Golston's a good player. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, he is. He's a, he's a fine player. He sounds. Like what about Odigizuwa though? I'm just saying. No, that, that was the one that we liked the most. Don't, don't, don't oh, I thought like Golston was the one. We I liked like Golston better than Odigizuwa. Everybody. Okay. There was there was a I, much I am happier it personally reaction right now. I am taking it personally because I, I see. 
you, you guys know there, there are better players on that board right now, right? When he was taken? You sure. knew that, right? No. Yes. Well, yeah, we yeah, all yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That I just was, want to make sure that I'm not the only fool in here. That was the point I was trying to make when we were on the internet and yeah. not just the radio is – it it seems like they're going for high floor guys yeah. so that they can yeah. contribute as quickly as possible. Which I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but that's what they're doing. And is it the wrong thing to do? Maybe it, I think it. I don't know. It depends. My whole <laughs> depends on the players turn out. Yeah, and you absolutely are. And I don't think there's a way to answer it. But the point is, the offense is going to carry this thing to yeah. where you want to go. Yeah, and they're just. It seems like they're just trying to fill the defense with guys that can play right now. And yeah. Stephen Jones alluded to that the other day. He was like, we need ch- cheap players who can play. Like, we we signed all of our big contracts. That doesn't mean you can't necessarily draft good players. Though. I'm aware. That's And that's what makes it interesting. Why you say that to Osa and Golston's face? Sir? I'm not I, saying they're I, bad I'd players. I'm just admit, saying I would be happy to admit where the board how wrong is. I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I hope they turn into be really good players. It is. It, I mean, and that's that's part of the draft is ceiling versus floor. Like I would have absolutely all day every day taken Oklahoma's rusher Ronnie Perkins over Golston or Odigizuwa because I think you've got better tools and traits there for a pass rusher. Yeah. But then he, as an undersized edge guy, didn't test as a great athlete, and so it's like you go back and forth on all these different things. And just figure out which one to pick. I'm glad the guys that weren't at the top of my board that they picked were players I like. <laughs> Cause that's fair. At least they have positive notes. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's a player. They gave you a Kavanaugh guy with Kelvin Joseph. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. And they're going to give me another one. We're going to get Marvin or our Darius at one point, <laughs> probably tomorrow. Probably sixth in round, the sixth round. Seventh there you go. been Cleveland. They made that yet? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. giant. Yeah, he, this guy's a mauler. I mean, he was a lot. He was actually kind of fun to watch just beat people up. Going to Baltimore, by the of way. Of course he's going to Baltimore. <laughs> it's one of those guys. You just look players, at players, yeah. Can- Is Kansas City next? Who's the next best player on the board? Let's take him. Uh, Kansas City's is. a little bit further down. Okay. Should we take an early break here to beat the Cowboys pick at 99? It's oh. probably a good idea. we got to wait till 16 to take it. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. Stepping aside, you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. So the Buccaneers now on the clock at 95 after the Ravens took Ben Cleveland out of Georgia. Brian, you really like Ben Cleveland. Dane, how do you feel about it? I, I do like him. I mean, he has such a uh, you know impressive body type. Uh, just how I mean, he's 340 I mean, large. 340 pounds, yeah. and he's not overweight at all. Doesn't like, look bad it just at all. Really, really impressive. They call him Big Country for a reason. Uh, I, I, he, I think he's a guard only. I don't think he gives you much versatility there. Um, and you know, I, I think there some there have been some you know questions about does he love fishing more in football that type of thing. There we go. There, you go. there we go. Uh, but besides that, I mean, he is a he's a really quality player who you know. Uh-huh. You look at the the Ravens and their offensive line; they could use some help at left guard, uh, and I think he's going to give it to them. I mean, if you're asking him, and I love it in Baltimore because in Baltimore it's like pass protect and tee off in the run game, right? Mm. Like that works for him. He, he, if you're not asking him to do a lot of uh, pulling and things that are going to require athleticism, you're just like, "Hey, big country, go yeah. be big country." That works. Hulk, go smash. Mm-hmm. So, except when we don't want to smash, try to keep it under control with your emotions, Hulk. 
Robert Hainsey out of Notre Dame, the offensive tackle, goes to Tampa Bay. Dane, I want a big board check here with the Cowboys coming up. I know best player available hasn't been the pick so far, right. but they're four Probably selections away. It, <laughs> Brian Sanders. Brian's not, done. He's, <laughs> no, he's done. I'm, I'm gonna. I I hate. Oh, I hate to say this phrase. Oh, go I, for it. I kind of agree with Brian, just in the sense of like I'm not as mad about it as Brian is. But I feel completely lost. Like I don't know what to expect. I don't know what they're going to do. I, we got. I mean, they're doing whatever have, the hell they want to do. We still have some offensive linemen out here that could be quality players. James Hudson, Deontay Smith. Uh, those are certainly possibilities there. Uh, it's okay. Let's look at my top ten uh, available. Elijah Molden. Something's wrong there. Either that, or they don't want a short guy. Quinn Miners. Yeah, but the whole league doesn't want a short guy? I guess that's the case. I, I, maybe there's something medical there. We'll figure that out. Ifyatu Melifonwu, Amon Ross St. Brown, Kenneth Gainwell, Marlon Tuipolopo. I didn't say that right at all. Deontay Brown, uh, Brevin Jordan, Ronnie Perkins, Jabril Cox. Those are my 10 best available at this point. I Pretty safe to say they're not going Perkins just with, you know, I mean, maybe they could and load up on defensive line, but I doubt it. Uh <sighs> Just keep coming back to offensive line. You know, get better, add depth. That's what you do when you have three third round picks, right? Hudson Smith. I like Stone Fort, Forsyth, Forsyth a lot. I like Trey Smith. More, uh, more, Jalen Moore. I mean, yeah, I like can, more. I mean, I, I don't know about the rest of you guys. I, I watched those guys play. Some guys play offensive tackle last year. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you what, know who. Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I'm like, who? What? Right. Huh? What are we doing there? That, and that's exactly why you, you know, draft and develop. You, yeah. you add depth pieces that you can at least count on in the case that you do need them out there. What's going on with Amonra St. Brown? If we're going to look at a wide receiver here, he's the top one on my board. But is and it because Tyler of Wallace? The, both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's true. I didn't even look at Wallace. Tyler, is, Wallace. I think the knee. I think that's the issue there. A nagging knee issue. Yeah. I think you're in the range for St. Brown. I think watching him this past year playing outside, I think that's actually kind of discouraging maybe to some NFL teams. But when you watch him play the slot, you go, yep, that's where he goes. Um, so if St. Brown is good health-wise, I would imagine he won't be too far away. He, he's kind of the Chauncey Golston on offense. Like There's nothing special about him. He just kind of does his job, and it's pretty solid. Entering the final couple picks of day two of the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan at DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus. We've got Dane Brugler and David Hellman with you. Glad you're with us. And the Patriots are on the clock at the moment following the Patriots. So it'll go Chargers, Saints, Cowboys as the Cowboys will make their fifth selection of the NFL draft. We'll run down what they've got already. Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. Kelvin Joseph, the corner out of Kentucky, followed by Osa Odigizua, defensive tackle from UCLA, and Chauncey Golston Edge from Iowa. Jeff, biggest need for the Cowboys heading into this pick is... Golly, um, I like what everybody's saying about the offensive line. But I, I just, Do you want a guard or a tackle? Though? Well, I wonder how the staff feels about those guys like Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight, and you brought in a swing tackle from Washington. So like, I actually think you, you can survive if you don't do anything on the offensive line if it's not the best player available. Uh, so it makes sense to pick one, 
But you're already going to have one of the Connors as a backup guard, and you do have Steele, Knight, and give me the name of the swing tackle that they signed. Oh, uh, Ty Nisecki. Yeah, like you got guys. I know it was really ugly last year when you lost everybody. Um, so I just I wonder, do they view that as a spot where you would where you don't believe that Steele or Knight has developed or is developing the way that you want, and you do want to go that direction? Like I don't think they need a guard. When you've got Zach Martin, one of the Connors starting, and one of the Connors backing up, although Mike Mc- like Mike McCarthy said that he thought that they would draft a lineman during this draft, and I mean the question was about interior line, so yeah. that obviously that doesn't mean they will, but something to consider. Patriots are making their selection at the moment. New England, of course, with a couple of Alabama products early on with. Uh, Mac Jones, who did they take in the second round? Barmore. Barmore, that was the other Alabama product. So they've had a pretty solid draft so far. Do you they, think the Cowboys took two big swings in the first two rounds, and they were like, man, these are high upside. If this hits, we're going to be in such good shape. And then yeah. they got to the third, and they were like, guys, Kinda feels can we like scale it. it back a little bit, get a little safe here? Literally. Yeah, that's uh, the impression no! that I've got. Another really good player. Ronnie Perkins, edge rusher out of Oklahoma, goes off the board at 96. That's a real pin throw for Jeff Cavanaugh. Yeah, one of my favorite plays of watching tape, and I don't want to pretend that like he dominated him all day, but one of my favorite plays is Tevin Jenkins, the Oklahoma State right tackle, <laughs> who just bullies everybody, and he got long-armed and just thrown by Ronnie Perkins. So he's interesting because on tape, I, I, I guess I thought he would have tested a little better than he did athletically. So he's not a really a full-size edge. And the athletic testing is going to tell you that he's not a great change of direction guy, and he's a four seven forty, but it works on the field. I mean, he affects the pocket. He makes plays in the backfield. Uh, I like Ronnie Perkins a lot. And I, do you think the athletic testing moved him down at all, Brian or Dane, or do you think this is where he was going to go? I think there's some questions about him character-wise. His six game suspension. Yeah, he had a six game suspension. That's part of it. And we think that's for marijuana. Mm. So, marijuana, I'd like to go on record that marijuana is not a character concern. Well, that's, but that's what Oklahoma thought it was. Yeah. So, uh, you know, coaches swear by this guy. They they say he loves football. I was talking to people about him. I mean, he, he does everything to try and get ready to play. He does come off the ball in a hurry. I mean, there's some impressive first step quickness. I thought he might have been a little stiff. But that wasn't the case. The more I watched him, though, you see him bend. You see him get around the edge. Uh, he could put the blocker to bad position with his rush. He could work uh, under, around blocks. He's going to dip. He's going to get low. It's impressive the way he's able to chase the ball. He'll track it down in a hurry. I, I really, I think there's a lot of, of things that, that are very positive about him. It, you know, I thought he could be a fit for a 4-3 or 3-4. Somebody's going to play him at defensive end. Somebody's going to play him at outside linebacker. He went to a team that's going to play him both at a 3-4 and a 4-3. At New England, so get ready for that. Yeah, you can play everywhere in New England. Get ready for that. Trey McKitty from Georgia goes off the board. By the way, uh, Uh Oklahoma, Ronnie Perkins, how long has it been since we've seen an Oklahoma player last until the 96th overall pick? Wow, he was the first Sooner? First Sooner off the board. that is Oh, Creed. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind, I forgot about Creed. Jeez, Kyle. That's on me, I'm sorry. Kyle, Kyle, I was trying to talk bad about the Sooners. That's on me. This is why you don't get invited to the crawfish. Oh, I'm sorry. It's been a... I thought that that was a Louisiana thing, but that's okay. Rough rough few days for the Big 12. Yeah, got shut out of the great. first round, and they've got a few guys today. So, 
What do you think about Trey McKitty? By the way, the Broncos are on the clock now after a trade with the Saints earlier in the draft at 98. Then it's the Cowboys on the clock at 99. This guy's a transfer from a grad transfer from Florida State, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I thought his best film was at Florida State. Than it was at Georgia. He, he was barely he was underutilized both spots. Yeah, you know he he he's a a good player who was not really allowed to show it very often. I surprised he's drafted here ahead of Brevin Jordan and some some other tight ends. But he's a good player who uh, I think could be a better pro than college player because it's it's based on you know his opportunities and he's a good blocker, uh, a competent pass catcher. A little surprise he's going this early, but uh, a solid player. He had a nice one-handed catch in the Senior Bowl drills. Yes, I did. saw. I remember watching that. But yeah, this is about ten feet from me. Yeah, this, this guy. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the best route runner, but he could. He could make it play up the seam or when the throws when they throw him a screen. They had some like delayed screens and stuff like that. That I thought he was pretty good at. But he can make some moves in the open field to gain some positive yards uh, for a guy his size. Stephen Jones, I think they they've made their pick. Stephen Jones has pick. a stogie ready. Stephen Jones is like, good job, everybody. We're done for the night. How we much do you think that Stogie cost? More over under forty bucks. I think it's you under. Think it's big time. Oh, I, I, you yeah, don't we, think it's just a run of the mill? We were like thirty time? when I was in, but that was, a night, that was in two thousand five. It was like thirty bucks. We yeah, were see, bucks you get a decent cigar. You, you get the you save the really good ones for Saturday night, yeah, right? Yeah, Saturday night nights. Yeah, I. At Val- oh man, at Valley Ranch, back when it was a little more tightly together on Saturday night, you could smell the cigar smoke yeah. coming from the war room like a yeah. hundred feet away. So the Broncos selection just around the corner here at ninety-eight. The, the Cowboys will officially—I guess they're already officially on the clock—and they've already officially made yeah. their selection. It's, as we're you into see, the Mike time of the draft where what's actually happening. We're is way about behind. Fifteen minutes ahead of yeah, us. We're yeah, we're way behind. So Quinn Miners. Oh, there you go, Dane. Oh, time. There you go, Dane. Goes at ninety-eight. That's a good player. Uh, I mean, it's such a unique situation because uh, you know, based off the two thousand nineteen film, looked like a late rounder, but then he. You know, has a season taken out from under him. He spends the year working with trainers, working with uh, you know different coaches to get him in game ready shape. Goes to the Senior Bowl and just dominates. Uh, a little surprised he lasted this long, but that's to the Broncos' advantage. They get a really good player. So now the Cowboys on the clock. Brian, what are you thinking here? I don't know. <laughs> no, seriously. We're all this kind of great no, I, 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 you know, I'm glad. I'm sad you asked me that question. I'm sorry. No, because no, seriously, I, I don't know. I really don't. And I, I want to believe that. that How about Jamar that, Johnson? I, I can name I, I like can that. name about ten guys right now. I'd love for them to take, and it won't be one and of it those. won't be one of them. I just yeah. know you're right. Yeah, and that and it, it's been I, that kind of week. I don't know if you guys sound like you're just. I'm distressed. I'm kind of there too, actually. Uh, I, wow. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just, I, we'll do. We got yeah, this. Yeah. No, no, yeah. it's 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 to me. I just maybe it's me because I'm frustrated with myself about where the players they've taken where I had them. You know, when if the last two guys I've had, both guys have been in the fourth round. They were third round players. So I'm frustrated with myself for think not, you've lost it. No, see, I, I don't know, even. I guess I, I don't even care about that. I get like I don't care about my opinion of the players. I just want to know what they're going to do. And to go back to Dane's point, it's all about the breadcrumbs, man. And clearly, we don't have enough of them because everything they've done since they, t- I, I knew I was dialed in on Kelvin Joseph, and everything that's happened since then is a, a mystery. It doesn't follow anything that I was expecting. Nothing at all. And I would have never guessed Kelvin Joseph in a million years. After the at Mike, what point? After the Micah Parsons pick, 
Okay. I would have never guessed that you would have a guy where they where people had questions about off the field that they would take it. Yeah. But they said that dude can cover. We're going to take that dude. I think they really said we need a freaking cornerback and we got to do what we got to do. And and that dude can cover. Well, yeah, that's, he's, he's <laughs> that, that's part of it, too. Yeah. And so now when you get to this pick, it's like, all right, so they went big swing, big swing, bunt, bunt. <laughs> and now what do you do? Um, uh, I need to hear your analogy for whatever this pick is. Okay. Well, it yeah. depends who it is. Yeah. And I don't want spoilers. People We're not are, spoiling. People keep trying to text me picks three yep. minutes before it happens, and I don't want to know. I want to see the pick. And we'll react. Well, we are going to react to it because they're walking up to the stand right now. The final pick of day two of the NFL draft for the Dallas Cowboys at 99. The Cowboys will select. Please tell me I heard of him. Please tell me I heard of him. That's all I ask. Cornerback Nashawn Wright out of Oregon State. Never heard of him. Come on, Dane. Wow. So Dane is stumped. That's a non-combine invite, by the way. Transfer from Laney College in the City College of Frisco, older brother of Last Chance U-Star Rajon Wright. This guy is really unique. I mean, uh, you don't see many 6'4 corners. That's what he oh, is. No. Uh, he's 6'4". No we trying six, to two. we trying to find our Brandon Browner here. Is that what's happening? That, basically, yeah. Okay, that, that's what he is. Uh, Can he be Brandon Browner? Because if he is, I'm on board. I, he's he's, not, he's intriguing. Uh, he didn't. I mean, the testing numbers were just okay, weren't great, uh, but it's just funny watching him out there because he literally towers over receivers. And it's just a weird sight uh, to see him out there because he's so tall. But he, he's very light-footed with how he moves. Uh, obviously, the length is outstanding and helps him be disruptive. Uh, five interceptions the last two years. Uh, so he was my 38th-ranked corner. Uh, I, I did not have a big grade on him. 38th-ranked corner? Yeah, yep. I—, I you know, Tee off, Brian. Let him have it. Uh, <laughs> this I, one's I, fine. Dane, I, I did 190 players this year. I did not do this player. Uh, okay, let me let me read you the uh, the my final three sentences from his report. Wright is not a quick twitch mover, but he stays light on his feet to slide open and run downfield with receivers. He's still relatively new to the cornerback position. He's a former receiver, and it shows at times as he struggles to stay square or ahead of receivers. Overall, Wright is a long and lanky athlete who is still developing his instincts and technique, but his length and ball skills are interesting foundational traits for a classic press man corner prospect. And what grade did you have on him? What what round did you have on him? Because uh, I, I studied, seventh. I mean, I, I yeah, thought he was a late yeah, round yeah. type of yeah. Because I tried to study every draftable player you had. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, that's so. I mean, if we're if we're just peeling the curtain back, I'll watch the guy tonight when I get home. I can't <laughs> kill him. Too. I, hey, look, I can't kill the pick or the guy because I never heard of him. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I gotta watch him I mean, first. Like, Benjamin St. Juice, uh, that's the, the type of guy, you know. It's, Long, lanky, uh, light athlete. Yeah, but you had St. Juice just like player, like out of your 300, you had him at like one, yeah, 131, 132. They just right. showed a highlight of him chasing a slant and he tried to tackle the guy and fell off the tackle and someone else tackled him yeah. and that was a highlight. <laughs> I just want you to know. I just, <laughs> Dane, Dane will always be modest, but, and, and Dane, Dane's not always going to be right, but he's, his track record speaks for itself. It absolutely does. So, look, if this guy turns out to be a good player, I'll be very wrong because I got a seventh round grade on him. But uh, I, I did, I, I did not like dislike him. You know, watching him play, I just, I think he's a raw player. 
uh, that's going to take some time. So, uh, you know, if you're looking for a guy that's going to help you right now, I don't think this guy is it. But when we look back at this pick in three years, could absolutely end up being a, a steal because I, I think there are foundational traits there that you can develop. Uh, I, but this is a surprise to see him so, as a top 100 pick. I, I admire every ounce of what you just told me because that took a lot for you to make me feel a little bit better. But you also didn't like him enough to put him ahead of 37 other corners in this draft. I just wanted to let you know that point. And, and, that, and that's Graham, very true. That doesn't mean that uh, – Amber this, Thomas, Wade – you know. Yeah. Hey, it's interesting. Um, I heard a suggestion that this name could be called, and full, always full disclosure. I'm nothing if not honest. I don't watch 600 players, so the first thing I did flipped open my book, went down the, and I just got sadder and sadder the longer down the <laughs> list I went. Which I, I will, he might I will be, be a great more player, than glad but. to admit I'm wrong because I've made a career being wrong. But I, th- th- now, now I'm to the point where I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Is this no, Ryan's getting red? All right, and no, I, I'm okay. I'm I not. Really am. I'm look, okay. He, he led the team in interceptions both years. Uh, I mean, there are things to like about him. Um, but again, it's just it's a it's an upside pick. It's a guy that you're looking at the raw traits and you're saying, okay, what can we mold this kid into? Uh, a former wide receiver who you know just again rare to have a six four guy that can have the light feet and move <laughs> like he can. Um, uh, he he's he bounced around a couple different colleges before he arrived at Oregon State. He, he's just really interesting. I, that that's the best way I can kind of describe. Him. By the way, the pick after the and Cowboys took Nashawn Wright, Elijah Molden goes off the board to Tennessee. Of course he did at one hundred. Which that one kind of hurts. Is it do, is it fair to say this is this has got to just be doing your either your defensive coordinator right. or your DBs coach a solid right, right. He, like. It, it it reminds me of Kavanaugh, honestly. Kavanaugh's like, Ardarius Washington, I don't care how tall he is. Get him on my damn team. And I'm just imagining. We do have Nashawn Wright oh, nice. on the phone as he is the newest pick and the newest Dallas Cowboy. Nashawn, first off, congratulations. Welcome to the Dallas Cowboys. What's going through your mind right now? So, uh, I don't even know. I can't feel my legs right now. Uh, this happened, I, I'm more than happy. Uh, my dad's family is originally from Texas. I lost my dad, so just being able to go to Texas, like, it's amazing. Congratulations, man. So I, I'm, I'm curious. You know, we we do this months on end, and no disrespect to you, but you definitely weren't very much on our radar. I'm just curious if you've had a connection with the Cowboys, who you've been talking to here, um, just what this process has been like for you as it pertains to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, I, I got a chance to speak with um, the defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, and um, the defensive back coach, Al. Um, and the talks were, I mean, they were great talks. Uh, we uh, kind of just connected just to see the type of person I was. And and I uh, didn't really get to talk too much football, but, uh Yeah. Where uh, where are you at right now? You talk about your family being a part of this uh, or being down from Texas, rather. What, what's the scene like and what's the celebration like for you guys? Uh, right now, it's not even all my family, but the family that I do have here going crazy. We're home at my mom's house. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. The atmosphere, like, on, we're just, just going crazy right now. They're dancing. I have to actually get away. I have to walk down the street. <laughs> That's great. Which and you know you mentioned Dan Quinn. That when we heard your name called, 
you know, what I think about with Dan Quinn is these, you know, these tall cornerbacks. And obviously, you you fit that bill really well. What? What um just in general, what is it about your game that that you think appealed to the Cowboys, and what do you think you bring to this team uh, stepping in here? Well, yeah, so uh, just I mean I'm six four, so it's rare. Uh, I'm an anomaly, so uh, just being able to get my hands on at the line of scrimmage, uh, and of course, I mean we we know where Dan Quinn comes from, we know what type of defenses he likes, so. Uh, I just feel like I I just fit perfectly in that system, so uh, just a blessing to end up um, under Coach Dan Quinn and uh, the Dallas Cowboys. We're talking to Deshaun Wright, newest draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. Deshaun, you talk about fitting into that system. What kind of system did you specifically run during your time at Oregon State, and how do you think that will translate to the pros? Uh, we ran like a, a multi-scheme defense. We ran anywhere from zero to six. So, um, just my, my versatility, uh, is definitely going to help me. Being able, I played a lot of man coverage at Oregon State. So, uh, I mean, I can do it all. So, uh, I feel like I fit anywhere, but Dallas is just the perfect fit. <laughs> Nishan, right? I've been talking. Go for it. Continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut uh, you off there. Yeah, I, I, like, for some reason, I had a gut feeling that I was going to get that call from Dallas. And, it, it, it happened. Uh, I just, I don't know. It just felt right. The situation felt right. Uh, the, coach, the talk I had with Coach Quinn was was great. So it just felt right. When did you have that conversation with Coach Quinn? Uh, immediately after my pro day. Uh, uh, talked to him maybe for about fifteen twenty minutes. Uh, we just kind of connected on a personal level. Uh, he talked about football just a little bit, but more so just the type of kid I was. Well, Nashawn, congratulations on the afternoon and into the evening here. We are excited to have you as a part of the Cowboys, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Hey, welcome back to Texas, man. Congrats. Yeah, absolutely. Nashawn Wright, newest draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys, selected at 99 overall in the third round here on day two. couple of updates following the right pick. Melifanwu, cornerback from Syracuse, goes at 101 to the Lions. And at 102, corner Ambry Thomas from Michigan goes. So corner, 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 or 99 through 102 here for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, after hearing from that sweet young man, I hope that he has a wonderful career. But my guess is history will not look back fondly on being picked right before Elijah Molden, Melifanwu, and Ambry Thomas. the The beauty of the draft, right? We never know. Well, what happens is you start to see the run, and people, yeah. you know, they're going to sleep on their board tonight, and they're going to look at all those, you know, the the teams at the end here in the compensatory. Yeah, you could trade these picks, but you could also you're in a situation where when you when you go to bed tonight, you're going to look up there and you're going to say, okay, at least we don't have to take care of this, this, this. Guys are knocking out their players right now, and they're going to be ready tomorrow when this thing uh, kicks off and and have a a, a good run at it. And I, I feel like some teams. I especially love the last three picks as we get to this point. Molden, Melifamu, and Thomas. Huge fan of all three of those players. Look, look, I I know a lot of people read my draft guide and will base their opinions on players based off of what I write. And so I hope people will go... Go check out tape of this guy. Go, go find highlights. I am go, tonight. Yeah, go, go. I hope people go look at him because, you know, I, yes, I had a, a later round grade on him, but you know what? I've been wrong before. It could be wrong again. Hopefully, I want, I want people to form their own opinions and not That's go strictly based on my evaluation. That, and, you know, 
it maybe maybe I'm soft. I don't know. Like I, I'm not. I don't want to kill. And not so much. I don't care about hurting the front office's feelings, but like the player, like right. it's not his fault. Not his fault at all. No, he's, he's, happy, he's happy. He got drafted. And I don't blame him. The thing with that too is, I wow. I um, I feel like I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, there. No, I'm back. I got it back. The point is, is like so many people. And Dane, it's not your fault either. But people are going to open just like I did. I right. opened your book. Scrolled way down on the list and thought, "Oh no, if this is not great." But yeah, I mean, you're not infallible, and so oh, not at all. Yeah, not so all. you know, I, at the very least, I owe it to this guy to go sit down and watch a game or two that, and exactly. see what I think. And I hope a lot of people take that same attitude. And I, I do think that I mean, he said something very smart, and that he could have went to a lot of places, but he went here in the scheme. I think fits really well with Mm -hmm. you know you think of pete carroll and everything they had in seattle and you mentioned browner that's a good example uh just that the height the length uh you know ability to fit that scheme if he's going to succeed this is the scheme to do it so uh him outplaying where i graded him would not be a huge surprise Let's go ahead and take a break here. We have got just about three more picks left here in day two. Looking ahead to day three, we're going to hear some secret audio on the other side of the break. When we return, you're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. So there's a lot to unpack here, to say the least. (laughs) I think of day two. I mean, I don't. I'm so, I'm not trying to cut you off, Kyle. Yeah, go for it. Uh, you, Jeffrey, and this, again, Kyle, not disrespecting you, but you three that I've done this with for a long time. How have you ever felt this just thrown for a loop by what they did on a particular day? I kind of thought I had an idea what Rod Marinelli had going. You know, yep. when, when defensive coordinator gets involved, we're not comes... always going to be happy about no, what they not. do, but we typically see it coming or try to yeah. have a good idea of yeah. what's going yeah. to happen. But again, the lack of breadcrumbs, you know, we keep coming back to that. That's we don't point. have a 30 list to, to you know, pour over. We don't have the list of who they met at the combine. Uh, there, there's so many pieces to the usual puzzle of the process that we just don't have this year. So it's, uh, you know, a guy like Wright, uh, you know, while that's a name that, I mean, Jeff, you said you'd never heard that name, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I'm sure a lot of fans, the same thing. In a normal year, we probably would have heard, uh, you know, more fans would have heard that name before because he might have been a 30 visit or a private workout guy. It's a really good point. Ernest, Ernest Jones, the linebacker from South Carolina, is going to the Rams, and I have heard of him, and I like him. And Solid. that's the tough part. Like, it's not going to be like it's it's easy to just go, oh, I've never heard of him. He must be terrible. Uh, and then see the names of all of these guys that I do like that are going off the board. And it's like, well, this isn't going to end well, but tonight I will go home and I will watch him. There's no question. We will see. Oh, might we're gonna, that until... might be the top topic tomorrow to start the oh, show. That's fair. Is probably what did we see from what we saw from – I already forgot his Oh, name. no, Deshaun oh. Rice. <laughs> Come Ryan. on, Kyle. <laughs> I didn't have it up in front of me. I'm sorry. Oh, oh wow. This is – I mean, it is. It's interesting. I, I don't think any of us are upset with the, the way that the first two picks turned out. With the situation that was at hand – Micah Parsons, they did an okay job of, of trading back and taking probably the best player available at that point on their board. I, I mean, of course, we probably would have done something different with, with, with Rashawn Slater, with somebody else there. However, we kind of, like Dave said, expected that pick to happen, right? 
whenever the situation came at hand, we said, okay, they're going to trade back and probably take Parsons here. Uh, I was hoping for Rashawn Slater. So were we but, all. Yeah, but I, I thought that with the trade down and getting the best linebacker in the draft, it was like, okay, this can work. Let's see what the trade down nets you. And the trade down netted number 84, and number 84 was Chauncey Golston. So I don't mind getting Chauncey Golston for free yeah. for moving down two spots and probably picking the same guy they were going to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but Odigizua obviously was not the top D tackle I had. Wright was not the top corner that I had. So some of their picks I'll look at at the moment and go, really? And we'll see if that opinion on Wright changes overnight. I'm just I'm laughing because like before they drafted right we you know I'm trying to be all smart and figure out what they're doing like well they're drafting high floor guys they need guys that can go right now <laughs> oh no and then that that I mean we'll we'll see if he's we'll see if he's better but based on what we know about him like that's that's a gamble sure as hell feels oh, yeah. like I one. will say I think that. For me, the biggest mistake they will have made in this draft is going Odigizua at 75, and then another guy who I think is a scheme fit here that's a really good player, and Paul Sinadibo went to pick after. Yeah. You could have had him at 75, mm-hmm. and I would be feeling a lot differently a lot about better. this draft. Well, yeah. you probably could have got Odigizua with the next pick, and then right. Golston with his pick after that. Yeah. It's... You might have been able to just keep following it. Right. Yeah. And then taken right in the seventh. <laughs> I don't know that. I haven't seen him. We're just going off of Dane. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Dane is a real jerk to these I guys. Am. You know? I, I do. I feel bad. Who else, who, el- who else even does as many prospects as Dane? Nobody. That, Nobody. Well, no maybe way. NFL teams? Nobody. Maybe? There might... There might not be another. I mean, like I'm sure you're, there's not somebody that's going to do a mock draft for next year after this thing, and then start two weeks later on tape. No, I get, and I. My only point was like Dane might be the only outside, only member of the media who has a report on this guy. I, like I don't know, you know, or the I Daniel... saw our buddy Jonah saw him and he said he liked him, had him as like a fourth okay. round guy. So like, okay. there's somebody that's seen him and liked him. Okay, so that's good. By the way, Baron Browning, Ohio State linebacker, goes as the final selection of the third round at 105 to the Denver Broncos. And that was another guy that at least before the Micah Parsons pick was rumored to have been in conversation with the Dallas Cowboys. I wonder if they talked about him leading up to that pick. Day two has come to a close of the 2021 NFL Draft as we continue our wall-to-wall coverage on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. The final picks after the Cowboys select Nashawn Wright at pick number 99, the corner out of Oregon State. Elijah Molden, Melifonwu from Syracuse goes at 101. The 49ers take Ambry Thomas, the corner from Michigan. Ernest Jones, linebacker from South Carolina. Brandon Stevens, corner from SMU, and then the final pick of the third round, Baron Browning, linebacker out of Ohio State and Kennedale High School product from over near Fort Worth, and he goes to round out round number three. Kyle Yeomans, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman rounding out what is a wild day two, a unique day two, to say the least, about the NFL draft. And uh, there's a lot to talk about, Dave, whenever it comes to the Dallas Cowboys and some of the selections that they made. We'll hear from, of course, the front office pretty soon about it. But you take four picks into the night. You come out with four picks. No trading up, no trading back. But what did you think overall of the day? Um, well, I already I, I said at the top, like, this is 
which is ironic because like we nailed the first one. Like we were on Kelvin Joseph quick, and I felt good about that. And I haven't I haven't felt so thrown for a loop by a Cowboys draft day in a long time. It's like they they clearly like their guys. It doesn't didn't always line up with what we thought. But my second impression on that is. You can't say they didn't address the defense. My God, yep. they haven't gone offense one time. They did. I mean, yeah. to, and we've said so many times. You're like, they're not all going to be defensive picks. Like they're going to draft a tackle or a receiver. Yeah, at I, the thought value. They, I thought they were going to take an offensive tackle. Uh, yeah. They might have thought about it, but literally, they've how many have they made? Five. They've made five. Five, 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 five defenders. Uh, probably four of which are good enough to contribute right away. We think. Yes. Well, let's hear from one of those selections in the secret audio. This. Might be a fun one, I think. Nashawn Wright, the final pick of the day for the Dallas Cowboys as he was selected at 99. Nashawn? How's it going? Listen, this is uh, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys. How's it going, Jerry? We just decided to pick you, and you're now, we're turning your card in. You're going to be a Dallas Cowboy. Yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. You bet. You bet. Hey, where are you right now? Where are you? I'm at home. I'm at home in Stockton, California. In Stockton, okay, buddy. Well, listen, we are excited about having you. Really are, and uh, we were, we were, we were, we were doing a lot of consternation. So come, come in here and uh, be one of the greatest uh, length corners ever played. All right? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Here's your coach, Mayshawn. Coach McCarthy, how, how you doing? doing? I'm doing good in yourself. Hey, congratulations. Are you around family and friends? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I just want you to come in here and be yourself. You're, you're, it's a great fit. We're going we're gonna to coach you like hell, and uh, you're going to be part of a championship football team. Yes, sir. All right, man. Yes, sir. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Hey, enjoy this moment. Yes, sir. All right, make sure. All right, bye-bye. So that's the secret audio, and I mean, we knew it was going to be a surprise for Wright. Uh, it probably it was a pr- surprise hey. to us. It was a surprise to Wright. That's a great moment. Though. I love like everybody's excited on the draft call, but for sure. him to literally yell "Let's go" in Jerry Jones's ear, <laughs> <Yeah. I'm>, and <laughs> Jerry said "Let's go, let's, let's go. go back, let's go." I'm I'm rooting for this guy because, like we said, sure. it's it's not his fault. And like if 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 the Cowboys are wrong, we can roast them for it later. But I'm not going to root against this dude because I don't want to feel right. Does this have a feel a better athlete than what we saw with Robinson out of Tulsa last year? Kind of a long, tall corner. Uh, any 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 comparison there, Dane, with what we what we have now? Well, and we think of okay, the Robinson pick was for a different scheme, you know, a different uh, defensive coaching staff. So. Okay. And this all it comes down to is uh, you know you look I feel at like I'm putting you on the spot here. I'm sorry about this. No, but, but I mean we, the thing is with Robinson, we just don't know enough. You know, we just don't know enough about how he progresses a rookie, what he's going to look like in year two. A lot of question marks with him. With Wright, I, I think you know, like we talked about, he is a the kind of kind of the prototype for a intriguing raw prospect. In that Dan Quinn scheme, uh, a guy that can play the cover three, who can be a press man guy if you want him to, but the light feet, the length, you know, it's just, it's a really interesting pick. Uh, that interesting, I think, is the word I keep coming back to, uh, because I, there, there's nothing about him that says like, oh, he's not going to be a good pro. He's just very, very raw. And so it will take a little bit of time. 
But again, he he said it himself. Six four corners, that's rare. And it's not like he's listed at six four and he's really six one and a half. He's a legit six four. He towers over wide receivers. So a really interesting player. I'm gonna really put you on the spot. Yeah. Because they did this a couple years ago with Chris Westry. Yeah, a, leggy, a leggy similar Kentucky. long corner. Yeah. I think, yeah. think Westry was more like six two, six three. Yeah, Kentucky. But I, I, I don't know how do how do those two compare? What do you think about that? As a you know, whether this guy's got more upside, maybe. I think he's got more upside. Yeah, I think he's a guy that has yet to play his best football. When you watch him, uh, you know, he's again a former wide receiver, so he's still learning the ins and outs of the position. There are times where. He just looks lost, but there are other times where his athleticism allows him to stay in phase and recover quickly. So uh, when you have that length, you're able to cast a wide net in as a run defender in pass coverage. You're able to make plays down the field. So uh, just a a really fascinating player that I did not expect to be uh, off the board here on day two. So I don't, th- I don't think he did either. No, no, I don't. There's no way. I don't no. think so. Yeah. So there's a couple of people tagging us all in these these tweets about Nashawn Wright and what he brings to the table. This is a, a good one though about PFF Nashawn Wright and zone coverage last season. Completion percentage just over 45%. He allowed 42 yards, and his passer rating was 18 flat. Okay. So those are good numbers. That's good. In zone coverage, really good numbers, to say the least. And then he's also got a lot of ball production as well. Had an interception against Oregon, it looks like. Has a track background. Of course, he wasn't really talked about much, but, I mean, there's – at least people pointing in the direction of this guy who've watched more than we have and sure. have, are saying, hey, there's uh, there's some good things about it, including what Dane Brugler just said. But now that the day is concluded, we're going into day three. And, of course, still six more picks to make tomorrow. I mean, there's a lot to go on. The Cowboys first on the clock in the fourth round at 115. What do we think from here? I mean, I know Dave, you, you just said it. You've never been thrown for a loop quite That's, like this. I, I don't, I don't know, man. Where do we and go? I, I'm supposed to be the analyst. I, I mean, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of great players left on the board, but sure a, a lot of them have been there since pick yeah. 75. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, there's some good receivers there. They, they need to address the offensive line. I think they will. Hudson Smith, those two um, guys, yeah, I think, are, uh, you, you know, know Forsyth was another guy I mentioned. Makes way too much sense to, to draft a tackle and they'll have They'll have two picks in the fourth, so they got a chance to do some of that. And that's, you know, I don't, you know, it's it was important to add talent on defense, but I'd like to think that now that they've gotten some of that out of the way, again, go back to the two picks that we say high floor, uh, Golston and Odigizua. So maybe now if you're like, okay, these guys are, we think these guys can contribute right away. Maybe they maybe they go back to more of that BPA attitude uh, now that they've addressed some of this stuff, but. I have to admit, I'm just guessing because I feel clueless right now. Best player available uh, for me, Amon Ross St. Brown at a USC. Mm-hmm. I think the most surprising, though, might be Jabril Cox. Yeah, um, that's my top one. I, I, I was not the biggest Jabril Cox fan just because I, so many mistakes versus the runs Third really round. bothered me. But as a coverage player, he, he was really solid. So to see him here uh, still available after the first two days, pretty surprising. Um Kenneth Gainwell, Brevin Jordan, Deontay Brown, uh, J2 Fele. Uh, a couple of these players are, are more surprising than others. Brian brought up Cox, and, and Browning's gone now, but Brian brought those two up all the way back in the second round, I think, yeah. third round. Yeah. I wonder if you eventually get to like a blinking light type of situation where like if Jabril Cox is there when they pick at 115 tomorrow, would they do it just because that's ridiculous value? 
Just, yeah. I don't Just me thinking out loud. Well, and I, I know, like, when I was working on my seven round mock, you know, I, I always distribute it to a few different teams that I'm close with and say, hey, what do you think? What do you think? And I know one team came back and said, oh, you got Cox way too low. He's not getting out of the top 40. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, now he's out of the top 100. So whoever what? told you that passed on him. Yeah, I would take assume. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm like, okay, well, it, it, you know, did something late come up medically? Or, you know, it, it, it's just a curious, curious thing. If he's there at 115, though, you could take a chance. You've picked five players already, right? I would like that's that's kind of my point is like okay Parsons and Kelvin Joseph you're hoping are going to start right away right yeah and then you got Odigizua and Golston maybe not starters but guys that you think can contribute so we've addressed I guess you still need a safety well you don't really need a safety because you have these three vets that they signed if you include Keanu Neal so I would like to think that they are open to a more pure BPA approach tomorrow because. Other than offensive tackle, they've hit all of the really big problem spots, right? Yeah, I guess For the, the, most part. the only um, guy that I think kind of stands out like a blinking light in terms of what they're trying to do, because when you're bringing in a 6-4 corner, you are announcing, hello, cover three, Right. Um, is I think Jamar Johnson would fit Indiana yeah. safety. Single high. I think yeah. he could play I'd free safety for that. you. Yep. Now, if 10 people miss a tackle, the guy's going to score because yeah. Jamar Johnson <laughs> can't tackle. Um, He's a very choosy tackler. <laughs> but he can well, cover and make plays on the ball. You know, I mentioned the guys, too, because of those safeties. I still have Gillespie on there, and I know we watched that. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, to me, there's some guys with warts. You know, sure. Gillespie, Washington's a guy I had. I mean, I oh, was sweet, I, sweet Ardarius. I'm I was, getting him no, at some point. I, I was expecting, <laughs> I was expecting him to go at the end of the third. I really was. I was Who, who's that? Washington from TCU. And I oh. think the, I think the, the height and then probably what he ran in the 40. Yeah. But again, it's about, you know, if you watch the tape, watch these kids play. And I don't know. I, I, that, to me, and that's why I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to watch the kid from Oregon and try and learn about him. You're going to want to find Oregon State. Oregon, <laughs> he plays Oregon against Oregon. They said. <laughs> yeah, it. uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a civil war. By it was the a way. pick in a cover three. I yeah. was going to let him off the hook, but you're just not. You're just not feeling <laughs> charitable today. No, huh? I'm not very. I'm not in a very charitable mood right now. Oh, I don't. <laughs> but, I was talking to Jeff. Jeff's the one no, needling I, I, you I, over I, there. I don't care. Uh, but <laughs> th- that, it's just like I said. That's that's the thing that you know. And, and maybe I'm making it a too personal thing, but I just. When you evaluate players, you know, you evaluate him, you think, okay, this guy, because look what happened. After that kid went, the, the Oregon State kid went, all those corners went. It was just bang, bang. And every one of those guys I had right where they took him. And I'm like going, okay, maybe I'm not a complete idiot here, you know. So that's, you know, I, I just feel like that if you take players, and, and they probably know a hell of a lot more than me, you know, so – I'll be interested to see how it all turns out. There's still a lot of draft left to be had. Today or tomorrow's the day of the scouts, Brian Broaddus. That should make you feel better. You've got some Snicker bars. You're not you when you're hungry. Yeah. You should go and eat oh, a yeah. Snicker bar. One or two of them he though. doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't feel better because he doesn't trust that he's going to like true. what happens tomorrow. That's a good point. You've got you've got five more chances, six more chances to get it right tomorrow. So the Cowboys huh. still a lot of draft left to be had. There was a chuckle there.
Debatable. I heard that. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's going to do it for us here on day two. Special thanks to our friends over at Miller Lite, our friends at Snickers, our friends at Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps and Football and Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Youth Camps. And well, we've had a lot of fun today, a lot of guessing, guessing, and a lot of pondering heading into day three. And a lot there's going to a lot of bad guessing, but yeah. bad guessing. Yeah, swings and misses from us today. We'll try and be better tomorrow and see what we can do. Oh, but we were great. That's true. It's all about us, Jeff Cavanaugh. <laughs> Oh, that's exactly right. We're right where we want to be. For Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central Time. We get things started as day three of the NFL draft is here. But until then, that's it for us here on 105.3 The Fan and DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!